up, buckaroos? It's going to be a bumpy ride as we take you deep into DC Comics country to look at this week's comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is episode number 228 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Yep, 228. Here we are. Anniversary. Is that what it is, Aaron? Milestone. Milestone anything for you? It's neither or um, both. I don't know. I will tell you what it isn't. It's no longer a tribute to Eric Shea. We're thankfully. back to normal. We are back to normal. No more tributes until the next tribute, Eric. <gasps> I didn't have enough time. I had apologized last episode that at points i was a little out of my mind because mm-hmm, i hadn't mm-hmm. slept much i think all of last week i had slept a total of about five hours that is not the case tonight i think that you're going to hear a much more coherent jim warner here uh because two nights of this week two times this week i slept 13 hours or more <laughs> i ended up catching up i actually feel probably and eric will attest to the idea that i pretty much greet eric every day with i am so damn tired uh not today I feel like today shit. is probably I'm Today so tired. is probably the best I've felt in a long time, which probably means I'll die tomorrow. But, Maybe. you know, that doesn't matter tonight. And welcome to the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Uh, it is for the week of May 18th, 2019. And boy, we have a ton of books for you. Do we? Actually, we don't. We have um, probably the least amount of books on this podcast that we've had in quite some time. I will mention that because of that, you may want more. Now, some of that more could be more, more, this more. week's Patreon Spotlight, which did include Superman number 11 and Naomi number 5, both picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, boop. Poop, poop. Uh, and also, I will mention again that the last week of the month, we are going to have a annuals week. And that is when we have the full podcast Patreon on Patreon. It's Patreon exclusive. And usually we, we've we had some, though, that one week, the last one, I believe it was, there were a ton of books because they were playing catch up at DC to throw them there at the end. Uh, this time, though, we were like, boy, there's not a lot of books until things got pushed onto that <laughs> annuals week that had nothing around, to shifted. do with us. But boy, there is Doomsday Clock and Heroes in Crisis that week as well. The and the, uh, Leviathan, the Leviathan event actually starts then event as well. Leviathan? So the, uh, event Leviathan, I believe, is is starting them too. So you, there's a bunch of things coming out that week. So if you want to listen to that, you would join over at patreon.com slash weird science. But like I said, every week we have a spotlight for the DC side of things, Marvel and indie. And yeah, the Superman 11 and Naomi number five, I think you'd be shocked that me and you both like Naomi, you just have to hear why and what and how. That's more of why you go over there. But uh, speaking of the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew, beep boop, boop. it is time for the badass roll call. Eric. All right. Get there. Are you going to smoke like a badass? No, you're back no, to I don't smoking, do that. but you're no. not allowed to smoke inside. That's the only thing that's going to stop you, though. It's not that you're going to be healthy or anything, but here we go. These are the badasses. We've got Ken Halleck, Francisco L. Rock Third, awesome name, Christian Falls, Lady Abby, Matches Balone, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, who has a mail later on in nice. the episode. we got T Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Batman Beyond Mark. It's Batman Beyond Mark's time to shine next week when we have Batman Beyond. We have David Fink, Manship. Manship right now is probably eating edibles and doing frisbee golf at, at 2 a.m. or something. That guy in I don't short think you know short. how time zones work. I don't. We got Brandy. <laughs> isn't he like seven hour difference? Isn't no. he in Australia? No, he's not. We got Brandy Murray way up there in Buffalo, Canada. We got Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Speedy Saunders, Dave J, Andrew in Belfast, Kombucha. 
Comic Boom, Rocky, D-Men 3000, All New Dave, Ryan Reading, Carlos, Ian Job, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my men, people from NYC, who you hear later talking about high level with nice. me, Paulie P, I hope he's doing well. We got Right Said Fred, Too Sexy for Eric, Eric G, Cellar oh. Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double A, Ramani, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, our man, Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben. 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 See, there you go. We so always said that. Uh, chatty, huh? Well, no. Does it mean that we're doing well when the <laughs> song ends and we still have names? I think so. It all might right. not be that I'm chatty. That. We'll see. But yeah, thank you, one and all, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, boop. and also everybody else who supports us over on the Patreon. We're we trying love to put out a lot of shows to make it worth your while. I think it's worth Eric Shea's while. This week, uh, me and you are probably planning on doing a little of our new 52 review. Uh, the detective, or I always keep doing that. I keep messing myself up, and it's really screwing me up. We're doing The Dark Knight of yes, the new Batman 52. Batman The Dark Knight. It's David Finch's uh, run, uh, also with Paul Levitz, I believe, was also writing it with him as well. The thing that I had a problem with, and that is on, and most of the New 52 are now on the DC now, yeah, Unlimited you're, app. You're not talking the about Universe the original app. Dark Knight with Don. Well, Golden, that's what happened. <laughs> this is the the w- worst thing. Is I get on, and I, you know, I'm gonna. I had time, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get ahead of the game. I'm gonna read some of this Dark Knight deal, and I ended up. I didn't know that David Finch had a 2010 run <laughs> I think it that was like. Six issues. Uh, it was like six issues. And then it went to jump to the 2011 New 52 deal. I read the wrong one, Eric, but I, I will talk about I it. I wouldn't be talk. surprised it if it almost started right up into the beginning of the New 52. I, I guess it did. It's so weird. I'm like, boy, this is cool. And then I, I pull up like the, the pictures and stuff from the run of the New 52. I'm like, I don't remember these characters being in that. I'm talking to you. I'm like, you got to you gotta see this, Eric. There's a Killer Croc. He's all on Venom and stuff. There ain't no Killer Croc in that story when you get to New 52. Though this idea of Venom is kind of there as well. Continues, but, yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, we'll be doing that. Me, you, and Reggie this month are going to be doing an F, Mary Kill. We always enjoy that. Drive Reggie nuts. And uh, on the Marvel side of things, me and Brandon are going to be doing things as well. And just another thing we did. I said last week, yeah, me and Eric might do that video game thing. We haven't done it yet, but we're going to be doing that probably this week or next week, uh, doing it on the Super Nintendo. So there's just a little commercial for the stuff that we have coming up. If any of that sounds cool to you. You go over to patreon.com slash weird science. Check everything out. If you join up now, you won't be charged until June. So that's pretty cool. But we're going to get right to it, Eric. Uh, we don't have a lot of books, so we're going to get right to it so that the, we're not going to extend things, right? right. Uh, a podcast with this little amount of books should probably be about an hour and a half, right? An hour so. and a half, that something like that. Yeah, it's going to be a little longer than that. We don't play that, but we're going to go off now to the first section of books, which I hope people will enjoy because, Eric, we're very positive, very positive this month. So we're going to go off to that right now. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love, the meat and the cheese that we crave.
All right, and here we are for uh, the reviews. And we're going to start with two books tonight. There's not a lot of books for the whole podcast. No. DC is not putting out a lot of books nowadays. And the solicits just came out for August. And that's usually where I'm all excited. Like, ooh, are there any oh, new yeah. books or what got canceled, whatever? And pretty much the same yeah. things. There's not that much different going on. <laughs> no, and it, yeah, it Dan wasn't did, one of those solicits where I get really excited to see what's no. new and what's canceled because I've already known that this is coming out like the Batman and Superman book and stuff like that. The big thing that I was interested in was the idea that Bat, that Black Mask Year of the Villain book and the individual Year of the Villain books like that. Yeah, like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I also saw that that Neil Adams is fully invested into the Year of the Villain. And I thought, what are they thinking? <laughs> what are they thinking tying that in and making that part of the overall story? But I did not yeah, see that. They, We pretty much are going to go through a lot of these weeks where, you know, one week we'll have a bunch of books. Then some weeks we just don't have a lot of books. And this is one of those weeks. Uh, So it's a weird first section of books, especially since, you know, two of the books are already taken by the badasses of the Patreon account. So if if I didn't mention already, which I know I did, you know, you're not going to get a Superman in this section or whatnot. So we ended up putting a section of Justice League and Teen Titans and Teen Titans. Titans has never made the first section of the like podcast. I don't think ever. Um, but yeah, and, and that's also Chris is not going to be joining us again this week because he has going back to school. Uh, has been a lot more work. Oh, he's than a busy man. Thought. So he yeah. did apologize. And we're going to try to figure out a way so that we can kind of do it uh, in a different type of schedule. But it will be me and you. But before we go into that, I want to tell everybody, if you want to read all of our written reviews to all those books that came out, all eight of all them, of I them. think, this week, Something all like nine, uh, go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com where you will have all the written reviews of the books. Also, I'll point out that when you do go over to the site, it's not just me and Eric reviewing them so nope. if you sit there and listen to us you can still go over and check out the reviews on the site and see what uh, other people thought of them as well um but we're going to start out with a book that i do review on the site and the book that i've enjoyed uh, a little more than eric has and i think that it's coming around to a point where i think that we're both starting to enjoy it uh even more and it's oh, just yeah. the league number 24 written by scott snyder and jorge jimenez art by jorge jimenez alejandro sanchez and tom Napolitano. And I'd love to hear what Jorge Jimenez is, you know, what he brings to that written by, because he did mention it's not just because it's quote storytellers, right. that sort of thing. He did say that Scott Snyder has given, given him a lot of the reins of storytelling as well with the writing. So I, I, I actually would like That's to hear, cool. you know, maybe what he would say if he would come on and do an interview, Eric, but nobody wants to be interviewed by me and you. And, and I heard it be horrible anyway, is what yeah. I was told. Six Dimension story continues with Batman seemingly siding against the league and all of us, Eric. But is it all a ruse? This issue might just answer my biggest question with this whole story. And I love seeing a good Legion of Doom. But we all need to pause a second. And pour one out for our homie Starro. Uh, and I thought that that was well played by that one point where Starro does end up dying Jaro. in the story. Yeah, Jaro, I mean, yeah. And when he does, though, it, it's not for, you know, shock value when you bomber. see it. It, but it's just kind of mentioned later. Like he, you could really have played that you up. Really could have fully, and you know, had all these things. Actually, nope, now it's that you just bring that up, I was fine with it. But I do want to see that now because the whole thing I, was I with, <laughs> with Jaro going to do the suicide. 
suicide bombing to try to take out the element X Cerebro bat suit chair. Yeah, the, the final bat suit. The whole yeah. thing. Like, oh, I'm like, you know what? Now that you brought that up that we could have seen him, I'm like, I really wish we would have. And I it. just want to see him tiptoeing down the hall. Kind of <laughs> what way. else can he do? <laughs> He's got a bomb on him. I'm assuming that the whole plan doesn't work because he ain't that big, right? No. He's just a small little well, guy. The thing is, this is in the future. Bomb. How big do we know? Like he could have gotten well, actually Starro size at this well, point, which it, would have been cool to see. It didn't end up uh, working, unfortunately. No. But so let's put it uh, out of mind. Said, it doesn't matter. And, and where we left off last issue, issue number 23 of Justice League, we pretty much had Batman looking to you know doom Superman to death. You know, pretty much turning out all of the light, all the sun in that pocket galaxy that you have Superman in. Trying to escape so going him, yeah. into this, we're assuming, you know, me and you both assuming that we were going to see, you know, okay, Batman's going to reveal that he's not doing Batman that. Or do Superman's going to reveal yeah. that really he doesn't need the sun. He just needs to remember his son, Eric, and it kind of stuff. I'm like, is that what they're going to do? Is that what they're playing with? I don't think that's with? how the but power set works, now, Superman. I, I don't know anymore. You never know. It's Superman Reborn. Where's wrong turn? Uh, but with that, you don't get much of a progression on that side. No. So if you are hoping for that, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. But the whole idea of what I said and what I've been questioning all along of the World Forger, why does he need this Justice League? He seems to have dark multiverse versions of people, other multiverse. He can make things. He can create stuff. So why would he need these characters? And it does seem as if for some reason, because I could still kind of poke it and say, well, he could get any Batman, but it seems like he needs Oh, you need Prime Earth Batman. Batman, yeah. He needs Prime Earth. Earth Batman, because of what we find out, is going to be the last bit of allowing this whole, you know, World Forger changing of reality. And it does seem in a weird way that uh, Scott Snyder is playing the idea that anytime you change reality, it all comes to a vote. You got to win that vote. If you don't win the vote, you're done. Because I can only go with that. Like, he needs Batman to switch around the vote so that the Forge can come up and the hammer and the anvil and stuff like that. We'll see. Um, But this continues the whole idea that Batman seems to not be doing the right thing. I still think that it'll be revealed that I'm he you, so do I. has been playing it the with, whole time. With the idea to. that we have this whole thing, this you know, the World Forger, like you know, shows us in this issue that this Batman of the future has created a device in order for him to make sure, like, who's on board with ju- like you know justice and who's on board with Doom, so he can weed these people out. It is a big room. It looks like the X Men Cerebro from the movies. You know, a big round room with a chair down in the middle. Stuff. Like yeah. That. Oh yeah. It's but Cerebro. This, this bat suit that also like it seems like he's. He, he's gotten lazy in the future where he has a chair he can sit down and then it just forms this element X bat suit eh, around him. You don't want to get up when you're older. You need to, you know, have the chair. It's, <laughs> it's almost like the, the chair stairs, right? Yeah. They're <laughs> stairs, but I ain't using those stairs. I'm getting on the chair to go up the but stairs. But with this See, revelation that. that we have this Batman, the World Forger needs this Batman to put on this element X suit in order to, you know, fulfill his destiny to be this thing that the World Forger needs. It really does seem since the World Forger is basing everything of this new world off our heroes, but the idea of a justice, you know, this is what would happen if everybody went for the like what he needs. So I'm like, well, our Batman has not been acting like our Batman. Like, you know, he would not kill Superman, leave him for, you know, dead over in this pocket dimension. So in my mind, he actually made the two perfect Batman, even though he's not alive in this universe anymore. He has made this version of Batman so perfect where Batman would be 
like, you know, prepared for this situation, even if it's a, like one of those self-fulfilling prophecy that this is a future version, you know, where the, like these characters would have met the world forger and where they'd end up, you know, how many years later for this reality work where because he is a part of this now, the Batman that he has created who created these things knows about the world forger and has created a way to take him down with yeah. this element X suit, which we saw well, during and, Dark and Knight's Metal that, is the most powerful of these things. It is pretty much a creation no. metal that broke the source wall. Yeah, and with that, you are setting it up, and I, I can go with this, you know, A, B to C deal where Batman set up his version of Cerebro, and there, there's no doubt about it. This is Cerebro. It looks exactly oh, especially so much like is. the movie Cerebro, but where Batman ended up making at this whole suit chair Cerebro, he goes in, and it's supposed to be able to tell, you know, almost the heart's desire, but at least tell you which way these people are thinking, whatever, and then Batman, the, the Batman of the future of this future... And it went a little bit too far with the idea of, well, I don't just need to see what they're going to do. But now that I see it, eh, I'm going to do a little Bill Belichick. I'm going to cheat. I may have Tom Brady already on the team, but I want to make sure I don't lose. And then up doing this, I think that the biggest tell of this and the thing that I'm going to go with is the idea that with this ending where you do have our Just League, and of course, we'll go through this, you know, page by page. Kind of, but by the end, you end up with our Justice League facing off against this future Justice League that we're told in this issue Batman has changed their thinking. He yeah. has gone in and tinkered with their mind. There's nothing to stop our Batman from re tinkering the minds and back to them being that, free will. Exactly. And then even they're the all idea against the world where, he ta- where the world fortune talks about this future Batman who was willing yeah. to change people's minds to get what he needed. That's like, not our Batman. It, it, I'm telling you, it took me right back to Identity Crisis where they changed Batman's yep. mind and how it yep. messed him up so bad when he realized this yep. is what happened. I'm like, no way Batman would be down for this. So and and like, to me, this is where, like you said, where Batman was playing out this game until now he's in the ultimate suit yeah. that can re I, I wouldn't even see reprogram i'd say deprogram this future version of the justice league which you would need the world forger is no slouch i mean this is a guy he's the world forger you're gonna need yeah. more of an army <laughs> and so what better army to have than the justice league and the future justice league and i think that that's what he's getting at and it's really spelled thing, out in forger. this you might have seen some stuff but you know what you're not our batman yeah and, and with this you you have him pretty much really spell out you know that this future justice league is the best version of any sort of justice league you could ever yeah. have but also that Batman made them change their minds by tinkering with it. So now he, oh, what? what? You just said I can control the minds of that future. Okay, well, I'll what go else can I do? And that's what I think that's <laughs> happening is by this, I, he's just going to be like, is, you know, all, open all, it up. I really wish that things could be so simple at this point where we have, you know, we had everybody bathed in the Element X before and go to like, you know, hold hands to that circle where they wish for what they want for this whole thing with Dark Knight's Metal to go away and end up breaking the source wall because of the, the way that reality was changed. I just wish that. It could be just Batman wraps himself in this Element X suit and wishes for the source wall to be back. And we could be done yeah. with it at that point. And I'm then like, we're done. Why then couldn't we could it be so on. easy? Well, still, though, is is there some way that this suit is going to kind of survive? Or this is where also going forward, if you want to change 
or, you know, reboot the continuity or get the continuity wherever it's going to change down the line. Is this where Batman actually is checking out the suit as well so that he can make something like that later? Okay, I'm telling you, what, what comes first, the chicken or the egg for this whole scenario? Because is it because the suit was created because they've gone through this a scenario where the Justice League was brought and Batman was shown all this, that this future could be created? It's a whole thing where then you go back and you create these things. I'm telling you, yeah, I would think that he'd kind be of able to create paradox it like that. Yeah. Now, but it starts off and it starts off as most of these have with a Superman thinking back of that best day with John. And you see, as it continues, it's not it it gets it doesn't get dark, but it ends up when this continues, it starts raining. Well, that's and this the best that because whole this whole thing, thing. Yeah, this is like, you think this is Superman thinking back to one of his best days with John when it is in fact this future Elseworlds Lois Lane, you know, telling everybody about, you know, Superman and his problem, you know, the idea where he had a great day with John, but at the end of the day it starts raining. They never launched that lantern to, you know, commemorate, you know, Pa Kent and stuff like that. So in the end he's upset that he didn't go far enough to give it the most perfect kind of thing. I've been talking about the idea that this Superman Superman, no matter what, he will always go and try to do as much as he can. And that's the problem where everybody dies. I'm like, that was a cool and, beginning. And also it's the whole deal with, well, he's thinking back at it as well, but it's, it's the, uh, you know, the whole deal with the gray kryptonite that he says that when he's fighting and punching big giant, you know, dark side or whatever, that's not when he has his problems. He has his problems is when he little things go wrong and then he starts to worry about other things and then it builds and then he thinks that he can't get it done and all that. But it all is this idea idea where him and john were going to go out and light that lantern that you know they, it built like the rocket ship but they couldn't because it was raining it started raining and, they had too much fun yeah. it took too long to light the lantern yeah and that's where he went out now there is a weird deal where it it kind of goes from that whole day of smallville into the anniversary of pa's death that seemed a little odd because that's not how it started yeah, out but other than that yeah other than that i thought it was pretty cool and you know this when you see any sort of kryptonite being mentioned you're like here we go here we go with pink kryptonite and sapphire and no no this is just kind of a saying it's a that they had Ooh, that's your yeah. that's your gray kryptonite the kryptonite that makes you start to worry and things like that but that's kind of how we leave Superman. He's still falling into darkness. And we're going to have to wait trying to, see to push his way happens. forward. And again, I, I can start to wrap my head around the idea that the World Forger could not let Superman be involved in this reality that Batman and all this is going on because he's too good. And it would be one of those where Batman would kind of think differently if that Superman's there. Also, I don't think, I think that there's a, a kind of a deal also that and Batman doesn't, would not reprogram Superman's brain to, to do anything. I think that or that's maybe he would he draw has that the super line. brain and he can't be reprogrammed. It always or just that, fights against I, yeah, Batman. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that it might be one of those where that's, yeah. that's Batman's gray kryptonite. He yeah. can't bring himself to, and, and with that, whether or not Batman must know that Superman won't die when he does hit that I thing to so. knock that out. This I hope. The whole thing too. I really just hope this is all based on the idea that Superman represents this hope and stuff like that. Man, I hope he survives this while I get yeah, my work really. done over here. Yeah, yeah, really. That's and still and there was up, a thing. Like, you know, there no was a mentioning of a timing. There was a timing issue. So I think that Batman either he knows the timing, or there was a little bit of a timing thing. Like, oh, if you turn this off, he'll have this, but he'll die. Whatever. Uh, yeah, time better. Time's running out. He, he better oh skedaddle right now and get going. <laughs> but yeah, with that, really like the beginning. 
when we get to the Legion of Doom and a lot of of this explanations and things like that in this, there is a lot of things thrown in. But where we say a lot of times, oh, that's really Snyder-esque. You know, when you're talking Batman or less, when they start talking that Gotham's the center of the city that was built. You have to give a history lesson that's going to tie into the story that we're telling. That's very Snyder-esque. This isn't like that. This is actually a lot of things presented here that are presented in a way that I'm like, that's really cool. Like, especially the Krypton cradles that is just brought out in the middle of a fight. And, and uh, I like it. I the like idea the idea of incorporating that- the rocket from Krypton that brought Superman to earth where, you know, it kept him in stasis while allowing to like, you know, to teach him almost rewriting their yeah. brains to what they need. I'm like, that is a cool idea of the Krypton. Yeah, and again, it, it is just a, you know, clockwork orange type thing. A, uh, welcome to the jungle yeah. video, you know, Axel's in front of those things. He's going nuts. You're going you know? die. That, <laughs> that, that's kind of what it is, but I like it being brought back to the Superman deal with Lois, especially this Lois who hates Superman so much <laughs> that, that she has gone this dark route. Um, but he, even like you, at that, this point, she, it's, she's gone such a dark route from all of the deaths of Superman and John at this point, where she has taken everything that Superman has ever told her about his past, his upbringing, and everything, and just turned it on its ear in order to freaking you know get her idea to keep John alive. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty dark, Lois. I understand where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I, I like it. I even like Lois where, you know, she's an awful person here that likes killing. She's leading an army, but she still has the, let's make this headline worthy. I'm like, ooh, you, you can't get away from you that, you know, reporter. That. You, can, you? From. you can you can take the lady out of the reporter, but you can't take the reporter out of the lady. But yeah, Does you're that make going sense? with the No, I, I like, though, <laughs> that the, I love this Legion of Doom where, again, you're not doing this in a, Ooh, look at me. I'm going to do this crazy deal and wow moment, or I'm going to, you know, go crazy with this. This is a Legion of Doom that has pretty much either whatever they did to Lex. Lex is gone. I would assume that Lex just ended up dying because well, of his thing. nonsense. We, we don't know what happens from this timeline forward now that Lex has killed himself and looks like he's being recreated by Perpetual. We have yeah. no idea what that has done to him at this point in time. So, him not being here, not a big deal because you really don't even want to show that. Well, I think that's more of a mystery to like reveal here. early. What I, and I I don't think they're revealing it at all in this. Uh, you know, that's more that's of saying. other things later. So, well, and if, even if you so, had a future version, though, you might see what that would like. Yeah, you know, but I, he's I don't, I'm telling you, I don't even think they're playing with that at all because I don't think that this is a real future version of Dark Side either. These are picked and choose things. This isn't the one reality of ours that continues on. You, you had the World Forger had a picking of oh, seven I, trillion I, things, including Lois. So I, I don't saying, think though, that but going he's going to reveal we go anything from that, this point in time to the forward though like nobody's really changed except for like the idea that the legion of doom they've become the good guys because of how bad the good guys have become what i like about it the most is just this is a very tired and ragged legion of doom they they are they're done running they're done oh the idea that we need to get the just league where they need to be and look we'll we'll sacrifice ourselves as long as they can change and i think that they're happy to do that i I think that they're like they've been trying to fight and i think that's true they are yeah, I do too. And through the art, you see, I mean, look at Sinestro. He's just, he's in worse clothing than I'm in. <laughs> and I look homeless. I mean, really, he is definitely cleaning his clothing in the shower when he shower. when he ever gets to take one. But even so, he's got bandages around him. I think it does a really good job. So when this does end up with them ending up turning the ship around and a suicide mission to kind of kill Lois, Jimmy, and themselves to allow our Justice League to win the battle at the end, you don't 
question it. You're like, no. they're tired. They, they are done. And they basically say, listen, we're on your side. What happened with Batman, Batman's your enemy. But what happened with Batman and Lex, it was awful. We're fighting back and you guys are our last hope. And I like there's there's slight humor. It's not over the top, but oh, it's no. with Flash and Grodd pretty much. Even Flash oh, at the beginning so is like, when are we going to start fighting and quipping? Because I got a lot lined up. I'm ready. And I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, a lot of it's going to be based on their, their shaggy clothing and just them looking a wreck. Uh, but he can't use that. The idea and that she's so going to keep her eye on you because she only has one eye now yeah really like stuff like that or telling dark side to keep his eyes on you stuff like that you know talk about the lobotomy you that it looks like how much you, like, you like sinestro in this i think my favorite though of these future legion of zoom is the idea of the lobotomized grod who can't use yeah. telepathy anymore yeah. because they took it away from him yeah they took it away and, and it's awful it's all got those frankenstein they scars want, on his scalp yeah, they just want to stop fighting they want to stop and this they is their chance. In this world anymore so as this is going on you do have this nice Back and forth between them because the idea of, uh, yeah, it's not quite, you know, it's not 100%, hey, we know we were wrong, you are right going like that. It's just, this is what we are now. Things did not so we work have out. to be because and of how bad you the, guys yeah, are. And almost the idea of like talking to the the uh, Just League hero saying, listen, you know, don't – Batman's your enemy just yeah. like Lex was theirs. Like Lex led them down the wrong path and Batman in this future has led them down the wrong path. So well, let's Even this line from Sinestro from right here, but, but, but Luther, what he becomes and worse, what you all become under Batman's hand, yeah. I never imagined it. I never saw for that. I am sorry. We're all – also sorry because yeah, you know yeah. maybe if we would have worked together like because of how bad things had to become yeah. with what luther's and, playing and, with and really, yeah. crazy. and with that it's like you know we all of us here followed this one leader and boy we were all wrong we, we were wrong and yeah maybe if we would have just gotten together and saw past all that you know this wouldn't happen now again this is a alternate future yeah. deal that's been made but it's their reality i mean this is what they have and what they know and things like that that's when lois busts in and basically says you know we're taking and then they're running away from lois and jimmy all this time in space and you have to remember they're coming from apocalypse so when they're talking about going through portals or whatever space it game, is yeah. to get back to earth. the center there earth with the legion of doom and stuff so they're trying to get there they're trying to get through while you have have, you know, dark side. He's driving. He's throwing shade at Grodd. Can he make the shot through there? But they're all fighting a space battle, which is really cool. But also at this point, you do see these Krypton cradles, these big arcs that show up and they end up, you know, if you get taken in by well, them, you're, you're going to be reprogrammed. Just, you're getting hit by a beam from these ships. It's encasing the ship that they're trying to escape on. And you're just trying to fight against it because it is you making you sleepy at this point. You yeah. want to fall asleep. And once you fall asleep, it will start like actually this game over anyway, because you're already asleep they can just capture you but yeah, i actually think done. from the way lois describes like you already start getting brainwashed yeah, before you you're even captured and this is the thing is this isn't that much of a crazy idea because i think one of these got tanya last month and made oh a crash into that pole i think that it made her <laughs> is, tired is that gonna be a defense when you go up to the krypton yeah, cradle here's the job. Yeah, yeah i'm telling you i'm going the krypton cradle defense and it reprogrammed <laughs> oh there to think that there was a cat in the room she swerved up at the pole there you go it's krypton cradle that's my defense case, <laughs> the guy's like Dismissed. Case dismissed. Oh, and just send just me imagine. away. You freaking you're, you just show up as the lawyer. I'm a small town Krypton yeah, lawyer. I'm just a small just, town Kryptonian lawyer. He's using the Krypton cradle defense, like, you know what? 
I rest my case, Judge. Krypton Cradle. <laughs> Krypton Cradle. And then he goes, boy, She's you have throw, some imagination. Book at Tanya. Don't show yeah, up to I'm this courtroom He's here. like, son, you got a big imagination. No, no, Judge. The imagination's the fifth dimension. We're talking sixth dimension. He That's just creation. I'm taking away. And I'm creating this story. <laughs> yes. Get her the hell out. We're getting out of here. No, but no, while you're, this you're is going on, Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're both locked up. At least I could be in the cell with her, maybe. I don't know. I don't no, think I don't that think they have those like type of jails. Uh, with that, though, Batman is being led to Cerebro. <laughs> He's going to the sunbox, the Element X chair that turns into a suit that ends up being able to read people's minds and hearts and then be able to change them by rewriting them. It is fully spelled out, as we said, that when they did have that vote, when they did the, you know, describe things and try to figure out things, the older Batman that died in this reality ended up changing and rewriting the minds of this Justice League that we saw something that we ha- didn't see with our justice league right. and they didn't agree they got sent away they got sent away to an apocalyptic prison uh but in the original scenario batman did rewrite their brains uh to be able to you know make them and it do doesn't matter because since do. we already have these versions anyway once the old earth is wiped away by mixel spitlick it's just going to all the essence of all the people are going to take the form of their future self. So it doesn't no. matter whether, you know, they're, they're on board or not, because it would just be forced into it in the long run. Yeah, anyway. they'll be forced. But yeah, with this, though, it does seem like I said my big question and all that. It does seem that the World Forger does need the Batman. He, they, he does need him to get into the suit. It's so odd and he how does much need he seems him to, to need continue him. the deal. Yeah. And uh, in, in all reality, it does seem as if the only reason I think that the regular Justice League was even alive still was just to not trigger Batman and to keep going with this deal. Um, But yeah, they end up going, they get into the suit and he does. He's like, that's the thing is as you go, it's very prominent deal. It's really pushed out of, Hey, uh, you know, we're going You open up your door. And and he's like, no, no, Batman, this is yours. This is your thing. And he's the one who opens it. I think that this was not being able to be opened without our Batman. Batman, world greatest detective, all this stuff. He does like being treated nice, so you treat him really nice. He oh, just might yeah. give you what oh, you man. want. Flattery After will you. get him everywhere. <laughs> oh my! He's what a like, gentleman! Oh my! Oh my! I, I guess I'm not going to pay for this dinner. He ends up going in. They explain <laughs> Free this dinners suit and, and compliments. That's what oh, gets you out my. of our. Yes, that's what gets him there. Even though it seems like Bane sets up dinners with him, and then doesn't help. Uh, no, but yeah, while no, this is going on, you do have the the Legion of Doom in the ship, and and they even spell out that was a prison type ship. Yeah, in order to get, gain access to so the So that Stargate. they can get access, yes. So they're going to this. They have to shoot the Justice League through that before they go. You have some nice out. moments. Yeah, and you have nice moments where they're like, you know, hey, come on, you know, all of you, come with us. And they're like, no, 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 no. our thing isn't done. You know, we still have a role to play here. But please, if you fail, just, it doesn't matter. We'll sacrifice yeah. our stuff in order for you to do what you need to do. Yep. But that, and that final right away. talk uh, of them before I'm, they're yeah. jettisoned out, it's it's so good. I'm just keep looking at it right I'm here. I'm telling just, you, even before that, where you have uh, Diana was the first one. Listen, right. I won't leave you die, Barbara Ann. And she's like, no, 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 Barbara Ann died years ago, sister. This is how I bring her back. Back to life i have to by doing this please go and it's it's good it's and, really and good. yeah the the dialogue between them it's also i'm like hey there's shane i forgot he was with him i, I he's just floating there. He, he doesn't I'm have like, a lot like, to do anymore now i'm like uh, okay we got all this that monstrosity boy get him out of there chicken boy does not need to be I was included. actually talking to you earlier this week at work about the idea of where we have this hawk girl martian manhunter you know child that's born in the 
future, but yeah, you know, this yeah, Kendra yeah. Saunders that we have that Kendra, here yeah. is human. But I don't know yeah, if she's things human. were changed ever since Dark Knight's Metal, where she has the nth metal wings now and it has changed her biology. Yeah, but it's, but it's metal it's, wings. It's, it's I weird. Know, I, I don't yeah. know. The idea that Shane has wings, though, because of the, you know, you're making a hawk girl, you know, Martian man on her hybrid. Yeah. I'm like, it seems eh, well, like Kendra it was a Saunders visual was thing that they kind of, yeah, that yeah. they kind of just went, eh, let's go with it. Oh, I don't know if they even thought it up. Being Martian man and her son, you think he'd be able to shape change. Maybe he just wants to look more like his mother and those are just, you know, him shape changing. He, he likes pe- people are impressed with him. I, with it's those something wings. that I thought of earlier today that kind of bothered me. Like, Wait a minute, Kendra Saunders, she's human here. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But <laughs> you have Sinestro's like, hey, John, don't let our light grow dim ever. Uh, John's like, thank you, Thaw. Again, John has been kind of an odd man out in all this yeah, as well. He has not said world. much. No. And then you have Cheetah's like, Diana, always remain true and don't look at my eye patch. And Diana's like, sisters in arms always. And then you have God, I still hate you. <laughs> Flash. Flash. Yeah, I thank still you, Grod. Yeah, <laughs> Just thank you, Grod. With almost like the, the idea, there's a tear in his eye as he says, and yeah, like, yeah, don't ever like change, buddy. I'm, I'm telling like, you, that's what I think it is. I also think he's like. You got lobotomized crap. I'm just going to go with whatever age. you say. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but then they're like, okay, shoot them out. Lois realized that at the end. Oh, no, you know, get them. Oh, Jesus. And it's too late because too late. They, in, they turn around such good and art. just smash it right in the Lois and Jimmy's yeah. ship. I'm oh, like, my oh, God. man, everybody's dead. You, that- that panel with just Sinestro there with his big nose, and he's like, ah, oh, that's the old feeling, isn't it? How can the I forget f- the power oh, of fear? That line it's where he talks so about the power good. of fear as he's about to ram in the lowest with their yeah. realization what's about to happen. I'm like, you know what? That's so a good. really good it's line, so and it looks amazing. Good. It's so good. And then, yeah, then they're just basically all gathered up looking at, like, the the uh, monitor, and they're all gathered. he's time. like, now, old friends, are you ready to be bad one last time? And that's where you see the heroes realize what was going on. Imagine because from what I imagine is Darkseid has had his eyes removed. So he's like, as he's doing this, everybody's crowded around and he's behind him. I think he's trying to feel his way around to get back to the front of the cockpit here. (laughs) He's trying to get there. And they're like, like, hey, old friends, you ready to be bad one last time? And you have Darkseid. It's like, what's going on? What? 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 He's like, I didn't agree to this. What the hell? This is why I always drive. And then he's also like, where's my hero to talk to at the end? Nobody was there to Talk to me. Nobody likes Superman dark side. wasn't there. Where? He's like, I, oh, dark side never. Yeah, what, what is going on? What, what are all these goodbyes? <laughs> he has no idea. What you guys talking about out there? He's dead. I took a yeah, bathroom well, break. What on? happened? What's going on up here? Where, where are I? I kind of sense there's less people in here. What's going on? But yeah, it blows up. It ends up a suicide deal. They go through. And then you end with the last deal, basically with the future Justice League around the World Forger, basically saying, you know, you guys are going to be done. It, I this is the best, best versions the best, yeah. here. You're not going to do it. I laugh because I think Dick Grayson, Batman there, that's actually a fidget spinner. He's just got a little tension going. He's winging that thing around. Uh, but yeah, if you do go and look, I mean, you look at the things and you're like, yeah, some of these I'm like, okay, Dick Grayson, Batman. But the problem is, it's skewed because they also have Batman in the final Bat suit deal. Oh yeah, the Elmanet you know, suit. Yeah, the future Flash. Eh, you know, our Flash might be able to take it. It's where well, you get the, the White is, Lantern, John Stewart. Where is where Flash? Where he has three crazy. different personas. So I imagine yeah. he's as fast as three Flashes put together. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they end up at the end where Batman shows up with the big suit on, which is legitimately, legitimately called the final bat suit is what they're going with officially. And he's like, sorry, Barry. Cause Barry's like, come on, well, you know, we can fix this Batman. Are you here to help us? When Batman shows up, he wasn't with them in on a, I don't know that you would ever think that, but he's like, Hey Batman, you you here to help us? Nope. Sorry, (laughs) Barry. But this time I imagine a different ending. And I think that that's a wink wink. Uh, unfortunately, the final bat suit, it don't have eyes to wink, but he's winking. Then he'll nudge Barry and kill him by accident. It's a very powerful suit. But I think that the time to imagine a different ending is kind of that cliffhanger to go. And the different ending is where, you know, the Justice League prevails over the world forger. And, and I do like the idea that through all of these stories that Scott Snyder set up, that they can kill the world forger. He's just going to come back in this yeah. reality anyway. So you could do whatever you want. And I actually like that aspect of it. I would guess that where we saw this future, it's very uh, disappointing. Doom I was like, saying how, goodbye. How, how many times are we going to have to fight the anti-monitor just knowing it's going to be recreated? I'm like, well, yeah, I know. Oh, I well. Know. I, I imagine that by the end of this, we're going to have a very similar scene as we just did with the, the Legion of Doom with this Justice League once their minds get re If that's what happens, if we're right of how that happens, where their minds are rewired to what they were supposed to be, where they didn't want this. And then, you know, you have that, you know, hey, go and do better there, John. You know, White Lantern stuff's real cool. You know, stuff well, it's like the whole that. thing you know, too. The idea I, where the the crisis anvil is going to turn red, and he's going to have to strike his hammer down on this. For that's when the world that we know is going to end, and it's going to this new world is going to take its place. I wonder if we can have that crisis hammer with the revolt, where this is the one that's taken away, and then we just have our whole thing. So I don't know if that's yeah, the we'll case see. where this world will go away once you strike the crisis hammer on it because of you know Batman changing his mind. Well, and even that, it's, it, remember, it's it was the weird thing that sets up the whole deal is the idea that the world forger isn't the guy who's created any of this. It's pretty much, it seems being flash and John Stewart. So I, I would expect that at one point they can go back and, you know, rewrite some things and do something to, to make it work. If it's something they have time to do. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, it's next battle for the future. I really like this. I gave it an eight it's five right. on the site. I think I'm going to go up to an eight, eight. Uh, so you always got to do my initial score because of talking about you. You went to an eight, five. Five, didn't I went you? to an 8.5, but you still got to be yeah. higher than me. Uh, Mr. Positive. No, I told you. I, Dingo, oh, my God. I don't I, I had <gasps> what I thought that was the ding sound because it had Dingo. Dingo. But the thing is, these, the these Dingo part, written better. It, just, it just said the ding <laughs> is what that was called. There you go. The See, Dingo, that's the new one. <laughs> oh, my. Ding. Wait a minute. Let me see here. I got my... There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm Mr. Positive. So much I, just I for that. I taught you from now on. From now on. <laughs> I like dingoes and I like comics. Uh, but yeah, I really like this. And I like the idea that I'm having a lot of fun, but it's also pointing to something bigger that is starting to open up. Yeah, so and it's I a lot really of fun like actually that. going through Now, one what of the things doing. we... They better get back to Superman. He's going to die. They better please, get to him. But, yeah, please yeah, go back poor, to Superman. Poor Jaro. Poor Jaro ended up. And we didn't even say it, but what no. Jaro was doing is as they were walking to, you, know, you had the World Forger telling Batman about the suit. 
and you ended up having an explosion at the end and they're like oh my what was that and then as the justice league showed up they're like yeah we heard that there was some you know inside guy who was going to blow up that suit that's why they thought oh, batman that, that wasn't the there biggest, at that, that is point. the biggest problem because the idea of this you know the final bat suit being there that was their idea that they're going to key there that wasn't going to be a problem because somebody yeah. had already yeah, taken that, that was, before they got that there that was getting it towards their yeah. side of things and so when things did not batman wasn't there they figured all right it worked and then batman Batman shows up because I just World like Fortress. the idea though. The Batman's not there, so is everybody saying all right at the idea? All right, I hope Jero killed our Batman. <laughs> yeah, I know that was weird. I, like they they had no concern, but they uh, they you have the World Fortress basically says, here. yeah, really. They say he said to them, listen. You think that we're done. We're not because the one guy who knows how to fix that up and use it, he didn't die. He's here. And that's when Batman showed up. But yeah, I'm 8'8". Eight, eight, you're 8'5". Eight, that's eight, what five. we're going with. Love the art. Oh, I actually right. enjoy I'm telling you. And the best part is I think it gets a little bit – it's a little – too much at some points with the element X armor, the idea of this, you know, changing the, you know, it's still going a little bit too much for me to try to understand where we're going. I do see some threads here that I want to pull to see that, you know, Batman is on the other side. Like I talked about earlier, the idea of the paradox idea, like, you know, this was created because of what's come before and him knowing this and creating before the idea of taking, there's a lot of cool stuff there. It might just be me looking into it, but I had a lot of fun reading this, especially the whole Justice League and the Legion of Doom being together because it was just a lot of fun. But yeah, I yeah. actually look forward to where we're going with this. I hope it remains as fun as it is this issue. Yeah, the the only thing I have about that future deal and what would it, you know, you gotta have to know exactly when the timing would have been when they pulled, you know, these guys out and whatever. It was before, you know, that craziness of you're the villain with Lex and the whole thing with Perpetual and stuff like that. I would go with almost like how we said with the Batman who laughs, that that reality started it there it didn't include that but it did work out what lex might have done or done because y- you start adding that stuff with perpetua and then you add perpetua in the mix where she's obviously not here or doing things and that right. adds a lot of crazy things to it uh well, the I cosmic judge is it coming <laughs> well, i'm saying i just think yeah but i just think that this is kind of like this own thing and then that whole thing with perpetua and lex is something different later for that other bit when we go down the line but we'll see we'll see how it does i don't think you're gonna have any mention of that they they kind of pushed lex aside with just saying right. he's dead um but yeah i really like it and we're gonna go to the next book which i really like as well and what is that that is teen titans number 30 written by adam glass with art by bernard chang marcella mayo hi-fi and rob lee with the fallout of the terminus agenda we see our teen titans not really knowing what the future holds since so many of them have been left out of the loop and what a lot of our heroes have been doing isn't exactly heroic in their eyes with the with that a fight breaks out but in the end it seems that we don't have a lot of time for squabbling because daddy's home and crush is going to have to deal with the main man Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity, Eric, I don't know what that is means. what I, I say. <laughs> and yeah, when we ended up the Terminus Agenda, and this is an epilogue, uh, yeah. I ended up saying I was very worried about what it was leading into. I thought that this was getting back to bickering. A lot of this talk I, I did even have on the Slack with people who were saying, man, I love the Terminus Agenda. I love, and I'm like, eh, I, I didn't love it. I, I'll no, admit no, no, it. No, no, no. I thought that it was kind of a forced deal. And what you were getting was a big thing Thing coming out of the Deathstroke part, where obviously Deathstroke being dead to carry on that book, but it seemed that the Teen Titans book was going to end up pretty much being in shambles of arguing and, you know, stuff like that. I, I like it. Which we didn't I don't want like, because I don't, we dealt yeah, with so want much of that yeah, from the dealt, Teen Titans books from before. This feels different, though. This feels a little different well, because before... Now. 
Well, before also, it was always about who the leader was right. or who this or I don't – Who doesn't this do is, the dishes. This, yeah, this is more <laughs> about the idea of – Pretty much what what are you about? You know, and actually also, like, arguing the crossing within the line and what oh, that's what I'm is saying. What the characters heroes. are about? You know, they want to know what this team's about. They want to know. You know, some of them don't want to be on a team that is led by uh, you know an insane Murders. lunatic yeah. like like Damien and and people the who will keep people this, hostage and kidnap like the villains. But, are, and you that's know. the thing. I think that what Adam Glass is really pushing in this is the team has more of a problem with what Damien's doing than what uh, Emiko did. I, I really think that they're really pushing that, that Emiko, yeah, she ended up killing Deathstroke. They do not cross that line. That's a cut and dry thing. But Damien has done something worse by and lying to them. not only that, them. but the idea and, that Kid yeah. Flash and Emiko know about it as well and didn't tell the rest of the group. Yeah, there's yeah. so many different angles for the different characters to be upset with. And even the idea where you have, you know, Jin upset about, you know, this thousands-year-old magical being that thought she was changing her life around, like, be joining Rob and stuff like that, but not knowing this thing. And then this being completely almost crushed from the idea that she's a part of something that's Is just that as with bad a K, as her. that crush? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's with a C. Because, and then on top yeah. of it, that crush with a K, is upset because she is in love with Jin and the idea that she's yeah. a part of a team where Jin is upset at the leader and then Robin is like, you know, oh, she's also kind of well, jealous of the idea of Robin and her being uh, Jin being a thing as well. So there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of personal well, and, and feelings I think that's thing. really driving this crush is the this. biggest there's two big things with and and as you see and especially done in, in one page where you realize that it's all the new characters that are pissed at the uh, you know the regular ones <laughs> you have crush roundhouse and gin but here's the thing is it makes sense to me gin is upset why because her biggest thing is that she was imprisoned in her ring by her brother yeah. freedom is the most important thing in her life that she's and trying you're to not fight killing to these do. people you're extinguishing and, yeah. their freedom by locking they don't them freedom yeah roundhouse who we love you know what he likes he likes friends yeah and kid flash has lied to him and has not told him the truth <laughs> that's not what mom's. friends do that yeah that that's all that's and that's the thing is usually these fights are just so over the top and you would have a character usually kid flash who is the guy who starts complaining so much that it gets ridiculous. Right. This isn't ridiculous. Well, Jim hasn't idea. complained before. No. Roundhouse is just a good guy who wants friends. This is why he joined the team. He has well, no friends. And now all of a sudden he I finds like out the, his friends were lying. That's what I like the most about this issue, where it's just not like a like squabble for the sake of squabble. More actually, each individual version, like a character, I mean, has a problem with somebody in particular because of something that actually hits home with them with what they're doing. Like the kid yeah. flash, uh, the idea that he's on a team where they've killed somebody and Emiko is somebody who's willing to cross yeah. And that's what I was just going to say, too. There's a lot of cool individual emotions that actually are driving the squabbling. It's not three against three. Everybody has their own deal. You have the new characters uh, against Damien, Kid Flash, and Emiko. While in the meantime, Emiko's mad at Damien. Kid Flash is mad at both Damien and Emiko. And and all this is wrapping around. And also, Emiko is willing to freaking put an arrow in someone's head, apparently, if they're going to go down and let these villains free, like you know, Kid Flash wants to and a lot of the other people want to. But it's like... What are we being a part of now? I'm telling you, I I really don't want a Teen Titans disassembled at this point because I do enjoy these characters so much. But there is a lot of real concerns for these characters to have with what's going forward. Like you know, I 
I, I thought I trusted you, Emiko, but you actually are willing to put an arrow in me if I go against what you put. Well, what no. at this point, that's messed up, Yeah, they up, even girl. have at that one point. They're like, you know, why don't you just kill me now? Like you yeah. killed, you know, Deathstroke. And I, I do like the – I like seeing little Damien. Uh, she a patch over his eye. Yeah, the, the patch over his eye with his freaking mask on. <laughs> he looks so sad. I'm telling uh, you, but do yeah. you think that we're going to get a Damien with one eye, like, you know, no, going forward? No, okay, I think I'm it'll so, heal. They even said, they even said that at the one point. Like, man, you got to let that heal – yeah, he has probably told him, ah, I'm, I'm healing up right now or whatever. But or yeah, is that a I lie? do like that. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think that basically – now, he is a smaller guy. It would be funny because I do think that what I read in the future solicits of Deathstroke, that somebody takes up the mantle of Deathstroke right. to take over. It'd be funny because of Damien like this, it being Damien. He's a little small. His, I, I don't think people are going to be confused. Like he accuses Red Arrow, yeah. a Red Hood of No, things. they're just like, oh, man, little Deathstroke's in town. He's in this little, <laughs> little stroke going around. <laughs> Little stroke, it'd be so good. But yeah, that they're fighting, and that, like I said, it goes, and you start to see things uh, coming about that you didn't even realize were problems. Like I said, yeah, we know Jin, we know Jin's background. I didn't quite get the idea. Oh, I, didn't that, put I wouldn't have like said, this, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have said issues ago during the Terminus agenda. Hey, you know, Jin isn't going to like this when she finds out, or even before that, I would have thought, eh, you know, she's pretty bad. The big thing with Jin was that we've been waiting for this darker side right. of her, not realizing the good side and the side that is trying to. And she basically says, listen, I am so old and you are the worst person I've met. This thing that you're doing right now. And even throws, <laughs> you know, my brother murderer. Elias, you know, and he, this is what Damien says. Hey, I know it's hard to see things clearly now, but what I'm doing is for the greater good. And then Jin gets the most shade that Damien's ever gotten thrown at him where she says, that's exactly what my brother said before he trapped me in the ring that's yeah. what he said and now i see you're evil and yeah you have crush who's just mad on, on the background just so mad that it looks like i don't like, like this girl that jealous. i love is feeling this way oh, i don't like God. the idea she, that she's talking to you right yeah, now the only, I don't like any the only of this. thing that takes me off i mean obviously this issue is all talking and all yeah. arguing i don't mind that but i have to put that in my final score so as well I? but the one thing i don't like uh, only thing See, Emiko just, yeah, but that's how we're going to get the other. She just keeps yelling it in the background. They're like, I, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to punch you. But what about the other? I'm sitting here. It's, it. it's so funny to me, too, because I'm sitting here like, nobody cares about the other. It's been strung along this long. We're not getting back to it because something else is going to show up and then you know, take us off that storyline at this point. Like, it has been ever since this whole new story has taken place. Like, we keep hearing about the other. And besides for Jason Todd getting accused by, you know, Robin out of nowhere, we're yeah. not really doing a lot with this other character. Yep. Yeah. And and I like, though, then you have, uh, you know, Damien say, Jin, you're naive. She says, no, no, you're impressively cruel. You have at that point, Roundhouse becomes the kid in between the mother and father at the dinner table. He's, uh, I don't want to interrupt. Are we really doing this? Is this coming down right there? And then the best is you see like somebody grab Robin and they do a really good show of the deal. Uh, Crush and Roundhouse have the same type of gloves on. They're very similar. So I actually thought Roundhouse had had enough and I'd grab Robin, but it ends up being Crush, who basically just destroys Robin and then kicks or, or elbows Kid Flash across the you know rooftops and then the battle's on and they just start oh, fighting. Crush. And and there's where Roundhouse, he, he ain't much of a fighter, but he had to get involved. It got too much and he starts getting involved. He ends up attacking Kid Flash. They're going 
going. And the best thing is as it all kind of comes to an end where they're all there, you do find out what I think is the most important thing. You find out uh, Roundhouse's arch nemesis, that is cardio. Whereas <laughs> cardio, my one weakness. It's such a weird thing too with there. everybody fighting. Like we start out with Crush and Damien fighting and everybody you know, picks a partner to fight with it seems like. But for some reason within this whole thing, the hole that Crush has created that through the roof of the Mercy Hall here yeah. that they end up, everybody seems to have to grab a hold of somebody and push them down this hole into Mercy yep. Hall. I'm like, just stay away from this hole. You don't have to yeah, do this all this. Hole, they all go down and there, they but they cr- end they up. They keep and- breaking through. Like, they have brought the house at this point. And the thing is, before this issue, too, I didn't realize that Mercy Hall was shaped like a T. I'm like, is this the yeah. only reason that Damien picked Mercy Hall is because yeah, it was I shaped think it like is. a T? It's like the Titans Tower. And yeah. they end up there. They're down below. Like I said, everybody's trying to gather their breath after Jin kind of comes and, you know, does the Daddy, old magic. you got to bring your credit kinda, card back out here know. because we done messed up the Titans headquarters yeah. again. We have, yeah, really. we have a lot of holes yeah. we need patched up. There's Daddy. a lot. But again, you don't want Daddy showing up and finding out there's a prison underneath. But no. uh, you end up where Jin stops this. That's where Crush or Roundhouse. Ah, ah, cardio. My one weakness. Ooh. But they're like, come on, guys. I've been there. And, and I like this idea that and this is where we've had this i ever since rebirth started you have had a kid flash versus damien deal about why i'm yeah. on the team what is going on with you damien That's why, why are you even got him on the, the defiant squad with why are you doing this book yeah so with this i think that this was the best way of having Kid Flash explain this because Damien is trying to make them feel better about all of this by saying, listen, the prison was a secret because it's my burden. This is my thing. I don't want you guys to be tainted by my awfulness. And that's where Kid Flash goes, that's the problem, Robin. You're always making decisions for the rest of us. And that's been his trigger since the beginning. But I think the way he spells it out there is the best that we've ever had in this book. And it's not the end. And it's not the because all of a sudden a big boom comes, a big crash. Everybody's thrown apart. They're in rubble. And this is one of the strings, the plot line strings that have been dangling. Yeah. And we're going to get right to it. Uh, you have showed up. Lobo showed up. He had grabbed, uh, you know, Crush and it's like Daddy's home, which seems a little odd. It's a little creepy the That's way the he's gra- doing I it. I don't uh, know why he's coming. Like, who told him about Crush? If Crush sent him a letter or something? I, I, the idea I, I that get that he the idea they saw it on the news open. or something. Yeah, I, I think he saw it on the news or something like that because uh, there's been things just going wrong. Wrong around this tower and things like that. So, but we'll, even we'll this see, idea but, that we're going into the reunion of Crush and Lobo, who I've never met at this point, and you know, Crush hates her father for yeah. like abandoning her at this point. But uh, the idea that we'd ever really get back to the other, but we have all these other plot points to hit up yeah. on. I'm like, this is what I do want to see, though. I want to dive well, yeah, into we Crush have more. Lobo so I like and Crush. This. Obviously, the other's a big one. Oh, I'm expecting I'll at say, some point we'd get Roundhouse, Roundhouse and, and his sister. sister. Yeah. Uh, we'll have that going on. And Jin, is she a baddie or is she yeah. more good? We're getting a little, you know, little hints that she's more good than bad, especially in this where she's there explaining, you know, what makes her what That's she the thing. is. She might like be that. a bad character in the long run is hiding, but she don't feel good about imprisonment. No, she does not. But also remember, she She's was still in Emiko. She was in Emiko's uh, dreams and stuff, being evil looking. But then again, Emiko's a killer. So there you go. And, and really, I, I we still do, have to deal with that. I, I am mean, still that upset about done. that because of how much I like Emiko, the Red Arrow, from her coming over from the Green Arrow books. I love the character. I always wanted her on the Teen Titans, and now she's here and she has killed Deathstroke. Mike, I don't mind it. 
It's Deathstroke, uh, and she even I know said he's awful. She's and like, thing, he too, we is know awful. that Slade will be back to life at some point, and so you know, it kind of gets it. taken away. He set it all up. He just wanted Damien to do it. She just did it so that Damien wouldn't have to. But yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, you know, it's it, it gives you something to you know put in the story that'll right. be interesting and all that, and then we'll See find out when Slade it. does come back. I, I guess then that's a reset, you know, a do do over. <laughs> it's You're a not really a, are you a killer anymore if the guy comes back real life, right? You know, uh, the kill that's might what, not be real, but the guilt I'm is. You, that, that's what, like, you know, the uh, the heretic told me the other day when we had tea. He's like, I didn't kill Damon. He came back. I'm like, what happened to you? I'm like, but but you were beheaded and ripped apart. You're dead too. But yeah, yeah, that. I, think just I don't insane. know. And it was a weird tea. I, I don't know what was in that tea. It was it Aquaman's uh, yeah, tea? I, it might have been. I. Really really like this i think the art's great and it's one of those issues that you realize that you love the characters in a book when you have an issue where they're just talking and totally. still like it enough and so i realize i do like the way adam glass writes this book so i like I. the way he writes the characters i wish that some people could get over the idea that this is a dark book because the darkness in this book is what they're playing off of and, and they're not the exactly are, fine with it are, exactly yeah. half the characters yeah, are becoming brighter because of the darkness yeah, that they're, this they're is, now this is now. not a murder squad just going around, you know, <laughs> picking people off. I'm this so this glad is the murder squad. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of want that. Yeah, would that be a good name for a book? Murder squad. Well, what's uh, the, but what's with, the difference between with, that and Suicide Squad? No, Suicide Squad. No, I don't get with that. They don't get to go to heaven. You're not allowed in heaven with the Suicide Murder <laughs> Squad. I guess you can't go with murder either. But at least you don't get stuck in purgatory. You get to go right to hell. Your whole basis is based on who gets Highway to, go to, to hell heaven. is my first arc. That's what it's going to be. Murder Squad. Highway to Hell, Volume One. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't I don't know the semantics of the religious aspects of Murder Squad versus Suicide Squad, but I like Murder Squad. Murder Squad. I, Suicide Squad seems to be that they're doing the stuff trying not to get killed themselves. You I barely just imagine have it's them like the Marvel anybody. Strike Force book, but now it's yeah, called I Murder Squad. Murder Squad. That's what I need. They, they're t- kicking ass and taking names. They are. They, they're killing. The, the big shade on that team is if you don't kill, then you're nonsense. Yeah, see? Emiko, right off to the Murder Squad. She's my first member. There you go. Heretics there too beheaded beheaded heretic but yeah i really He's like a and i really like lobo is definitely our lobo i mean roundhouse is definitely my go-to guy i love him and i just hope this book continues because i want him to continue because i love him so much again another character i see people throw shade at i just think they're not reading the book and they just want to you know He's easy to throw shade at if you haven't read it like we did we didn't we like him at the beginning reading, but he grows on you quick for oh how lovable God. he is he is so lovable. Uh, and I like all the characters. So, yeah, I'm giving it an 8.5. I'm actually giving it an 8.5. It's my second favorite book of the week. We have, a, you know, Me not too. a lot of books. But, yeah, this is definitely my second favorite. What would you give it? I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 because uh, I still love the art. The and I dingo actually- ate your baby. <laughs> I wanted to go up to an eight five because, again, talking about this made me really happy. Oh, well, then I'll go eight six. I know. I'm what, just, what? The thing is, I want oh. to stick to the score that I originally going to give it. You know, a lot no, of the I liked it more when we were talking about. See, I said, "Why?" Okay, I'm going up to an eight five. Go because five. Just do I just it. don't want to have six. a tie between Justice League and Teen Titans. I was trying to get away cool, from that, cool. but no. The, the thing is, there's a lot of squabbling. I hate that because I don't want the Teen Titans to get back to that because we spent years. I think doing that we're going to get away from that now. I think that the way it ends with Lobo, you end up having the things that they're going to go 
go against all of them are going to have to go and save Crush. So I think I'm they saying, push though, not, this aside. Even with that, though, the way they do it here is the best squabbling then because it makes sense for the character that's actually doing it. And everything they have with problem with, it all makes sense. And I actually, so I really enjoy that aspect. So the squabbling, not as much of a problem as I always do have with it because yeah. it's so done. But I do look forward to this whole Lobo thing because I want to get away from squabbling. Community. Yeah. Well, All right, Egg, would done. you agree? Would you agree with me that the last the bunch of times, Rachel, Eric, baby. that we had squabbling, it was more whining than squabbling. It was always one of the characters. Well, usually, I'm you, we've again, had that Kid before. Flash, Kid Flash, whining. But I'm talking yeah, about the other Teen whining. Titans book. All the squabbling that went into those yeah, leading up to this it, new one. Like I said, even that one that you'd have, like even the New Fifty Two, they're squabbling involved. Let's make different teams and join up with Manchester Black and, and nonsense like that and stuff. So I actually like this where. It's amongst themselves. They have legit issues, and it's not whining. It's not the, I don't know why I'm on this team with you because I don't like you. And that's what, you know, you had with Kid Flash before. This actually is some real problems that they're, you know, hashing out. So I did like it. But uh, with all that, that's one of the most positive sections we've had in a while. I hope people take note, Eric, and don't think that we're just haters. As we go off now to read some mail, probably about hating, right? That's what usually happens. It'll be mail about us being haters possibly i say this i know what mail's coming up so I, i'm skewing that a bit eric but we're gonna see what that means right about now yo it's mail call it's mail with you it is mail with jim and eric Hooray. and here we are and if you want to be part of the mail and be a star and why wouldn't a you? star is born they say email us at weird science dc comics at gmail.com i have too many emails to remember nowadays but yes uh it's also in the show notes and you could be a star just like one wolf cypher who Ooh. says hello Oh, my. Oh, the songs up, dedicated to Eric Shea were priceless. I love the idea of doing an Eric Shea dedicated episode. I didn't expect it to just be giving Shea the business, yeah. and that's on me. Why am I surprised? Eric Shea is like Luigi. Everyone loves Luigi, but it's because everyone loves shitting on Luigi. I heart Eric Shea. Hooray. That's what he says. Right? My self-esteem so is between, getting built back up. Between being deathly sick from excessive binging on Mexican food and tequila and binging Game of Thrones. That'll Sean Bean dead yet? Is he alive? I've had very little time to talk on Slack, which may be why I actually felt inspired to send in an email. And that is my theory. I've said to Eric all along. (laughs) The minute that we start at Slack, and and is it a detriment or as it saved our lives I think because at one us. point we would have four hours of mail but most people talk to us in the slack if you're on the patreon you get in the slack and there's a lot of discussions going on all the time so that kind of does end up where by the end of the, the week you've already said everything yeah. that you're going and and it's more real time and stuff so i like that as uh, a lot more most of the stuff i might want to ask or share is posted in the slack so when i want to write in i've got nothing new to send in <laughs> anyway i've been sitting on you 
using my free trial for DC Universe. Me until too. Swamp Thing wraps up its first season, so I can binge Swamp Thing, Titans, and Doom Patrol in a week and cancel my subscription or subscription if I deem the service lacking. And yeah, Eric took the dive. I'm telling in. you, I I'm dive right it. into the DC app. And thing is, it, it's I put it on my Fire Stick, the app. So reading yeah. comics on the Fire Stick on your TV isn't the best thing possible, but. All of the but different it's media the that they had, the shows and all the cartoons yeah. that I grew up with from the, like the seventies and eighties are all there, and I'm having such a great time going back. They got and the turtles them. on that. Not yet. Turtles, turtles on that. Did Not they yet. have no. I'm just saying the regular turtles. They, Why they, would they got have the, the regular star, turtles. They got the Star Blazers. That no. I'm talking the cartoons you liked as a kid. They got the uh, so Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man, and the his friends. Is that cartoons on there? that I liked as a kid. Uh, you were telling me as a you kid. Dummy. I'm just going with the things with the kids. <laughs> The kids stuff. I've heard a lot of good things about Titans. I'm interested in how a show which pre-release garnered as much hate and language as much uh, a certain Sonic movie to be released has picked up a strong fan base so quickly. To fill in the gap I've created when I dropped everything from DC's books, I've been reading on and off some old runs that I enjoyed. And I'll tell you, I haven't watched one show on the DC app. Uh, They ended up upping the ante with the comics enough that I say full out thumbs up. And if you're in for the comics yeah it's way worth it now classic peter david young justice extreme justice with its mullet wearing captain adam the original pre-new 52 jaime reyes blue beetle gail simone's secret six runs and i'm thinking of reading the completion some of the more recent rebirth books you know the books that ushered in the promise of a new exciting new dc rucka's wonder woman run during rebirth is one of my all-time favorite runs ever and that's one i know i will finish when i get to it i'm also adding tomasi and jurgen's super books god this makes me so sad over what we've lost not a big fan me and you both said uh that was a, uh, that was a series that was more for the love of the characters the stories were not great kid amazo i mean when you go back to the oh, well of kid amazo yeah, yeah i'm saying he says yeah. the oh i was thinking he meant the uh uh super sons what he said but yeah, yeah. the tomasi jurgen Superbooks. yeah those weren't great either i know that people like to look back at those as great there was a lot of downtime in that uh, so whatever but that's an argument that we've had in slack over and over uh incidentally you know i the road trip i i don't want to ever read that again <laughs> i tried to reread the dc rebirth special digitally and couldn't finish it it only made it, uh, me angry seeing how far off track the books have gotten what with doomsday clock relevance being up in the air and the heroes Maybe and I should go back and reread being that the anti dc rebirth special i've read it like seven times now literally everything that was seeded in that special has been abandoned or undone and it made me jaded enough that i doubt dc could ever win back my trust if they pulled another stunt like this can either of you guys see yourself getting as hype for whatever dc's next relaunch to fix everything and make everyone happy again i would be if they gave me some creative teams and they were different i'm not even saying that i hate the guys or don't i need something new and i need something fresh these 70 issue 100 issue runs of one guy it's killing me i need something new so yeah when we we did this with rebirth when yeah. rebirth was first announced people were all up and oh man jim and eric what do you think what do you think and we kept telling them we're, we're gonna wait till the they wait, wait and see yeah. and we waited for that and then we were we were excited but yeah oh no i'm starting to feel down again better add age of apocalypse to my classic comics to read list for a major pick on up. the app yeah, speaking of which, he's he's also got the Marvel Unlimited oh, okay. app, I guess. Speaking of which, what events do you guys consider your favorites of all time from both publishers? Mine include Age of Apocalypse, Forever Evil, Identity Crisis, if that counts as an event, and not just a miniseries, like World War Hulk, and 2015 Secret Wars, which I just started reading, actually, and I am enjoying it. The 2015 um, like- one? 
Yeah, yeah, I just started reading oh, nice. that. Uh, I uh, like Planet Hulk a lot over That's at uh, Marvel. Um, I, I haven't read a lot of the Marvel uh, deal, and I haven't really read all of the big DC things, but I did like Identity Crisis. I know that, that there's a lot of shade thrown out that now. That was one of the books that when I first started reading comics back way back, uh, Eric told me to read, and I did. I ended up Blew getting me away it when it reading came out. it, and I read it in one sitting and actually really did enjoy it. And one sitting, that, that's a lot for me. <laughs> I remember I, it's one of those things where when you read something and you like it so much and you remember like where you were reading it. I actually was reading it in bed uh, with Tanya was reading some novel and she was all excited because she knew who Brad Meltzer was. And things like, so I was like, look at <laughs> me, like, I'm fancy. Hey, you're doing some legitimate finally, honey. Yeah, I'm like, I'm fancy because she was reading like some book that it was in his usual genre right. and stuff like that. So uh, she's like, oh, what do you mean? Oh, Brad Meltzer thing oh brad Meltzer, what is it oh it's called a oh, comic and then she didn't want any parts of it but uh i really liked it i really liked that i like i really did like forever evil i actually so had I. plans last night of reading it again actually i was gonna because be i was cool going through the dc then. app and i was looking and i actually was gonna because th- people were talking about things and i even said on the slack hey i'm gonna read something crazy i'm gonna go on the app and read something and so i'm going through it and i ended up looking and i'm like, again in Maybe. 2001 <laughs> yeah that i read the first <laughs> issue uh, john jack said to read it's crazy it's rough. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, but I started and I'm like, boy, you know what? I never did get to talk to you or read the Argus tie-in to Forever Evil because we, we didn't do it. I and think I, I thought, eventually ended up reading that, but I'm not sure yeah, now. Didn't We didn't review it or talk no. about it on the podcast, though. And I actually don't know anything about it. And I almost started with that. And then I saw like the Arkham War deal and yeah. the Bane thing. And I was like, boy, Rogue's I should rebellion. go back and read all of this. Uh, and I didn't. Eric, <laughs> the end. No, I ended up reading that uh, Dark Knight deal uh, for the New 52 right. podcast. I ended up reading most of that and like that. But what are your big events? Some of my big events, like when I was a kid, I actually thought, I'm not, I don't know how it holds up now because I haven't read it since I was younger, but the Onslaught saga of the X-Men was that was going on with something that I was really into at the time just because I was a huge fan of Joe Maduria's art. So that was keeping me going. But, you know, like um, House of M I really enjoyed, but uh, for DC Comics, I really, when it came out, I thought Infinite Crisis was great, you know, Identity Crisis. Uh, I really liked, you know, Zero Hour when it came out. I went back recently. It's a little rough here and there, but, you know, uh, along those lines kind of thing. But that's what's cool about the app. I mean, I wish that you could, you you really have to get like a cheap uh, Fire tablet if you you want to. You should get a tablet. You really should with the Patreon stuff. I think you'd really enjoy going through That's the thing is I could probably just put it on my laptop as well, but I haven't gone that far at the idea just because I put it on my Fire Stick and just been watching shows the past two days. You could kick kick your feet up like you had the comics again and stuff, but yeah, I really like that. Today's Saturday. I only got it Friday morning. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the sort of thing, though, I really love about having these apps, you know, having the DC and the Marvel app where you can just go through. And like right now, there could be somebody who's like, boy, Eric mentioned Zero. Let me go check that out. Yeah. And, you know, you can just go check it out. If you don't like it, then, you know, it's the deal. Uh, I guess this is part of the email. I pad things out by asking you guys to list things. As of right now, what are your go-to books outside of comics? What other pa- uh, What are your go-to books there? My go-to the Bible, books outside of comics? The Bible, no, no. Your go-to? no well, he's yes, saying I, books in general, not outside. He's asking later about that. I, I kind of mix those in. What are your go-to books? My go-to books right now are usually around Freedom Fighters and Shazam at this point, even Doomsday yeah. Clock when that eventually comes out. Those are the things yeah. I really look forward to. It's go-to. That's more of a wait for. Right, the wait for. I'm, I don't I, know. I, I want to go to. I don't need I, wait I'm no still, more. I'm still there for Red Hood. 
I, yeah. I actually, you know, if Red you're going to talk about go to books of the like books that I there. like to talk about and what we like, um, I'm in there right now with the Justice League as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to have go to books because we talk about every one. So yeah. there really isn't go to ones because outside of comics, what other passions, hobbies, etc. have you guys picked up? How about that? Yeah, I, I like up. toys, like, horror movies. <laughs> I used to like video games, but yeah. I, I can't do that anymore. I used to like watching movies, but I don't have time for that anymore. I, I do have uh, kind of a hobby of listening to Paul Stanley talk trash on the members of Kiss, right? I like that. I like to talk to Eric about uh, uh, Van Halen and Motley Crue, which Non-stop. led him to get a discount on his haircut. <laughs> this <laughs> little this did you know. Little did all you she know wanted that, to talk about was yeah. Motley Crue. Thankfully, and little did you know dirt. that all of that, you had the dirt and also me giving you some inside info when oh I talked to you about no, that's it. That's the thing. It's the inside info you gave me about Van Halen. To, she didn't want yeah, any part of that. I that tried to change work. it to all rock. She was only talking about Motley Crue and that's it. How about it. Moved all right of my Nirvana stories that I've told you? You've told me Nirvana stories? Mainly lately. Yeah. I talked to you about a lot of things about Kurt Cobain things that he did the last day before he died and stuff like that. I, I get in these weird things. And at, at one point it was Van Halen, but then it ended up just being Sammy Hagar and, and then Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth and then Kiss and stuff like that. Bands that I rarely, like I rarely listen to Kiss. I don't really have a lot of stories about Alice in Chains. No. I will just tell you how much I like them. You just yell out uh, what song you're listening to at, when it comes on. right. Man in the box, Eric, I yell. <laughs> and then you just shake your head. And I'm Wood. like, you, is he doing like an Wood, awful Eric? job at miming? Man in the yeah. box. Wood. He doesn't get how this yelling. works. I just keep yelling. Man. I just keep yelling songs. Heaven beside you. You got that, <laughs> Eric. You got it. And here's a serious question. What are your guys' favorite falling out arguments with writers and artists? Jim seems to have been blocked by so many creative types. There has to be a story behind them all. Eric knows which one would be my favorite of all time. It is the Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, Brad oh, yeah. Tar. Uh, that is my favorite because basically Eric hated everything about Burnside Becker. Sure and, and this is the thing. This is where I get in trouble in real life as well. Like I could talk a lot of trash. But I never think that it extends beyond that point of time. So if I talk trash on Eric, uh, the next day, I don't think that it means anything. This always comes and bites me in the ass. This is why I'm a man who lives a a solitary life and don't have any friends because I will just say stuff. But I don't really mean it as a mean way. I just kind of do it the way we were doing our site. We were giving reviews, honest reviews, we thought. So in our mind, how could a creative type be mad at us for not liking their work, Eric? (laughs) So basically to me – it was the idea of, okay, when we don't like your stuff, we're not going to push it in your face or anything. But when we do like it, let's celebrate together that we all love it. So Eric finally liked an issue yeah, gave of it a the seven Burnside background. He gave it a 7 out of 10. So I tweeted it to them. Not car- I'm How telling you, these you tweets, these tweets were not the, hey, guys, retweet our stuff and make us more popular. I just actually took it as a... Hey, look, we actually like what you're doing now. Hey, here you go. Yeah. Uh, and they did not take it that way. And Wasn't Cameron Stewart himself enough. pretty much flipped out and said, how dare you tweet us? You shit on our work for months. And now just because you like one issue, you think that we're going to praise you. And then I Whoa. got back to him and told him that we didn't want his praise. And I thought he was garbage. Then he got back that we were nonsense. And then it just went on and on. Later on, I did end up talking to Brendan Fletcher, you know, private messages and stuff like that he seemed fine with us enough 
Um, but recently, we even have like a Rob Williams who, you know, has to throw out there, oh, thank God this one guy who hated all my re- re- issues finally is done because I got canceled. We also had uh, Brian Hitch pretty much tell me and pretty much broke the story that he was off the Justice League by tweeting me, you'll be happy to know that I've been fired, you <laughs> jerk. And, okay. And then I'm like, whatever. But yeah. And even then now. I love his art on Hawkman. Now, yeah. unfortunately, he's off it. But then these these guys seem to have long memories and stuff like that. But yeah, there's those guys. Uh, uh, Greg Rucka ended up telling us we were nonsense. That was kind of fun. Who else? Uh, James Tynan, I just hear, hates our guts. Joshua Williamson just hates us. Stuff like that. There's no fun story with those, though. Uh I, I like when Scott Snyder a couple times yelled at you. <laughs> now that's fun. But I didn't need he, that. He coming over work but with he's a, bunch a decent of enough guy. He talk just got it, it's fine. Yeah. And, and it's funny myself. too. And you explain yourself. I think that he's more triggered if you, if you say something bad about the people he works with. That's, that's kind of where he gets more upset. But he says, uh, yeah, I will give DC credit for one thing. Despite all the fighting, shouting, negativity, the company still treats you guys like re- legit reviewers. <laughs> I don't know. At one point, uh, I love the go with the idea of, of Eric saying that they give us the review copies still because that shows that they don't have favorites They're because not biased. they give it to yeah. us. Yeah. I don't know anymore. And, and you can ask Eric right now. Every Friday when the review copies come out, yeah, I play the waiting game thinking we're not getting them and it'll, it'll come to a play that we'll, well that's we'll the thing. It was a little late this week for when they came out. I'm like, well, I guess we're yeah, off I the start list getting now. Worried. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they used to send me personally, you know, hard copies of things. They stopped that. That's, done finally here's a what if scenario i want to play around with you say tom king and bendis had to switch books for 12 issues so king's on both superman books and bendis is on batman knowing what you know about their writing habits what do you think each writer would change and trample over and ignore and retcon in each other's books uh i don't know you, yeah, you would have well here's the thing if you want to go go get the walmart books because that's basically what they're doing the one you know yeah. tom king's writing superman, superman it ends batman. up being a little darker and has a lot more murder than you're used to so i would think that that's the case uh bendis actually on his batman book has a lot of things i just imagine tom king would would come in for the superman he's like we thought that bendis was doing terribleness with you know bringing you know lois and clark's like to a weird relationship status getting rid of Gemma. now they're dead and superman's going to be deconstructed at a humanized well i mean in one of the walmart comics that caused a lot of issues was superman imagining how many times lois and how she would be murdered so you have that bendis uh would probably jump on Batman immediately. Now, this is the thing. This is what I do think eventually he will be on Batman. The good thing about it is he's kind of gotten this little thing on the Walmart books out of the way where he does in those kind of want to show you that he knows Batman like he did when he jumped on Superman. Still do. And there's there's some weird things in that, especially with he has a real long going joke early with the idea of Batman talking in his calm and people thinking that he's talking to them. And that keeps like, what? What are you saying, Batman? And then it's, it's nonsense. What Bendicism would Bendis add on top of King's wacky tacky Batman? And what bad fanfic Tom King Tom Foolery would King penetrate? 
straight through Bendis's wall of text balloons. And I, like I said, I, I think said that, that yeah. Tom King would make it darker. Bendis would make it a lot more wordy. Chattier. The retcon kings retcon each other books. I would actually catch up on their current books just to read the shitstorm fire starting meltdown. Their books swapping would cause doubly so to see them then get their respective books back after 12 issues. Statute of time and see how they move forward with the changes. Each so-called talent polluted each book with. I'll tell you, I would think Tom King would ignore everything that happened and Bendis would make some sort of what he thinks a clever way to write a it wormhole. all. Uh, well, I'm heading off now. Take care. Stay salty for the last time. Sean Bean is dead. Sure is. He's dead, Jim. Stop asking if he's dead. Was he on the Big Bang Theory? Didn't uh-huh. that end? Is that what it was? The Big Bang Theory? That's yeah, the worst, that is too, because on top of the chatty Kathy at the, you know, the hairdresser telling me all about Motley Crue and only wanted to talk about Motley Crue, once I got up to get the shampoo done, she saw my flash shirt and then immediately had to start talking to me about the Big Bang Theory because of it. I'm like, I, I, I don't watch that show. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we had the guy who shits his pants at work. Did you watch the last Big Bang's theories? No, no, I don't. Like, no, no, we didn't. He's like, oh, man. He doesn't make any sense, that guy. I'm telling you. He he makes no sense. He he said one day, was it Friday? Was it yesterday? When both of us pretty much were gonna punch him in the face. We were so irritated with him nah, with his nonsense be any of the days small this talk. Week. No, I'm telling you, you basically told him, Shut up, I don't want to talk to you. This small talk. You don't have anything to say. Don't I said talk that to, to him me. last and week then though. He, you know, that was this week. No, that I said, was I said like it as well day. last week. Yeah, I wasn't there then. Yeah. I didn't hear you say it last week. I I just saw him and then he just shrugged his shoulders and walked away after a, a weird kind of weird pause but yeah he, he just says stupid shit like oh why aren't you smiling today <sighs> oh, shut up and then anytime you're like hey i went to bj's on friday he gives me this confused look like i i've asked him a fucking tongue twister hey what Oh, yeah, whatever. I, I can't stand them. But that's it for the mail. Thank you, Wolf Cypher, for getting me upset now. I'm all riled up, but we're going to go Wolf. off to more books. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and Listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We don't want to hear Eric Shea. All right, and we're back uh, with this condensed podcast there's not a lot of books and that that's is going to continue the theme with reggie because reggie has one book with us that's this right. week it's crazy next week you have a bunch yeah you'll come back full force next mm-hmm. week uh i don't know that i have any books next week i didn't really look i, I didn't look that hard yeah I, I i may not have any so we'll see but uh reggie has one book and as you'll hear it's been eric's favorite book of all time <laughs> he, he has said that over and over i told you we have to be be more positive to keep up with all of these people with their positivity and the podcast so uh eric's favorite book of all time he can't get enough of it what is it rich it is all new aquaman number 48 written by kelly sue DeConnick, art by victor bogdanovich jonathan glapion daniel henriquez and sonny go 
It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. Nama is gone thanks to Andy. Now it's time to drink some tea so he can regain his memory and establish some continuity. We see shades of Garth and some and such. Do we see Coram Wrath? Not so much. There's also red-haired Mara, but who knew she was the one that ran old Andy through? Boom, boom, corn wrath. What? We, we hardly knew it from the yeah. past. Good, we don't, good we night, don't funny see man. Any of that stuff. Now, who knew uh, at this point, though, that I'd be wanting more corn wrath from this book? Yeah. Well, oh, here's the thing: is to me, I'm like Andy. I'm just going to forget about corn wrath through and through. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those memories yeah. I don't want back. In fact, um, here's the thing: is I like this issue, and and in so fact, Eric has not been enjoying this series I so far right. since Kelly Sue DeConnick, but he does like this issue. This is the problem I have. I, I actually like this issue a lot, but some of my like for it gets taken back by thinking, boy, we should have done this about four issues ago. Would have been amazing. And, and it's one of those things that it seems me and Reggie, last last time we talked about this, it was me and you, Reggie, talking together. I forget why Eric wasn't there the I last time. I think you guys were was, trying to work on the Zencaster together. Maybe, without but a third it was person. just me and Reggie, and me, right, and, me and you, Reggie, yep. basically said that we were enjoying all this. It was a kind of a reset after that long abnet run and we understood why it was happening and going forward now this issue starting a new arc is the okay let's get him back into the main deal let's get Aquaman uh, back it didn't have to last this long and and we're having this yeah. problem with a lot of these books where you know stories just like we had on the patreon uh shows this week Naomi. Naomi's a book that I like the character a lot. You don't need six issues to establish an origin. You yes. also don't need six issues to reestablish or kind of give you this buffer zone between Dan Abnett's long run and Kelly Sue DeConnick's first one. And, and this, I think, is the best issue of her run so far. I agree. It's a shame that a lot of people and Reggie, you see it. When we tweet stuff out for the reviews oh, yeah. of Aquaman, it, you get attacked if you give it a four. That I mean, I mean, the, people's number one problem, and this goes for Eric too, but also uh, people on Twitter, is that they don't know where we are with the continuity, and that's essentially what this issue establishes. Is yeah, this is what Kelly Sue is bringing to the Aquaman table. You know, this is keep, keep this in mind, uh, and it would have been perfect if we had had the opening Nama thing, the whole whatever you know, uh, the salt two mother. Issues, I think right, that was two issues. Yeah, and then and we then went this. to this. It would have been like a, a blockbuster. Yeah. It would have and been I like think did, did you because those first two issues, you would have been like, "Holy cow!" First of all, it would have been much more exciting and crazy because it would have been right. packed into two. You would have been like, yeah. "What's going on? What's up with Aquaman?" And then this issue would answer those questions. Yeah, so, and, and uh, it's so too I'm bad, afraid. It, I do like this yeah. issue, and visually, especially, I like the way Victor Bogdanovich oh, so handled. I. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. Trip through memory yeah, I'm, down I'm memory just, lane. Yeah, and I'm worried though that some Aquaman fans, and it seems like most of the people who are hating on it and telling us, you know, oh, it's bullcrap, whatever, are people who are, you know, they have Aquaman in their Twitter names. They're huge yes. fans. So they were not going to give Kelly Sue DeConnick a lot of time to kind of, you know, ease in. They want Aquaman. They wanted it now. They're like the Veruca Salt of the Aquaman fence. They want it now. <laughs> and they didn't get that. And it kind of, it, it was pushed along a little. And 
I think that there was a really, really bad timing issue as well because of the idea that Rick Grayson, Dick Grayson had lost his memories. And then all of a sudden Aquaman's lost his as well. And I right. think that people are like, really, they, it doesn't seem fresh or new. It seems like, oh, what are they going to do? Make everybody forget their memories. But I, I thought that it was kind of a, a cool idea of how to get him back. And yeah, it did last a little too long. Well, At I'm least it wasn't even 70 that, issues, though. That right? initial 70 I, issues? That initial idea, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the idea of him losing his memories and being on this island, being called Andy, not knowing whether he knows he has powers or not, and all this other thing. From what we get with this issue, though, finding out he has lost his memories because he actually died at he the died. end of Drowned yeah. Earth, and this whole thing, like, they were taken away except for his core, you know, the thing that would make him who he is, put on that island or see, you know, whether or not he could pass the test to be the hero that the mother shark, you know, the the all-mother of the ocean believed him to be. I'm like, all right, you. I really wish you would have done this earlier because I yeah. like what you're doing with this, but you spent way too long on the island with us, these old sea gods who we don't mm. care about, don't even know a yeah. lot about it. I don't even know their names, what they look like as gods, as people. It's a strange concept that you went on way too long with. When you get to this idea, I'm like, okay, Sully D- Kelly Sudakonic, this is a cool concept. Let's see how you take it going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I like and also I the, wish- fact, the fact that, you know, the last time we left Aquaman before Kelly Sudakonic is not where. That this leaves him, you know, having been killed by Mera. Obviously, more. Oh, I, I, th- I think that's a false memory right there. Yeah, I think that's a real. Whatever it is, obviously, you know, we're, we're on to a mystery, is all I'm saying. You know, my, it's my like, favorite thing is going to be that it was one of those, like, the love of Mera is what killed him because he tried too hard or something uh, like that. You know, I think that'll be real. Because basically, he died in, in Drowned Earth. We saw yeah. this. He got a Sacrificing himself so. to take the yeah. cosmic sea gods out. Well, Did, that's didn't he the just thing. ascend into the Cthulhu monster on the other? I one don't the, know. Whatever. Well, that's the that's thing. I wish, saying, this, you know, I wish this whole thing though would have started out. But again, we would have seen Mara maybe react to that. I don't know. We'll have to see. I well, wish though that, that this she mother was like, shark. He's not dead. I can still feel him. Yeah, remember, yeah. and that was the thing. So that's where we left it. Was he was possibly dead, or he was alive, but in some other dimension. And this Turns has out it she's where full he's of crap, though, because she did, yeah. he did die. I'm like, no, no, if he would have yeah. died, I would have fought him. I'm like, no, he did die. He came no, back because of Mother Shark, you're apparently. Wrong. You I, just I want, wish that you like we would have this started, connection though. in your mind. Yeah, I wish we would have started this whole thing, though, with maybe one page of Mother Shark in that first yeah. issue that Kelly Sue DeConnick did. jarring kind out of, of nowhere but kind of saying like, oh, you, you're passing to the other. So we would have known, OK, he is dead. I know that this was the mystery she wanted to play. She didn't play it off that well, because like you said, these old gods, it took us a while to realize they were old gods. Yeah. I still don't know half their names. Uh, well, we and Reggie laughed because <laughs> we had bunch of eyes guy. We got guy with horns. You know, <laughs> these were these we guys. Whale yeah. face, <laughs> underbite, whale face. You know, we like these guys, but we didn't really get to know them anyway. So I wish that we would have known right away. Or you could have played with some other things of are these, you know, benevolent or malevolent. I can't even speak. But, you know, the whole deal with that. But, yeah, this is kind of jarring where you find out, okay, he was dead. You have Mother Shark. And to me, the first thing I thought of, well, why did we waste all this time to get there? Uh, I could have. We could have just gotten their issues ago. He had and really complete, enjoyed it. He had to complete a trial for the gods, whatever the fuck. Yeah, they, they could have done in the second issue. Yeah, yeah, it went they, on to they, issue. They, I need to go on a peyote us. journey into the ocean to meet yeah, the mother really. shark. Yeah, I think. Goes, I think they actually they could have had mother shark narrate the whole beginning. And been like, hey, I'm that would have been great. Shark. 
And let me hey. tell you a story about I my don't know about the voice Andy. you picked. <laughs> I like that voice. Hey, you like that I'm voice? busy. That, that doesn't I sound just, like your mother. I just ate a tire and I ate a license plate, but now I'm going to tell you about the Aquaman. the Gulf Stream. There you go. Yeah, that's what happened. I might even eat a kid. It'll there spill out onto the, onto the uh, deck. But yeah, uh, Reggie, tell us what happened. So, exactly like we said, now that Aquaman has done his duty dispensed with Nama, he's uh, taking a nap, doing a little meditation with the gods who are now back in their regular human forms. They're going to serve up some tea. I do like the fact they noted in my review, they've got this like kind of nice little tea kettle. They pour the tea into a bowl. Like, you yeah, have a yeah. cup. You didn't just set no, it come with a, a teacup. Yeah, uh, a bowl. <laughs> Kylie is there. She's sort of just uh, breaking balls. But to be honest, she more she more or less appears in this issue to establish that she still does exist. Uh, and exist as uh, Blue Devil Lass. Kaylee, and, 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 she looks and like. I, I mentioned, yeah. too, like like Victor, you know, Victor Bogdanovich is no slouch, but he stayed on model with all these characters, too, even though we don't know these gods' names. But I, I could recognize them as being the yeah. characters that we'd already seen for five issues. Uh, so Aquaman, he does his uh, little dope and uh, everything in the world freezes. And that's when he starts to hear a voice calling him to who knows where. But he goes, you know, he goes into his memories, uh, which technically he shouldn't be able to see this. But uh, essentially his, you know, his uh, his uh, mom is his dad saving his mom and and the family coming together. at Amnesty Uh, I would would play it around as the idea that they had told memories built on stories as well. You know, stuff you make up in your mind from when you heard. I I mean, he is there. But you know, it, it, it's the 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 extent of the memory is a little much. But sure, that you know, in a way, yeah. since we do learn, I don't know if I'm going to give it all the whole secret away that these memories are stored in a coral bed beneath in in Mother uh, Shark's lair. Then yeah. maybe this isn't his memory. She's just showing him uh, a memory that exists. Memories of yeah that exist yeah. Uh, based around them. Yeah, it's it's well, cool. The thing is, we do don't like know it. the mythology of Mother Shark at this point. The idea that anybody who dies in the ocean, you know, she consumes the memories and turns them in the coral to continue feeding the ocean afterwards. Like, there's a lot of cool ideas here. I don't understand exactly how it works, but I'll go with what Mother Shark tells me. About that, I'll you stay know. with that. That's fine. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Is that yeah. you know, like is that is that how coral works? Okay, that's cool. That memories. Is. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's memories. That's what. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to step on them, though. They'll cut you. That's what I, I find now. And plus, they sell them at, at, on the boardwalk. And that's what you're buying memories. You're just buying and, memories. And aren't right there. memories that you're creating? On the boardwalk. Isn't that it? Isn't that the, that the is creation what they of memories? Sell down on the boardwalk. It's true. Uh, the things that created memories for me coral and uh, printed t shirts. I only have memories oh. under the boardwalk. Oh my! Yes, you, you and some hobo, probably. Yeah. I would guess <laughs> during high tide as well. One of my favorite uh, shirts I ever bought in the boardwalk was a cartoon of a fisherman in wading boots fishing, and you could see under the water he was getting a blowjob from a fish. Oh, nice! Yeah. That's a good one. I that had a, a Star one. Wars New Hope uh, shirt. That was my favorite, Reggie. Yeah, um, it, it like got stretched out and got uh, faded within five seconds. Yeah, my, my old yes, my old boss Bud had one, and it was like I think it was friendly neighborhood like pervert or something and it nice. was a guy leering through windows and he used oh, to wear that all the time inspector, oh, it was the worst it was the worst oh god <laughs> but yeah you see these memories and they they match up you're getting memories you see volko you see a lot of things mm-hmm. from uh aquaman's past even a little deal where he's fighting black mana stuff like that and what i liked the most though was as you go i also like where he's riding on the dolphins it looks like he might mm-hmm. be remembering the cartoon that made me smile um but when he ends up remembering what is metal 
I think then where Victor Bogdanovich is like, okay, you son of a guns. You're always yelling that I, I draw just like Greg Capullo. I'll take that. Here you because go. That's, he, he ends <laughs> up giving you pretty much Greg Capullo's art and it from looks great. the metal event and the, you know, no justice and all that and drowned earth, but it's metal more so because they have the, you know, the suits yeah, on and the stuff. Element it looks, suits, yeah. yeah, it looks awesome. It looks so good. It and does look, it, I mean, it, it, it may be. It's reminiscent Capullo, of Capullo, eh? but it, it looks great, man. It, you know, you yeah. can't deny yeah. it. So with this, though, the whole idea is I'm going to give you back your memories. You can get them. But I've kind of sorted through these. You don't really want all of them. If I give you all of them, you might have your head explode. It might yeah. be yeah. too much for a mad. human. Yeah, it might be too much for you to take. You'll go insane. Uh, but Aquaman decides he wants them all. He, he again, he's now Baruch Soul. He wants it all. <laughs> give me, give me more dose of them memories. Give it to me. Yeah, and I really like. I love like the panels and the art in this. I really oh, love yeah. it. I love at that point the scope where you see this mother shark is just humongous and a little mm-hmm. tiny. Well, even the idea of like, and like gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, and, and, and not only that, but the the black backgrounds were because it's almost like this metaphysical, the psychotropic walk through like you know life and death at this point to go and see mother shark so having the black behind every panel that we have here where you normally have a white or something like that i think the black actually works even better for the story with what they're telling about here because he is almost beyond the veil at this point while walking yeah. the line between life and death to yeah. get his memories he's, back. He's, he's both he's both you know walking to death but he's also like at the bottom of the ocean where it really yeah. would be dark as yeah. hell down there and that, it helps to make it a little more creepy when you see mother shark and stuff i so. just wish it happened all at trash island that would be pretty cool <laughs> trash island right underneath i, I just saw <laughs> Thing Trash the other Island. day, which what reminded me of it, a guy was uh, diving or doing some sort of work in one of the deepest places that a human has ever seen, and there was trash down there, and it really there you depressed go. Oh, I think I started really talking depressed. about it. Yeah, they saw like a bag down there. Yeah, it was a bag yeah. or wah, something. Wah. He's like, really? How dare you humans? Yeah, really? Uh, but yeah, even at this, Mother Shark does say, listen, your real name's Arthur. Arthur? And yeah, yeah, you, you were, like you're a king. A king? royalty. And he's like, it's very royal, but even says, like, you were a prince that became a king. You were a reluctant leader, which is usually better than somebody who's craving power. And then says like we said this was all a test you passed the test but you know i don't know that you want the full reward here because the full reward could make you insane and you see them what arthur wants because he you know he's watching these memories as it goes and you know in in these memories he's like where's that redhead where's that sexy redhead just that thing we we saw before where the idea where the only glimpse he had of a a previous life before he was andy what we saw on the island once he looked into the team and see that he was was the picture of Mara, so we, I need to know. So who he this definitely wants was. to see this, and as this is going on, you you wonder in your mind, okay. Is this that, you know, Mother Shark doesn't think he can take that? Does Mother Shark think more about this and think this is something that he should just give up and not pursue? Uh, because that's where I thought at the end where you do see where he's like, where's that redheaded lady? I need to see her. Oh, her name's Mara. She, too, is possessed with heroic spirit. And they show and at the end and it's all hey, you're a killer. Killed you. <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you're a killer. And I wonder, like I said, it's weird that Mother Shark didn't want to reveal that Mara and that seemed to be the thing almost of 
what would drive them insane exactly with love so uh you know well, here's that, the yeah, idea we'll that, like, <laughs> is this is this actually the idea where he gets to the he wants to regain his memories and now you know he has these things but for some reason they're like twisting and converted because they're not supposed to be given back to you does he now because of all this you know his mind is confused and believes the killer is we don't even know if mother shark is on the up and up this is the first time we've yeah. heard from about her and stuff like that so this whole idea where mara is supposedly the killer while we know that back in atlanta she's almost getting married off at this point to like you know she needs a king to be like to rule atlantis with her yeah. and they're always trying to marry her off at this point and again maybe that's back. what maybe that's the problem too maybe mother shark knows that mara should marry somebody else to make a better atlantis and is maybe. trying to play this song we don't know we don't really no, know, don't mother know. Shark but mother almost shark. every way i mean if this could be a projection this could be uh, you know, someone dressed in Mara's clothing. This could be a false memory, but it, no, it's it just be whatever. a tantalizing uh, mystery, especially also given how we didn't leave it like this. You know, we didn't with the yeah. we left it where Mara just thought Aquaman was somewhere in the uh, multiverse somewhere, or and, some and, dimension yeah, that she could sense him uh, and, and he'd always so, come back or whatever. So it really, I mean, really, what this issue, like we said, uh, is a much needed establishing of the status quo. Let people know what. We're working with what parts of continuity are staying, what's and what is not necessarily going to be mentioned. Uh, and you know, it was just really well done. I think it was laid out in a very simple, easy to understand way that didn't get too overbearing. And really, uh, I don't know if Kelly Sue DeConnick did it or would they work together, but let Victor Bogdanovich tell the story, really. You know what yeah. I mean? It's very and, and that's where I done. think that this, yeah, I think that's this issue. Uh, kind of starts up really feeling fresh because of that art change as well. Because mm-hmm. you're there, it's a new artist. He's really doing a lot. I mean, there's a, a page, a bunch of pages with not a lot of dialogue with his memories and things like that. And uh, I think they did it really well. And I think that that is a cool way to kind of shift and say, okay, here we go. And really, I hate to I hate to say a lot of times of like, hey, you can just ignore the stuff before you could you kind of could just jump on this issue yeah, and kind of yeah. go with it. You, you'll miss out on a couple little things. And I think that once Arthur wakes up and, you know, he's going to talk to these old gods and things, you might be left behind a little, but not that much because we can't remember their names either. So no. <laughs> with all of this, I, to I me, think that Kylie this, is going to be the important character. Yeah, and, it will. And, and that's why speak. she's so focused on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah. if if you are listening and you're like, oh, man, I haven't liked anything during this Kelly Sue DeConnick, I'll tell you, pick this up and try yeah. it out. And I think that you Made might actually be like, OK, let's let's go forward with this. Uh, you know, we can have, you know, some fun from here. Um, but here yeah, is the I, place to jump on for sure. If, if, if you if you put it down or you're waiting or something. This is the good yeah. time to jump on and yeah, see what and, you and think. Yeah, and now we'll start the Odyssey, like I said before. I still want to <laughs> be right likely, with that. He's going to go and he's going to end up shooting an arrow through rings and winning Mara back. But well, or or is it her kid, Robin killer? Hood? Oh my! No, there was that was in Odyssey as well. <laughs> uh, I don't think you read uh, Robin Hood either because I don't know who he was going to marry and things like Made that. Marry yeah, yeah, no, you had to have a, a bunch he's of contests win the at the end. No, yeah. it was not. No, no. Uh, we'll go on now with the scores. Uh, what do you give it, Reggie? Well, like I said, I, I did enjoy the issue. I thought it was much needed. I thought it was well laid out. But what really put it over the top to me was the art and the layouts. So Victor good. Bogdanovich is not a slouch by any means. But this was something kind of new to me for him to do these kind of ethereal, you know, uh, the twilight between life and death type scenes. A lot of, lot of interesting panel layouts. There's one where it's kind of like from the view of inside the shark's mouth. That's really cool. 
Uh, a lot of the dark backgrounds, like Eric mentioned, really helped to establish a mood. And uh, I felt like it was a very good, solid comic, good value for your $4. And I gave this an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 8 as well. I, I really liked it. And talking about it, uh, I went up. I was going to give it a 7.5. I went up to an 8 now. Uh, you know, same deal. I think this is a good starting on point. I Definitely. actually am excited to see what's going on now. Uh, there's an intriguing end that you know kind of gets you thinking. And yeah, everybody just wants Aquaman to get back to being Aquaman. Well, That's what I want. there you have it. With his new Momoa is. tattoos. He's there now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just has Momoa I tattoos. S- I saw some and- complaints about that going on. But <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know. Cool on him. It looks okay when he's just laying there. I I want to see more. I want to see like more tattoos filled in on him. Face tattoo is what I need. A big dolphin (laughs) tattoo across his face. Stuff like that. Little teardrop (laughs) under his eye because isn't death a prison for us all? Isn't it? He's now sent to prison. There you go. uh, How about you, Eric? What are you giving it? I was originally going to give it a 7 out of 10 because for the constant reader of Aquaman, a lot of the recap does bog it down a bit. But for a new reader, and because how much I enjoyed talking to you guys about it, I am going to go up to a 7.5 out of 10 with those ideas. But a lot of the issue is bogged down with recap of stuff the constant reader would know. But it has actually done enough in this with not only the art setting the mood, like Reggie said, and the background stuff that Vic's been doing in this. It works really well, and the idea that we are moving forward with the Aquaman restored, but like semi-restored because we don't know where we're going to go with this idea that Mara was his killer. All this stuff really intrigues me, and this is the most I've been like you know interested in Aquaman since Kelly Sue took over. So seven point five out of ten. I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, and usually I I don't like recap and stuff like that, or you know memory lane or a victory lab. But like Reggie said earlier, because Kelly Sue does a lot and lets uh, Bogdanovich Victor do a lot of it. I think that you kind of breeze through it. And actually, when it's more visual than like, Aquaman, let me tell you, you were this, 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 and this, and you fought Matt, and you did that. When you you get to just look at it and go through, no, I like it. Yeah, I really, even when you're like, you know, the beck and call was there and the creatures of the ocean and stuff. And instead of it, you you had a very kind of a... uh, you know, kind of an ambiguous talk while you saw the actual things going on. I thought that was pretty cool. You even see Orm getting attacked. They're having the fight for Atlantis there and stuff. I liked it. So, yeah, I'm pretty positive. So Look I'm glad. All and right. this is one of those books that we've said because of kind of the timing of it as well, where uh, Kelly Sue came on in this book and G. Willow Wilson came on Wonder Woman. And boy, I never thought that this would be the book that I enjoyed more over those two. And it's by leaps and bounds now. I just now, hope yeah. that, you know, G. Willow. So going to come out next time right and to do the same thing that's what i'm saying if g willow could get this (laughs) sort of tone and get going forward i'd be so happy i'd be a happy guy but uh that is it for aquaman reggie what did you and chris talk about this week uh it was lucifer number eight i believe right yeah i believe it is and i think that yes it is and that's (laughs) what we're gonna go to and hear them talk about right now to the Sandman Universe segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And this week we have Lucy, don't we? We do, and it is a fine day for a black mass, which, uh, <laughs> as luck would have it, is the title of the book we're reading today. And it was by Dan Waters, Aaron Campbell, and the Fiumaras. 
And uh, we open this issue on that exile island uh, where, if you remember, Sycorax and company were left because they thought they'd be safe there from the eyes of the angels that kept popping up and looking down at them. Yeah. And uh, they find that uh, while they're away from the angels, they were not exactly hidden from the senses of, uh, well, a whole bunch of witches. And uh, they come. They come by boat, by broom, by teacup, and even by chicken-legged cottage. <laughs> and uh, they've Every done kind so. of vehicle, you know. <laughs> Every kind of way, yes. Uh, and they've come to pay tribute uh, to Sycorax and to inform her that they, in fact, were responsible for her resurrection. Now, Thessaly, who's a character that I only know as being Sandmanish in origin, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell I you anything is, about I her. I think she is from Greek myth, I'm pretty sure, but sure, yeah. It surprised me. It would surprise me. She approached and reveals to Sycorax that each of the witches gave a part of themselves in order to bring her back. Uh, Thessaly herself gave, I think, a pair of fingers. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Sycorax denies this, and she thinks Lucifer was solely responsible for her being back, but Thessaly is able to convince her, probably by showing her her stump of a hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and together they talk about holding a Sabbath on this day, and uh, they said it would be really cool if Sycorax would lead the proceedings. Yeah, they're really like groupies about it, too. They're just like, you know, they are really yeah. nice if you could do this. Uh, <laughs> I also like how Sycorax is like, what, do you want your fingers back? I can give them back. And that's <laughs> yeah, like, I could do that myself. Well, why didn't you? I've like been around that? a thousand years. I've yeah. lost fingers. Go ahead, then. Why, what, what, what are you waiting for? So anyway, uh, Caliban draws out that moon shard thing that he has and carves a way out of there without anyone noticing, just kind of bloops through the uh, portal. We join him in, maybe in Italy, in the Vatican, possibly. It's some ornate cathedral, definitely a house of God. Uh, and I would definitely say it, it seems European. Uh, yeah. He confronts a priest, they debate about faith for a bit. Caliban, he ain't much of a fan of God. He finds him rather cruel, considering he did cast his father out of heaven. Mm. And uh, <laughs> considering the life in the face this guy's got, I guess we can kind of see where he's coming from about what he says about God. Uh, after the priest scurries away, Caliban sees Deary. That's that little cherub from last issue. Or maybe it was the one before that, but this is the maybe, yeah. sort of the emissary of heaven in a way that we've seen a lot of. I be, as what I think we're supposed to be taking that as this deary mm. cherub. Uh, either way, it was that cherub that showed up at Decker's hotel room and pricked his finger. It's the same, same one. So deary brings Caliban before Raguel, and that's that angel Lucifer spoke with last issue, or it could have been the one. I think it was last issue. <laughs> it could have. <laughs> Uh, you're asking here, and I'm, I don't. I don't think so. I think it was last issue. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Caliban is overcome by the beauty of heaven, but he's sh- it's short-lived. Raguel has summoned him there for a purpose to act as a double agent of sort to appear as though he's on Lucifer's side in this mess while acting in Raguel's interest. Raguel, Raguel, that's fine. Uh, sure. Worth noting, Deary moans, hurting, hurting during this bit. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of Lucifer, what's he been up to? Well, he's currently passing through the trials of Anubis, the final one being having his heart weighed against a feather. And it's like uh, like the justice scales, you know, with the right. feathers on one side and uh, the heart on the other. And this is the feather of Mott or Mate. Um, either way, it's, a, it's an ostrich feather that's said to represent truth. It's held by Mott, the goddess of truth and justice. Now, the gimmick of this is if Lucifer's heart doesn't equal the weight of this feather— He'll be fed to Amit, the devourer of the dead. It's really just an alligator. Um, 
nothing really special about him. Kind of a, a, kind he has of a, a name. large alligator, though, right? You <laughs> he's know, a, a, little, he's a hefty big. alligator. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Lucifer's heart passes the trial, so he's allowed in. He passes right into the underworld where he is greeted by Osiris and Iris. And we're thinking it's probably not those uh, Shazam no. adjacent ones. No, these would be the original characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, they welcome him inside to share a meal, which they share with a few uh, cat and bird-headed gods, uh, maybe a snake, too. I so saw it was, a it's a busy room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were, a, busy there were a, room. a lot of animal heads in there. Uh, definitely looked like ancient Egyptian <laughs> goddery was going on. So uh, that was that was fine. Back on Exodus, and to be honest, that was the scenes. I really enjoyed his interactions. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, afterward, yeah. though. Back on Exile Island, Mazakine is sewing up her face, uh, which one would hope would make her more compelling to listen to or read. Uh, I really hope she's interrupted by a horned hawk guy with a shovel. They talk, not that we understand or care about Mazakine's half of the conversation, but the gist of it is that the Gately House coven has rematerialized, which... Search us. That could be a good or a bad thing. I don't really don't know. Remember or know what they what their purpose was. Uh, Mazakine then learns that Sycorax was about to board a boat with the other witches, which would be a bad thing because then heaven, the eyes of heaven, would be up on no, her. Yeah, they're trying to uh, keep her hidden. <laughs> I do like that. She's just like what. We're going. We're going to Seven Eleven. You know, like whatever. Uh, Mazakine dashes down to the beach to stop her, but the dialogue is too ghastly to follow. I couldn't tell you whether she succeeds or not, but she does just walk away. Yeah, uh, she sort of makes I think Sycorax realize what a uh, willful goddess witch she's being. But Maybe right. yeah, she like she like jams her sword into the beach. Like she walks away. Yeah, she's just like you know uh, something about Caliban. I can't remember, but anyway. Yeah. We hop back into the underworld, and Lucifer is digging in, and it looks like um, looks like he's eating clumps of rotten meat. Maggots and everything. (laughs) It's disgusting. Yeah, Uh, dinner is interrupted by a happening back at Anubis's place. Turns out Taliban has followed his father here, and he's and at the S trial, turns out his heart outweighed the feather. And so he's wrestling with Amit the alligator, and he actually winds up killing the thing. He yeah. tears it to bits, ripping its so, uh, without, ripping its head open by the jaws. Yep, without without much effort either. Either no. Uh, now Lucifer stops the underworlders from murdering his boy, and they ultimately get back to having dinner until Caliban excuses himself to pee, which uh, I guess he was going to do in the hallway outside the dining room. Which I mean, it's seems kind of gross. Pl- <laughs> it's the kind of place <laughs> wherever there's a trench. You know what I mean. Uh, while away, <laughs> Caliban overhears a discussion between Osiris and Isis. They speak of an opportunity they have. Looks like they are going to try and kill Lucifer. You can kill people in the underworld? Uh, people and alligators, apparently. It's just like uh, yeah. an overworld, so that's nice. Uh, we finally get the reason for Lucifer's visit. He asks Osiris for a favor for Sycorax to spend her afterlife in their underworld, in the uh, ancient Egyptian world of whatever these guys yeah osiris pleads poverty says he doesn't have a place for her you know no one's really worshiping the old gods so he needs uh whatever that to get along and he produces an adder which bites lucifer on the hand lucifer doesn't take kindly to that and knocks osiris on his ass then he mounts osiris and proceeds to press his pointy fingernails into osiris's flesh all the while osiris is begging for mercy and we wrap up this issue back with our good friend Mazakine, who by now has sewn herself a brand new face. 
Unfortunately, before she can actually try it on, she is whacked in the head with a shovel. And it's that horned hawk guy and a cat woman, a cat-headed woman, and uh, they are both moaning, hurting. What's that about? Connective tissue. That's the connective part of the story, from the cherub to the uh, hawk-headed and cat-headed people. So, mm-hmm. um, I think I definitely would have liked this a lot more if it didn't have that much masochine, Chris. I think oh, a hundred percent. Definitely would have would have uh, <laughs> raised my impression of it. Uh, I did like a lot in this story, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked the interactions between Lucifer and the old Egyptian gods. He's a very uh, backhanded compliment, kind of you know, very like sure. so like slimy, gracious, and that's kind of the character that he is, and he plays best that way. I like the concept of a dying, uh, you know, ancient faith. Egyptian god's yeah. faith exactly, and you know what they what they deal with. That's a very Neil Gaiman type of theme, concept, also yeah. very much. Uh, didn't really care about the other stuff. That was the other yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> what, what was your take on it? Well, I, I do like the. Uh, th- there's a little bit of connective tissue. We have the uh, the whole cherub and the beasts at the end with the same spiel, and then uh, the idea of a faith fading away uh, coming at the end of an issue where Caliban talked to that priest about when exactly faith stops being faith. You know, mm-hmm. when you're certain in your faith, it's no longer faith. You know, because you don't have faith in it anymore. It's just something that is. Right. And I like that that I'm not sure if that was what we're supposed to get out of this, but I, I did take that from this. And I thought that was a pretty neat way to do it. Uh, the stuff on the island, take or leave it, I guess. Um, maybe if I had more of a uh, understanding of what or who Thessaly was. The only thing I knew is that I saw her name like as in miniseries back in the 90s. Yeah. So it's like, OK, well, that's somebody. Uh, somebody uh, I should. I'm trying to think. We could look it up. She, she I believe, she was uh, in the Odyssey, and I believe she's okay. uh, on one of the islands. But I don't remember if she was a siren or what the deal was. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm not looking it up now. But you, but you know, you know <laughs> but, but, but you get you get the point that, she's, that she's a witch, and you know she, yeah, uh, for sure, she did all that. You know, and like, and and that aspect was cool, although. Uh, the witches just like supplicating themselves before her. It's a sort of a relationship I didn't really understand, but you know, I could accept it on face of value. Just hated that masochine stuff, and it just seemed like everyone was standing around much. talking. Uh, yeah, too much Mazikeen. and like the first few times we met Mazakine, she'd only have a couple of a couple of lines, yeah, and they were and they were written in such a way where. It was a pain in the ass, but you could still kind of get the gist of it. Here, I was blurred over by like the third word. I it mean, was just like every single conversation word. with this guy, and yeah. like, and like if he responded in context to explain what she said, that'd be one thing. But they don't. He just, you know, it's like it's like Chewbacca and Han Solo. You know what I mean? Where it's just like That's I hear true. you, Chewie. It's like wow, well, <laughs> well, we didn't. Uh, like if if one of if somebody was to transcribe the words that we say phonetically, like uh, some words would have an accent, not every single word. Right. Because with Mazakine here, I don't know if there was a single word that wasn't written with an impediment. The, and it's just are, like there's, yeah. there's too much. It's it is too damn much. Yeah, this it, isn't it, like Rogue or Gambit talking. This is like full-blown <laughs> different language. Yeah, you no, know, I, I, I do hear what you're saying, though. It's one thing to like drop the G. Or sure. to uh, you know put a little sugar, you know, yeah, sugar on it, you know, and even that can you know you, you walk a fine line. Uh, readability is the key to the whole thing, folks. If you can't read the comic, then you, you really can't. You know what I mean? And that, and that goes both for you know 
uh, layout plotting between panels to make sure that, you know, the, that the action between panels makes sense, but also just flat out writing. If you can't read it, then what is it? What the damn use of the thing? Yeah. You uh, might as well just have dots. Just, know? just whatever. Just draw a nice picture and sell that as a print. Uh, <laughs> what did you give this thing on the site? Um, you know, I feel like, uh, some of those cracks from the earlier issues, the first few issues, are starting to maybe pop up a little bit. It's this is still infinitely more readable than those for minus the Mazikeen bits. Yeah, but uh, I feel like some of the uh, some of the little uh, challenges that the book faced early on are starting to rear their head again. So I dropped my score. I think I gave the last one like an eight or an eight point five. Uh, I'm taking this one back down to a seven. Yeah, I think I would come in at a seven also, but I actually might have bumped it up a full half a point if I could mm-hmm. understand what the whole Mazikeen was talking about. Very true. Uh, that Very really true. did. That really just bothers me. Where it's just like you can't have this much dialogue coming from someone that's going to talk like this, you know? Especially uh, when she's the cliffhanger. You know, it's like her, the whole the, the 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 reason to pick up the next book is hinging on a cliffhanger. Starring a person we don't understand. We don't know what her motivation is. We don't know where we don't know anything that happened on the island that concerned her other than she sewed a, a new face for herself. Frankly, I don't think it's been made clear in Lucifer that she is basically Lucifer's like, like I said, Harley Quinn second, or concubine, yeah. you know what I mean? Or his uh, second in command would be Gal pushing Friday, it, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, Gal Friday is going to be to put it uh, in a <laughs> cruel, cruel workplace. But, uh, yeah, well, we don't even really know that. We just know that she hangs out with Caliban, no. and she wants, you know, obviously wants to get Lucifer, but we don't know. We know the deal. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit disappointing, but I think this is still fairly solid. It had enough elements to mm. keep keep you hooked in if you're already there. Sure. I don't know what I don't know why anyone would jump on the book at issue eight. That would be a, that would <laughs> be a very imagine? strange thing to do. But if you did, I imagined you would never come back to read it ever again. So. Uh, thanks for stopping in, and uh, we'll see you on another <laughs> comic. Uh, what do we got next week? We got Books of Magic number eight, and uh, I'm trying to even remember where we left off with that. Uh, they were in Elfland, no? That, they're fairy. They were in fairy. fairy that's fairy. right. And they, they were just put in of front fairy. of uh, What's-Her-Face the Witch, or What's-Her-Face the Queen. <laughs> I don't remember, remember her name. Tabathia? But yeah, they Something like that. Yeah, we'll call her that. Yeah, she'll be fine. But uh, yeah, there we get the inclination that Tim has been there a time or two before, and he cannot remember but that. He so can't uh, remember, yeah. So that's uh, that's where we'll pick up next week with uh, the eighth issue of Books of Magic. Well, that sounds good to me. But I think that's all we got from this week. Anything else for him? That'll do it. Well, until next time, folks. I want you to keep it dreamy. A magazine ad featuring ruggedly handsome and raw people saying that love is a lawn, that we're all equal. It's really selling a scent containing a strange animal gland secretion or a chemical chemically named. All right, and I'm here with Pete from NYC. Hello, and hello. We're going to be talking some high level. Uh, yeah. This is pretty much our book, right? Uh, yeah. I was waiting for anything else to be uh, announced for Vertigo, but it seems like it's just this <laughs> one, and then your Goddess Mode is ending and all that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Goddess Mode is a bit of a wreck. So yeah. at least we this one. Talk about no, we were going to talk time. about it the last one, and we're like, we don't even know what went on. I, I don't need to. <laughs> and I said to you, if you can guide me through it, I'm in. But if you can't, we're out, and we're right. out. But here we're talking about high level. 
level and it is high level number four. Yeah. And I I really like it. I actually now this issue is a little down, I think. Uh-huh. It's a little rushed, but overall this whole deal, I I think it's a good series. I think that people should, you know, grab onto it and check it out, but yeah. give us the credits. Give us the credits and we'll All get right. into the, this. The credits are uh Rob Sheridan, written by Rob Sheridan, art by Barnaby Bahenda. I never know how to pronounce that. Yep, that's it. Uh, we got Amanse Nahulalpan, and then we have Romulo Fajardo Jr. And I have a I have a little blurb if you want it. But, yeah, yeah. All right. So last we left our heroes, Minnow had been kidnapped by an acquaintance of 13s, and 13 was left uh, left for dead, only to be found by some mysterious weirdos in a swamp. Yeah. Uh, their journey to a high level has been on, put on pause. Um, but uh, we've been enjoying this book so far, and while it feels like uh, it's contrived from a number of familiar stories, like Star Wars and Old Man Logan, it's been fairly well written, and the characters are engaging, and uh, there hasn't been uh, there hasn't been any other stuff from Vertigo that's been quite as good. So yeah. will we will we continue to like this and what we're getting? Let's find out. Let's find out. And yeah, Indeed. you have this big page. You know, you have a page that's like a dream. There's Minnow, right. uh, you know, so dressed it, as Alice in Wonderland. Right. Like, yeah. You know. And the past few issues, uh, I like the way they did. I don't. I don't think this one is as quite as good as the previous issues. But no. they give you like a little snapshot, like taken from either high level or you get like the news i think the last one was like some sort of newscast and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and it gives you like a nice opening sense of okay there's a little piece of the puzzle we didn't know yet this one just felt a little off you know yeah and and it even at the beginning there's a weird deal where you do have like this dream i don't know if it's supposed to be giving you some hints you do see like maybe minnow as a baby being made but she's special the red king but i i I, we don't know what this is i don't know what the red king is yet no i I don't know well the thing is you know minnow wakes up and she is with these swamp people and and it's a cool everything has cool visuals here um but these swamp people let her in and basically are like okay you know what's going on we found you and she's like i I gotta get out of here this little girl uh she's been stolen and they keep saying like oh i know i know but you know <laughs> she's gonna be auctioned because they've taken her to pleasure island she's like no right. no no the, the the person who took her i know who that is that they're, they're she's gonna take her to black helix to collect a bounty there, there's no night thieves here or anything mm-hmm. like that and uh she's like and that's what that they say these night thieves have taken minnow and she's like yeah. no i know who took her and she keeps mentioning, no, no, it's my friend that was taking her to Black Helix. And you mean this God. friend? And uh, they murdered her. They, yeah, they murdered her. She's yeah, dead. She's dead. And she so did. She, she, yeah, she ended up being dead. And yeah. what happened is these night thieves had grabbed Minnow in the, in the meantime and have yeah. taken her. And it's like this weird switcheroo. Because yeah. it, it seems like that the the story really would have continued with the idea that you would have had, you know, 13 going after her, you know, ex, you know, compatriot yeah. there from her town. But they needed her not to go to Black Helix. So all yeah. of a sudden it's like, we're, we're at Pleasure Island. Okay, off to Pleasure Island. These yeah. People, you, you, and this, you don't even get the idea of why they even care or why they're they're just with 13, like – you yeah. just go go off to Pleasure Island. It's very yeah, I, odd. I, yeah, this whole scene is a is a little odd and maybe I don't know drawn out a little bit too much because yeah. I don't know it's it, but they they do slip a couple of weird things in there like uh, they do talk about um, 
like there's a, a savior or a messiah yeah. like they allude to and it's so you're like okay maybe that's why this is here yeah. a little bit and but, that's yeah, yeah and that's minnow and now we'll see what's going on or, or yeah. whatnot but yeah you, you get thrown to pleasure island it's a yeah. weird island well first, it's a she, weird well, first island. she kinda she i don't know what is she putting on a disguise like they don't really yeah, explain like why she cuts just, her yeah. hair and yeah. she puts on like a raccoon mask of some sort you know yeah. it even looks like paint <laughs> or something or whatever it is yeah, yeah she, i don't she, know she disguises herself i guess and she puts like a thing on her that maybe i, I don't know i guess I that she just really is trying to that. go and hope that you know nobody recognizes her it is very odd yeah but she she goes to pleasure island and pleasure island and you're thinking that it's going to be mostly this island where people just go and just do crazy stuff. And, right. uh, but it, there's rules. And then it's yeah. at the end, by the end, it's like set up to be there so that people, if they want to do stuff, they can go there to not be bad in the meantime. Because like there's rules of no consensual, right. no non-consensual aggression or sex. Or and sex. You're punished yeah. by death. They, yeah. But but yet you're there and it's just, you know, brothels and yeah, things like all, that. It's all chaos. It, it gets yeah. weird. And I'm telling you, it makes it seem to me like Rob Sheridan, this is like Twitter to him. Like because you can be <laughs> awful, but you can't. Can't see that awful, and it, yeah. it goes where out of nowhere. There's a white supremacist group that's you know yeah. there with banners like you know death to the impure, white impurity, and it's right. out of nowhere. Yeah, and, you know that's really a, that's a really good point because I think he's had these social messages yeah. in, in the issues before. Maybe this one's not as on the nose, so I guess that maybe that's I like that. But yeah, maybe this is like some sort of visualization of the internet, right? Where it represents like all this all the stuff that you can get. And um, yeah. I didn't think of it that, that before, but well, that's, a, and, that's and a the, really cool. The, the main guy on this island is this like multiple guy job of the job hut. Of the hut. Awful yeah. thing. It's <laughs> I thought so the weird same thing. That she mm-hmm. has to go talk to this guy and that it's called the room. The and room. she has to go yeah. talk to him to find, you know, Minnow and saying that there's these child auctions. And the yeah. only way she can figure out to go that quick is she's got to get there quick is to commit a crime where she goes up to these white supremacists and takes their the one right. foot off, starts hitting them <laughs> and, you know, beating them up. And it she reminds me of Austin Powers where he takes the hood off. Yeah, it uh, is. And, yeah, on, and on so the police, yeah, the police come and take <laughs> them or take her. And um, she has to go in front of this room. Yeah. And there's a lot of F-bombs seems, going on. Yeah, that yeah. seems a little kind of forced and contrived, too. Like, she, I don't know, she has to commit this crime and mm-hmm. just to get yeah. in front of the people in the room. like, uh, And, then, and okay. then just to get in front of them for the guy to say this big job of the hut thing. Right. To say, like, well, there, there's no children being auctioned here. And she's like, yes, there is. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. Yeah. No, there isn't. And then she's like, let me prove it. And he yeah. goes, you have till sunrise. So she yeah. goes off. And then, you like. Like, I guess this is the comedy of it where Mm -hmm. she goes to different factions. Like, she goes to this anime girl. Hey, uh, are there auctions for kids? No. You might ask the furries. The furries are like, no, no way. You got to ask the dealers. the bronies? That's what it looks like. There are people that are furries. It's crazy. Oh, Oh, yeah. There's people that dress up as animals like this in plush animal costumes. And it's pretty wacky. I guess you can't find anything on the internet, Oh, yeah. So that's here. And this is here. And and then the weirdest one is she goes to the dealers. He doesn't know. Go to the carnies. And she goes to the carnies. And it's this old dominatrix yeah, who right. you can pay to whip. And it even <laughs> says, I'm not making this up, whip a sissy. 
right. it says, and you can get a whip and whip the butt of the sissy. Right. And they're like, hey, you know what? You should go to the Blue Rose, which is right. a brothel. They might know. But right. while you're at it, hey, uh, girl, you want to whip a sissy? <laughs> and she's like, guy. yeah, I think, I think I will. And she and whips got- this guy. He's yeah, got the assless, ass. uh, assless, yeah, assless uh, chaps. Yeah, it's it's weird. But it she goes weird. to this brothel. She starts talking, and yeah. you know, there's a real piece of crap guy there, and yeah. then a nice guy that runs the brothel. I'll give you a little spoiler: the nice guy ain't so nice. Yeah, he's, he's not, the he one out, who's yeah. the bad guy. Uh, yeah. This piece of crap guy is just like this big fat guy with his you know stomach coming out <laughs> like, his hey, whole baby, belly out. You know, you should come <laughs> like and me be on with a me. Sunday. Yeah, it's like me any day. And uh, you, you're you're supposed to think it's this guy but it's right. not but yeah, yeah she ends yeah. up meeting this woman there um who seems to have like a, a burn victim face i don't know the art gets <laughs> a little weird right uh, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's does. A little it does it does but yeah, she ends up being like she up. ends up being one of the heroes because she's like oh what if ch- children are involved i'm coming with you we're gonna yeah. shut this down and they do go and, off and, and i don't and know end up just, finding out this is for me it's like so if it kind of just goes from one to the next to the next, yeah, and I it just, does. It just overall, jumps scene to scene. Yeah, exactly. My overall feeling about this issue and why I was a little bit more down. Yeah, on I it think than I'm, the I'm as we're ones. talking about it. I told you a score before. I think I'm going to be going down to your score. Yeah, because yeah, yeah they, they end up there. Next, the next, yeah, the next. Yeah, it just goes, and it's just like, hey, go here, and then they go there, and then these right. things, and and by the end, you realize issue four. This is only going to be six. And it's rushing to the end that they exactly. had to get there. They had that big map at the end. And there's uh-huh. too much space to cover because yeah, they there end up, is right. Yeah, they end up going into this auction. They end up seeing well, that there are children being sold. And, and so is you know, this is this only a six issue? It's yeah, like I think a limited it's just series? six issue. Yeah, gotcha. I think it's okay. just six issues. Because yeah, it so, kind of feels like like they've started building out this world and fleshing it out, but then it's almost like he was like, "Oh shit, we got to get to the end." And now that's they're what just it kind seems. of and, and this is the thing. So the again, this is a little. This is a guy that was involved with Nine Inch Nails, we had told. And and even Mm -hmm. a a lot of times we'll talk, even the uh, when we were talking about Goddess Mode, this is a guy that not normally writes comics. And I think we're seeing that in that he realized that he has more story to tell than the issues. And this one, maybe they stepped in and said, okay, we're going to get rid of this, this and this. And it does feel like scenes just thrown together. It does. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, they end up at the end uh, shutting down this auction but even then mm-hmm. like you're waiting to see more of the interaction with minnow and seeing you know you yeah. kind of see the deal i guess the the only way that you know that that might be minnow is from that first page from that first page right exactly alice in wonderland and that, yeah because- when you said it i realized i'm like so now is are they implying that 13 has some sort of visions or psychic yeah power? i don't know a, but that's, that's an underlying theme of the show right is, is yeah there is she's some dressed just like that and even uh-huh. with the idea that at the end you do see, remember she has her hair cut and right. that's but that black hair that, you know, minnow being. And so they uh-huh. have her in a wig or something. Yeah. It, it's yeah. weird. It's very yeah, odd. It is. But yeah, they end up finding out that it is the owner of that brothel. And mm-hmm. the, the lady who went with 13, wh- who was working at that brothel is just like you son of a bitch. You know, I yeah. thought you were a good guy. They end up beating him up. But in the but end, here's, he here's just a gets weird, taken away. Here's a weird part though. Right. It kind of confused confuse me and i think this is where you're getting some stuff maybe was cut out is um when you when you start learning that there's this auction 
these these security guards or police step yeah. in and they say it's okay, thirteen, we'll yeah, take you and from that here. Wasn't Who the fuck really are they? Set up. Yeah, where I know. the hell did they come from? The only the only way that they came in were they were the guards that possibly and they are they're the guards who arrested her earlier uh, and threw her in front of the room. But uh-huh. they 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 left then though. But yeah, they're no not on. The, I'm there just was, looking. Yeah. They're not on the train with them or even anything with like the, that. Even with the idea that why would thirteen ever tell her their real name? You right. know, why would she say, "Oh, my name's that"? They never do that. These guys yeah. just show up at the end. We'll take care of this now. Yeah, they're yeah. they're working for the room, but I don't re- recall any time that thirteen got a hold of them to come or do anything. So yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, odd. I guess you got to assume and, that they're following them and stuff. But yeah, yeah there there was. Probably Probably a couple of panels that explain that, and then they were yeah. they were cut out, you know. So yeah, and even that, like I was just looking, I was thinking that maybe uh, as Ezra was, uh, you know, the floating robot, maybe he, but no, no, he's yeah, there Ezra doesn't the have end, a whole no, lot to do. No, this, they didn't really this, do anything. The only yeah. thing I thought was, you know, that that pointed it out was at the beginning when she did go to Pleasure Island. They're like, hey, we got to check if if he's weaponized, which we see yeah. kind of is, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess they didn't find it. But then in the roundabout deal to get everything going here you have mm-hmm. you know that them break down this this whole deal the whole right, you know she ends option. up kicking the guy in the balls like you know <laughs> she gets to do that yeah but then when they go they they go in front of the room again job of the hut yeah and he's like okay you know what i was wrong i'm glad that you showed me this by the way you know this lady and that's the thing again i'm looking mm-hmm. and I, I keep forgetting the lady's name uh, uh, that, uh yeah. it's valentina she's okay. like hey valentina i i know that you're upset the brothel you worked at the guy who ran it was the bad guy he's i'm gonna eat him in a minute because that's what happens <laughs> the room ends up eating you and it he's does. like you're gonna own the brothel now you're a good person you own the brothel and you right. uh 13 a minnow Thank you for doing what you did. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to set you up with a ride straight to high level. (laughs) And and so when we're in this, you know, I'm looking at the the map and we had Mm -hmm. a bunch of things. Now, maybe... They won't get there, but you have a conflict yeah. zone, New Columbia, Northern Checkpoint, Haven, and then high level at the very right. top. This right. seems as if they're just going to get to, and it says in the thing, at last our heroes arrive at high level. High level. Yeah. And so it seems as if this whole thing maybe was going to be more issues yeah. or the pacing just was off and there wasn't enough time. But yeah, it looks like they're just going to get in an underwater train that I believe is left from the Green Arrow book. It's the Trans-Pacific <laughs> Railway, probably underwater. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to go and just get to high level. And then right. there you go. Now, that might be something that's better than, you know, just yeah. meandering through and stuff and just get to it. But yeah. uh, I think something's missing. I think that they did end up taking some things out of this at one point. Like you said, yeah. those guards just show up. You have the idea of at the beginning where is 13, you know, does she be, is, does she see visions? I don't know because it did start out. Or is that just a panel just for us? But it, right. it does seem like a dream she wakes yeah. up from. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it so, does. So, yeah, yeah it's weird. Then- I do like the little character moment here, like when she gets back to, you know, when she gets 13, I mean, when she gets Minnow back, you know, it's, she's yeah. got a nice, it's a nice little moment. But again, even yeah. that almost doesn't feel 
earned? No, it feels rushed and not you know? earned. It's like yeah. you don't even ever get – you never got to look. I think that you should have seen a little bit from Minnow's side what they were doing for this auction, You know, right. maybe making her dress up as that Alice in Wonderland and she doesn't want to, yeah. something like that. Yeah, all of a sudden she just gets there. She's there. It stops, boom, gone, go to high level, and right. it's very rushed. So, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going down with your score. What was your yeah. score? So I, I'm at a 6.5. And yeah, again, I'm go I mean, too. I like, you know, I still like the the series. I would still yeah, recommend if someone's interested picking it up. And I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what, what high level is all about. I think that's done a good job of kind of yeah. building up that anticipation. But this one was just definitely my least favorite of the series it was so far. With me it too. was just very straightforward, kind of. Let's get all this shit done. It's just, it's like, uh, you know, a means to an end. Let's get to high level. Let's figure out a way to do it. And let's, you know, try to have some fun. I mean, the fun of those furries and, you know, whip a sissy. It's very odd, but, you know, (laughs) I like, and I like the art. Barnaby Behemoth's art's really good. So I like that. And I Uh still like, like I said, I still like Minnow and 13 as characters. I think that they're pretty good. This Valentina was kind of cool, but again, it was just rush. You didn't get a lot of time to kind of sit back. And and get and take her. Yeah, in, but, exactly. All of a sudden, yeah. you have this dominatrix who she just meets, and all of a sudden, she's in. She's helping her. She's getting yeah. shot, and now yeah, for she's no done. reason, just she's decides. Out. I mean, really, it's like what <laughs> children be an auction. I'm with you. When in fact, everybody saying it doesn't exist anyway. Right. But she's just going to go with it, and then it yeah. just ends very conveniently that the owner of the brothel she works at is the guy who's <laughs> you know doing that and yeah. trying to set them up. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. a shame, but, uh, but I'm still in. And hopefully the next issue gets, you know, like you said, I want to see high level too. It sounds pretty cool. And I'm telling you, I think that a lot of people, if you watch or look at this, a lot of people would really like Barnaby Behenda's, like his architecture of things. Yeah. Uh, There's a crazy bit that's, that made me laugh when I saw it, where you go to Pleasure Island and Hotel Uh Pleasure Island, it has tubes that you kind of go and they look like travel (laughs) tubes. And the one travel tube looks like it goes into a lady's (laughs) mouth. Yeah, it's so cool crazy but but it's this architecture that's really really crazy and that the room the job of the hut guy it's just horrendous but it's a cool (laughs) kind of look and stuff like that so yeah yeah yeah. now the art is the art is really uh is is pretty good it does get a little like the backgrounds are a little hard to follow yeah they get washed out at some point yeah and and you know i guess i'm really i've gotten used to the art style now too so uh, I really like it. It's, uh, yeah, I do too. Art's really I well. do too. Well so done. that that is that. But we'll be all back right. uh, next month. This book comes out weird too. Like all of a yeah, sudden right? it it, feels we, like have we haven't it talked then, about it in a while. That's what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden it'll be two weeks from now. We'll get another issue. So we'll have to look to see. But <laughs> hey, thank uh, you uh, for joining. Yeah, me. yeah. Let's thanks. Add. And are they doing? Did, I didn't see anything in the backup this time. There was that uh, that World War Two book that. Somebody yeah, was that, doing, that right? was that was just that was just a uh, one like a graphic novel. It's not by uh, issues. It was a Robert gotcha. Venditti uh, story about his uncle uh, at D Day. But yeah, right. that was just uh, okay. a graphic gotcha. novel. It's a weird deal too because when DC was actually sending me things, they sent me that like months ago and uh-huh. I had it on the shelf and I never looked at it so I pulled it out and kind of checked it out and it's it's pretty good but yeah that's yeah. just a graphic now we'll figure out some yeah. stuff yeah uh, that's fine it's always fun coming out <clears throat> yeah it's always yep, fun to chat thank you for coming right. on Thanks I'm gonna finish me. my coffee now and yes. uh, I have I to go, go do some work in the yeah, yeah I, I gotta mow the lawn myself that kind of uh, weekend here in the northeast to finally stop raining yeah it stinks but thanks Pete and I'll talk to you next time all right bro Yo, it's mail call. And it's the best. 
And here's mail section number two. We're going right. to start with Mark Jaeger, who says, Hey, Jim and Eric, and the beautiful up, and hot members of the Get Fresh crew, beep boop. boop, poop, poop. I've been run ragged this month and I'm ready to have a catharsis. So I've made some time to write an email to the guys nice. who helped keep me from losing my mind by making me laugh out loud. All right. I'm listening to the podcast. Who are those guys? <laughs> I want to meet them. There's a the performance. I've the GFC slack this month because I've flown from one end of the country or another for work Fancy. and driven from one end of the state of Oregon to the other and trying to meet a work deadline. While I wonder if you went to any of those by- pantries. No, by a voluntary hackathon at work, which I did not have at the time or headspace for. But when my boss flew out of our office for the hackathon, I felt it was mandatory to participate. It is like when your wife says, you don't have to give me a birthday present. Yeah, you will be doing it anyway. And you're better off for doing it. Last week, I had mixed feelings about the Eric Shea tribute. On the one hand, the songs were absolutely hilarious. And they got your frustration out over what it's like to deal with work when Eric isn't there. Very lonely it is, Eric. Lonely. I should have said Jim is the loneliest member that you've ever had or something. I could have done that, right? I have another lonely hand, member. Eric is America's sweetheart, and I get uncomfortable right. with Shade being thrown at someone who has such a treasure. I give it a pass, though, because Jim is a gem. Oh, oh my. I'm I don't treasure. know. I'd, You're just a is gem. Is a gem better, or am I just part of a your brand many treasure? Gems. Yeah, I don't know. A treasure could be something that's nonsense to other people, though. A gem is a gem. On to the books. I have strong feelings about some of DC's writers, and I don't want anybody who is a fan of these writers to feel bad. So if you're a fan of Bendis or King, you might want to skip the rest of the email. There's a little spoiler All alert. Right. You ever have uh, where a ant gets into a TV screen? Uh, no. <laughs> I have a TV for a monitor. There's two ants in this god darn thing. I keep trying to kill them. They're inside the screen. They're walking this on This is on this you for mail. keeping all those coffees around. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, I've never heard of this. I'm sure they're going to die. The problem is at points, they even seem to be going after the, the freaking thing. I've liked Naomi, but my God, it's so distracting. It's like they're racing around in there. I've liked Naomi, but my God, it's been so slow to play out the story. And this week was the breaking point for me. Bendis spends the book telling what happened in the last book all over again. Seriously. It is so freaking slow. And then suddenly he shifts gears and crams in a million fucking words to tell a story that would actually have been cool in its own book over many issues. WTF. Indeed. (laughs) Uh, I still, we got some info. I don't know. I'm starting to just kind of get beaten down by it and realize what it is, I guess. I'm glad I don't have to take a drink every time anybody in his books refers to somebody as baby. 
Baby, <laughs> because I would be shit faced after one book. Who talks like that, baby? I don't know anybody who says baby. Oh, no, yet I've every character in every book when talks they refer like to that. each other as baby oh, back and God. forth. Yeah, no. Here's here's the thing. Me and Tanya have a friend. I've mentioned you uh, to. Uh, I've mentioned him to you, my friend right. Herb, and him and his wife would sit there and constantly. You and it was more babe. Right. But it was like, hey, babe, you want a drink? Yeah, babe. All right, babe. What? Which drink, babe? Oh, I'll have that, babe. And I got so angry. Obviously. So angry. And I said to Tanya, if I ever hear anybody talk like that, I'll kill him. There's Tanya. I hear her talking to the cats. What's up, babe? I'm like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you and the cats because I, I hate it. And then she even says it to the kids. And I, if she was here, she'd say, is there a, a hot rod race going on? You know there is. I, I end up saying there. Like, uh, you hate that. When did you start saying that? Oh, I never hate it. Oh, get, get real, woman. Go run into a pole. Oh why my. would teenage, too real. Uh, why would teenage girls who are friends call each other, baby? I'm just going to say that. The thing night. is, I can't quite say that I know what teenage girls say and don't say. Yeah, really. I'm also tired of being taken out of the story by the sitcom dialogue and the constant attempts at sounding like a hip teenager. I I used to be a hippie teenager i'll tell you i, oh, yeah. I have a little bit of Play the hacky yeah, sack no no i love handles hippie oh. i like the explanation is he gets paid by the word <laughs> i would think so on the batman number 71 the only way i can explain it and by the way i was not a hippie teenager i i was very fit eric oh. the only way i, can, I can't let that lie through the hacky, I, I, the hacky only, sack no i hate that hacky sack i'm not down with that or the ultimate b you can take both God, of those. Head, you can both both of those on the quad out of my face is what <laughs> I want. The only way I can explain, I'm telling you, I actually heard somebody say in real life, "Hey, meet me at the quad for some hacky sack." And I said, "Oh, you're gonna meet my fist right well, now gonna play. for some blood." No, you just sit on the quad, right? I, I saw a concert on the quad one. Yeah. The only way I can explain it is that King is a bad director. It makes me think of the movie Thomas and the Magic Railroad. When my boys were little, they would watch that movie, and it stars actors who have been nominated for Oscars and other awards and have done great performances in the past. In this movie, it's downright embarrassing how they perform. Peter Fonda, a gem, is delivering lines monotone and always has a thousand-yard stare, probably because he's like, who, who the hell signed me up for Thomas and the Magic Railroad? What am I Railroad? doing here? Yeah, really. I mean, my granddaughter wanted I'm me to do this. I'm going to get the hell what out of here. What am I doing here? Yeah, like, well, where's Jane? When I read this Batman book, it has a clunky pacing and dialogue with forced tension and forced emotions. Lines like, I'm sad. This is hard. Am I good enough? It was, it was he listening in on my latest lovemaking session with Tanya? Really? Wait, was that some of Quinn's tweets like I was seven, reading? Eight years ago. I don't even remember anymore. I'm sad. This is hard. Am I good enough? The art in this book is no, a big disappointment. God. It's am I sad? Yes. This is hard. I don't care. Am I good enough? I told you no many a time. Is it a throwback to the original Detective Comics when Batman made his debut? That's what it looked like to me. It's more of a year one type deal in my mind. And Bane, what the hell? He is just a tall, bald guy. And don't get me started on any conversation so that happens in the Wayne Manor dining room. Uh, don't remind me of the dinners during jokes and riddles. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> who, <laughs> who got won that, that money? Dollars? Who got the billion dollars? They're still, it's still up for grabs. To end on a positive note, I'm a huge Team Titans fan. I love number 30 this week. You heard earlier. Me so as well. Me and Eric. Between the storytelling and the art, it was a 10 out of 10. Oh, wow. See you and never. The dialogue flowed, made sense, and I love the characters. The art was interesting, beautiful, and did a great job telling the story. Speaking of great art, I'm now a huge fan of Jorge Jimenez. This latest Justice League number 24 had such great storytelling through the art alone. I would like to say that Victor Bogdanovich did the same thing over at Aquaman. I agree. Uh, I felt like I was seeing some of the great art that I would see in a book when I was a kid, or at least my memory of that great art. And and as both me and Mark Jaeger can say, that was a long time ago. The art that I think of when I was a kid, I'm like, you know, the the Mona Lisa, that was just being done, right? He is amazing at what he does. I just think she's smiling just to smile, Eric. Actually, I think she might have gas. She, she had a tuna a sandwich smile. earlier. She, no, knows she, tuna, gonna last she knows she has gas. She's about to fart. She had a tuna sandwich earlier that day, and she knows she's a little smelly. Blue Have a great week, Jim and comedy. Eric. And I'll see you in seven. And Blue is my man's comedy. The last email of the night in this section is Alex M. It says, hey, Jim and Eric. So What's I up? got one DC comic this week, and it was Teen Titans. It was fun. Nice one to have. Can you call this a light crossover? That's what it felt like anyways. Oh, I think Slade lived. Also, do you guys see that they're talking, are taking Superman Year One by Miller and Jar Jar from a mature to a teen rating? Not, not the worst deal, but I really wanted an effed up Superman book that went to extremes. Shit, boy. I'm sure it will still <laughs> be effed that. up, but it won't have that extra oomph. A boy can dream. Is that a Superman book with no limits? Is that, a, is that what it is? Oh, shit, boy. By the way, Eric, are you Mexican or Mexican? If you're Mexican, why can't you admit what you said on the OMEC episode? I have no idea what I said on the OMEC episode. I don't know. I want to see. I, you know, uh, my mind wants to know, Eric. But that's it for Alex M. Uh, thank you. Thank everybody, thank Mark, you, and everybody in the mail tonight. And we're going to go off now to some more books. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, Mother. So let's see. Religious freedom, the censoring of conservatives on social media, immigration and border security, and abortion. These are all the things that I will not discuss during this call because I'm here to talk about the comic books and the comic book industry in general and maybe a bit about podcasting. First of all, I want to clear up or just give a give a little wide scope thing. I've, I know you've mentioned it on the podcast a few times and some other people mentioned it in some emails that they wrote in. And I'm going back to uh, when I saw the Avengers on the Sunday after it came out. I know a lot of people know a lot of the spoilers now because apparently the Russo brothers said it was okay to talk about it, which I, I learned from the Pop Culture Podcast. So, and we'll circle back around to that again. But anyway, um, so yeah, so this is the, the whole story from start to finish. I go to see Avengers Endgame on the Sunday that it was, it was first out that first Sunday because, you know, we got our seats, the ones we always get for IMAX, went and saw an IMAX up in the big town of Knoxville, Tennessee. And as we're and I'd, I'd seen earlier, you know, online, I went and looked up all the emojis, all the different, they had about 40 emojis. And so before I even went to the theater, I prepared a draft with all, almost not all, but almost all the characters, as much as I could fit in one tweet. And basically said, um, I'm going to see, you know, or seeing Avengers Endgame in 
IMAX and then I put, you know, like hashtag, you know, Captain America, hashtag the Thor Hulk, even for the people, some of the people from Black Panther made sure I got the Falcon in there because I like the Falcon and, um, you know, just all, all, even they had one for Infinity Gauntlet through that in there. I did not uh, put Kevin Feige in there. They actually had a, uh, an emoji for him, but not one for Stan Lee. I would put Stan Lee up there if they had that. But anyway, back to um, the source. So I put all those emojis in there. Basically, my, it said, seeing Avengers and I'm Avengers Endgame and IMAX and all those hashtags with all the characters as many as I could fit. And then I attached a picture, and it was a a you know in a star background, a cosmic background. It said hashtag Don't spoil the Endgame. And then so I sent that tweet. And then I, um, you know, retweeted the tweet, kind of quoted it in there, and said it, you know, at, you know, Weird Science DC, at Eric L. Shea, I'm going to be busy for a couple of hours. And then, because it was still, I was in the theater, so I could tag us there, and it was before the movie started, I turned my phone off and put it away, which is what a normal person should do in a theater, because, you know, you don't want to be the a-hole who's on the phone and or texting because when you text in the theater, people can see the light from your phone and it takes them right out of the movie. But anyway, so I said that and, and you know, then I uh, went, you know, saw the movie and then, you know, when later when I turned my phone back on, I saw that some a-hole who I don't know who he is, Jim doesn't know who he is, no one else, I don't know, in the Get Fresh crew knows who he is. He had had just attached to my, you know, replied to my um, tweet with uh, major spoilers about the movie. The hashtag don't spoil the end game. And just replied to everyone who might have seen that because, you know, Jim and Eric retweeted it and just responded to everyone with spoilers about the movie. It didn't spoil it for me, so it spoiled it for, I know it spoiled it for Jim. I'm sure it probably spoiled it for a few other people in the Get Fresh crew. And I apologize for that. Although, out of the millions and millions of tweets, and I'm talking literal millions because this movie has made well over $2.5 billion now, I don't know why he picked that one to uh, be an a-hole on and um, spoil the movie for people. So I truly apologize if you saw that. I was just trying to say, hey, I'm seeing the movie, look at these cool emojis, and uh, some somebody tried to or did ruin it for Jim and I'm sure ruined it for some other people and I do apologize for that just don't know why he had to pick that tweet to do that and had to uh yeah why he had decided that someone who listens to this podcast should know that we don't want to do that that you don't have to be an a-hole like that anyway so that's that's the whole story on um when anyone mentions a dancing mic tweet and something that spoiled the avengers endgame it was not actually me it was a response to me but i do feel bad that that happened anyway um let's see besides that i need to give a shout out to the get fresh crew see um last i did read one dc comic this week one there was one dc comic of course i had three other comics that were not dc um let's see battlestar galactica um i think it was frozen no not frozen i'm sorry tangled and uh the incredibles 2 three different companies idw dark horse and dynamite 
and uh, Diamond Shore did the Golden Age, or d- did not ship to the Golden Age, 1942 in Maryville, Tennessee, on the corner of Court Street and High Street, the High Court of Comics. Did not ship those to them because Diamond can do whatever they want because Diamond is a monopoly. And uh, with the declining state of the comic book industry, I don't think any other distributor is going to uh, jump in soon and uh, give them some competition so they can do whatever they want to because they have no competition and, yeah, they don't have to do better because what are you going to do? So anyway, that besides that, I did get one DC comic book this week. Uh, quite, it was rather enjoyable. It was Teen Titans number 30, which I've really, really, really been enjoying this issue. I was a bit afraid. I was, I was kind of on the fence too. It's like, they're going, they're fighting an awful lot. But then I went to, um, weirdsciencedccomics.com, which is, um, which is what you do, in case anyone has not just started listening, this this is what you do. You um, go to your comic book, your local comic book store on Wednesday, say it's the Golden Age 1942 in Maryville, Tennessee, or your whatever, you know, your other Dublin City comics or whatever your other uh, comic store might be, or maybe you, maybe you go just all digital, but you get your comic books, you read your comic books, then you go to the award-winning the award-winning website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and um, you look at the reviews. And if you, maybe you look at the reviews and you want to leave a comment of your own, and maybe you look at the comments too, you always will look at the comments, see what other people said, and then you leave a comment if you so feel or desire. And I did leave a comment for Teen Titans number 30. I enjoyed the review. Kind of uh, confirmed, uh, it just went along kind of what I was thinking, that I don't think it's going to be coming going into the, oh no, you did uh, Real Housewives uh, book of the week or book of the month, I should say. Hopefully, I think they will. I think they will all get back together. I don't think it's going to be f- focusing on the team fighting, but there was a lot for them to be a- actually angry at each other about. But really enjoying this series so far. Um, the uh, don't want to spoil too much, but well, yeah, the, the, the ending left a. I think it's going to uh, create an interesting situation. So that is a uh, good book I'm enjoying. And I think it was an 8.5 on the site. Uh, Spoilers about that. But um, that was Chris's review. But yeah, I'd say maybe... uh, yeah, 8.5 or higher for me. It's good, good, good issue, good art. Um, still loving these characters, these stories, uh, the good all around series. So, uh, that was my one book of the week this week. And, um, I'll be, oh, oh, I forgot. And after you know, you read the reviews, then of course you listen to this podcast or the Patreon spotlight if your book happens to be on there. And you will hear all about all the DC books that are out this week. So, Jim was a little bit upset about last week when he said that I did talk to him, you know, some messages back and forth, some direct messages. And, oh, wait, want to circle back to one thing first. I did, um, in my email last week, I think it was, and it was a bit misconstrued, I can see how, because it was a bit of a confusing sentence. I said that, I said a Batman and a Damien who's not, it's Batman has a good relationship with Damien and who's not an asshole. Anyway, it's. I wasn't mentioning that Damien wasn't an asshole, which he's not in that book, by the way. I don't think he's ever... I mean, he's... Damien is Damien. He's going to be what he is. But I'm talking about, actually, I was more impressed with Batman not being an asshole in this uh, run of Detective Comics story by Tomasi. So it's refreshing to see a Batman who is not a complete asshole. As a little bit of a sense of humor is more like Batman than anything we have even... You know, we've said in years. And um, so... 
or we've seen in years in the comics. So that's pretty pretty nice to see a Batman who's not a complete a hole. But anyway, I was uh, I was talking to Jim, and I said that you know the the, the podcast, just the the fact that it's DC. Sometimes, like I said, I'm I'm just like halfway listening, and sometimes I'm going at one point five speed, you know, kind of skipping through. I want to hear hear, but it's not, and it has nothing to do. Nothing to do with with Jim, Eric, uh, Jeremy, or or you know Batman Beyond, Mark, or or Chris, or anyone. You know, it doesn't have to anything to do with that. As much as it has to do with just the quality of DC Comics right now, and the, the their failure to deliver anything, anything resembling a coherent universe or continuity. Or, or even compelling stories, for that matter. It's like if you're not, you know, story over continuity, well, tell us some damn stories that are, are, are good enough to where continuity doesn't matter. But if you think about it right now, it's... I Look at the books I, I read. So, um, let's see. It's Teen Titans, which kind of ties in with a, with some other stuff. It tied in with Deathstroke recently. So, you know, I listened to, to Teen Titans and Deathstroke, those reviews. And but I mean, Green Lantern by Grant Morrison. Does anything in that book affect anything else? Is it going to tie in with the universe, the larger universe at all? Even Justice League, which is supposed to be a big book, Scott Snyder's out doing you know his whole cosmic, huge story. But I don't think it's really affecting anything else. I mean, I, you know, I hear what's going on, but I, even that's not affecting anything. Hawkman, Haw- nothing in Hawkman is going to affect anything else, especially when they go back to these backstories. Um, I, Catwoman. Do you think that Villa Hermosa stuff is going to affect anything else? Batman Beyond. It's a future story, and I don't. The continuity in that, and and I hate to disagree with you, Batman Beyond, Mark. But if they're they're not following any kind of continuity, I'm sorry. The the what was the five years after event in the New Fifty Two um, World's End or whatever that that or Future's End that doesn't. That doesn't matter anymore. They've completely forgotten about that because if you want to know about continuity in that, or continuity, you know, compared to Batman Beyond supposedly being in continuity, Tim Drake shows up. He's Tim Drake, Batman Beyond, and then he disappears in the flash of light. In Detective Comics, he's Tim Drake, future night or future Batman with guns guy. That sh- so it's you know, there's no. There's no continuity in that either. So if there's something in continuity that contradicts the the current continuity in that, I don't care. But like I said, it's all just hit or miss. Um, Freedom Fighters, of course, a miniseries, no continuity there. Batman detect the you know, detective comics. It might tie a little bit. I don't think anything that happens in there is going to affect the other books. They're all in their little separate pocket universes, it seems. So when there's books like, you know, I don't know, Flash, Green, well, Green Arrow's over now, and these, you know, these 14 other different versions of Justice League, I, it doesn't it doesn't feel like if I miss out what's going on in those, or don't catch every nuance of what's going on in those, it's not really going to affect me. So I, I it, it's hard to um, hard to stay interested Sorry, I had to pause there and bring my recording back up so, so I can wrap this up. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to stay interested when nothing is connected. And like I said, though, Jim, I'm, I'm going back to this. It has nothing to do with what you're doing, with what Eric's doing, the quality of, of what you guys do. And I can show you that simply by... There are other shows on patreon.com slash weirdscience. Great shows, great shows. Your news show, Jim, do I ever... Well, you don't know this, but I when I'm listening to the news show, for instance, I love the news show. 
I never skip ahead in that, or you know, I never skip ahead. I never, I never put on one point five. I listen to all of it because it's it's you talking about the news, and it's you know, it's it's some DC, some Marvel, some indie, just stuff, you know, commentary and stuff. Love that. Never skip ahead. The Solicits podcast, which I listened to a couple of months late, simply because I don't like spoilers, but I listen to the whole thing. Love it. It's it's you you doing you know podcasting great work. I don't skip ahead in that. I listen to that. The sales podcast. I, I like. I love that when it comes out. So if you want to do sales podcasts every month, I'm a okay with that. Even Jim has issues with his wife. Love that. The pop culture podcast. I don't miss a word of that. Sometimes I have to go back and listen to something else because I'm laughing so hard. So yeah, it's not anything to do with what you guys are doing. It's what DC is doing, which is so disappointing and just uh, disheartening in a lot of times right now because there is nothing, nothing connected. You know, Doomsday Clock. Of course, I listen when those I listen to those reviews. Just listen right through, and it's it's but. N- Again, I don't, I don't, you know, it's supposed to, I thought maybe this is the thing that's going to bring everything else together, but it's never going to end now. They keep delaying, delaying. So yeah, it's just a DC's disheartening, uh, disheartening lack of continuity or story or anything that really seems to matter in comics. So that's if I skip ahead a bit or, you know, just as, like I said, 1.5 speed just to kind of, uh, yeah, just pay attention, get the gist of it. You know, it's, it's, it's about, that, that would be why. And I mean, it's still, still, you know, I love your guys' stories, your guys' uh, banner and stuff. But yeah, that's basically, that's basically what I was talking about. Not, not a reflection on you at all. Just a reflection on what DC has, has done to the books and characters that once seemed to mean something and don't seem to mean much anymore. So that's where I'm at. So I will enjoy the comics I enjoy. And, you know, that's, that's few and far between, but the, you know, there's some I really like. And, uh, the other ones, I just, you know, not until I hear something that really, really intrigues me, I'm not going to jump on with that. But anyway, that's that's where I stand. I didn't want Jim to think that I, I wasn't enjoying, you know, what he does. But, you know, there's only some, sometimes it's like, hey, it's okay, this story means nothing. instead of Wonder Woman. Boy, I dropped that one. And welcome to the club, Brandon. Welcome to to the per- the people who dropped Batman because it is awful. And Jim, I know you disagree with uh I know you've you've mentioned you said that you think e- EVS Ethan Van Sciver is an a-hole, but I was watching one of his videos and he does agree that Batman is a uh, mopey do nothing kind of uh quitter right now, you know, who who's not at all like Batman in the comics. So at least you guys agree on that. But anyway, that's about all I've got for this week. So just wanted to uh, explain a few things, get a few things off my chest, you know, just kind of clear the air on some other things. And like I said, I apologize to anyone who might have seen the reply to my tweet about Endgames. It just guts me that anyone decided to, uh, you know, take a something that was supposed to be just celebration. Hey, I'm at the movie. I'm going to enjoy it. And, and they, they ruined it for some people. So anyway, um, let's see. Until next week. Let's see. Uh, be sure to follow patreon.com slash weird science. Patreon.com slash weird science for a plethora, a plethora of wonderful shows that you don't have to skip at all. And maybe someday, maybe someday we'll get the return of the seller dweller. Maybe the seller dweller can return with something, maybe some Friday the 13th goodness, or maybe something else. But we, we miss the seller dweller. We love the seller dweller. We want the seller dweller. But 
like I said, in the meantime, there are all kinds of great shows. Look forward to the news podcast every week, the pop culture podcast every two weeks, and I uh, love the sales and solicits. Um, Jim has issues with his wife. Um, back There's back issues. There's um, new 52 reviews. There's all kinds of great, great stuff from these guys. So please support them at patreon.com slash weird science. They are working hard for you, for us, for me. And I appreciate that. So again, that's patreon.com slash weird science. Keep it weird and we'll see you all in seven. Dancing Mike with his tribute to burn victims everywhere. And this is the last section of books and a podcast that was, didn't have a lot of them. No. Uh, so if you're keeping track at home, you'll know that this is the bat section of the podcast. It ends up uh, being the last section. One of these books has probably never been on the last section of books. That's the first one we're going to be talking about, which is Nightwing. I, unless there was some other way that it was kind of shoved in there, uh, we usually have that. That's a second section book almost all the time. But the final book has been the final book. And lucky, you'll hear in the uh, blurb when we get to it, almost didn't even make it to the podcast, but we are going to talk about it. But you're going to start with your book, Eric, and which is that? My book is Nightwing number 60, written by Dan Jurgens, with art by Chris Mooneyham, Nick Filardi, and, and World Design. Get to know your Nightwing Red, which Hutch is being called now. And while that's going on, let's continue the mystery of who this new villain of Bloodhaven is, Backburn. Yeah, Backburn. I almost thought it was something else for some reason. It didn't sound right when I said, but don't like, don't like Rick Grayson. Bingo, well, ain't your baby. Well, don't worry, because you won't get a lot of him here as we take a closer look at our new Nightwing team and the mystery at hand. I'm I'm worried a little about this backburn deal. Uh, I don't know about you. I know that we had even the judge was kind of, right. and we didn't like the judge transformed as a by the sea. Um, but it was kind of a you know a, a spirit type, you know, kind of a psychic type villain. I don't know that I like that in Bloodhaven. I I don't know why. I don't mind. I'm just looking for new villains. Giant Blood, sharks walking around <laughs> and stuff like that. That I don't mind. But the idea of what I think. That this villain is now, it throws me off a little. It does you th- throw me you off. You think it is the psychic personification of Walter yep. Stapleton? That's what I think it is. That's exactly that's, what I think that, it is. That's really what makes sense uh, at this I think point. That, I think, yeah. And that's my problem is as I was reading this, you're, you're kind of thinking we thought it was his daughter at one point. That doesn't seem to be the case. So at the end, you're sitting there and you want to put all the pieces together. Personified? Well, I thought of either that or a combo. 
I, I, but even with that, there's not a lot of other options. A lot of no. times you'll have these. And yeah, it could be something completely out of the realm of any possibility that we've come up with. But when you're doing this, you're trying to get a grip of what you've seen, what you've heard. Exactly. And the only the and only what are we alley, focusing heavy on the, right yeah, now? The only alley I go down is the idea that they did not pull the plug on Walter Stapleton. And because of that, he has sat there and stewed in his anger and his upsetness his and has anger. ended up, it has become a personification of what's going on, even to the point where his daughter's like, I hope you all burn. And I'm like, Ooh, the, see, that's the, the thing. It's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a weird idea for, uh, the idea of like the the Walter Stapleton character, Sergeant Walter Stapleton, who was hurt and put into a vegetative state here, who's been in a coma for many years now, it yeah. seems like. It, I don't think he would be angry at the police stations, which, you know, that's why I is don't think at that, this point. That's why I don't think it's necessarily him. But right. like you said, I think it's more of the, the psychic anger, manifestation the of her psych- anger. Or, yeah, the anger and stuff like that combined with maybe his being upset. And that basically, I think that if it's anything, if it is Walter, Walter's, you know, but there's a lot to explain if this is. is the case, but maybe his his psychic energy is more triggered by her being upset. Trying to make her, her so, anger. so when she says, I hope you all burn, that manifested into that through so him as well. So what you're telling but me is that Backburn it's, it's is a part too, of the sage force. I'm telling you, it's, yeah, but I'm t- <laughs> it's too supernatural an explanation for me to think that that's any good, especially with this going on for a bit. You know, not that, well, that you know, a, he hasn't been a weird out idea. I, I kind of want to lean, just end. The, the, uh, I want to kind of lean towards the psychic explanation only because without that, what you have with Backburn here is essentially Nightwing's tar pit. And that's yeah, it. tar pit. Yeah. <laughs> but it has to be something. They're really swinging it. Dan Jurgis is really swinging it towards this daughter's anger to make you really think that it yeah. is her. But even even then, we said last issue when we talked about it, if it's her, there's a lot of explaining to do of how she has become this anyway. So with it not being her, I just is there going to be enough time and space to explain something this supernatural well, or I, I are they know. going that route so you don't have to explain it? It's just I supernatural. I don't know how long this arc is. Like last issue was the beginning of Dan Jurgen's run on the series and that's pretty much where we f- were first introduced yeah. to the idea of Backburn. More you know, detailed here. For and the usually idea, but, though, these stories usually last six issues to yeah. get a trade. So this I, does I'm feel like wondering. a short arc though. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering. I, I you do see though uh this continues Dan Jurgens run. This is a second issue and you see that he's like, "All right, you got all these Nightwings. I I can't just keep calling them Nightwings. Thank you, Dan I need to call them something." So he does come up with these ideas. Plus, you don't want to keep yelling their names. You no. can't have, "Hey, Sap." You know, that that's a little too obvious. So he does start with that and there's, you know, Nightwing Prime, there's Nightwing Red. It's okay. I, yeah. I don't mind it. Um, I actually it, really want to know what Zach and Colleen are going to be calling well, now. I'm glad. I'm glad that he doesn't go full out on that because at least I can settle in and, and remember then that Sapienza's Nightwing Prime and Hutch's Nightwing Red. If you threw them all right at me in one panel, 
I, I think I would have been mixed up a little. And, and I think and that you'll have uh, what are we Nightwing V-neck. Uh, he's grease, <laughs> paint. grease paint. He's Nightwing? Nightwing grease paint. He seems to be Nightwing cabbie, which kind of, you know, gets his secret identity out. But yeah, I need a Nightwing V-neck and Nightwing almost died and, and seems to be the guy who's targeted to be dead. That, that's what Zach's name is. It's not a great name to have. He, he really red shouldn't have problems with that. That's the yeah, thing. Is really. that in my mind, he should be Nightwing Red because he's he be the red. guy who is on like yeah. the most, the short list for getting killed in this series. Yeah. And, and so when you go through this issue, there's not a ton to talk about. I like it, though. I like it enough. I like that we're getting and, – and I do think that it's good that you only have Hutch, Sapienza, and and Dick or Rick. And, and Rick there. even – Rick is pretty much put on the back burner for a lot yeah. of this. After he's done here, which he doesn't have a lot to do, we just see that him and B and this like one page pretty much of him just saying, you know, B, I really like – really likes Rick because – he ran off to this fire. He, he didn't have to do this. Good He's a bit thinking. reckless, but you know, she does, she does dig the good nature is what that's within him. So I'm like, all right, we're yeah. not dealing with Rick as much. And like, we get to see these more of the Nightwing squad. And I'm like, that's what I want to see from this right now, because we don't have Dick Grayson proper. We don't have Nightwing proper. Like a lot of people no. want, but proper. what we do have is we can push Rick off to the side a little bit because he is not the hero at this moment. And we can see the new iterations of Nightwing, which I do want to learn more about. But with that, you're also doing what I said, like even in the Grayson book and when you have Dick Grayson in most of these books, even when he is called Rick, you have this idea that his superpower is doing what's right, doing what's good. And even without his memories, even without this and what he does remember, doesn't remember, whatever, he still, when he sees a fire and he sees people in trouble, he just ran off without even questioning Heroic it. muscle and, memory. Yeah, and that's what I like. I, that's what I've always liked about him. Now, if you are an anime fan or a manga fan, you'll also like the idea that at one point where uh, Rick is taking off his outfit and putting it in the back of the cabin turns that's Lupin the third uh, one of the big things in anime that I always like uh, yeah that's a weird picture of him when he turns around he ugly when he, he looks like Lupin the third there and if you know what I'm talking about and go don't. and look you'll be like no I'm saying anybody listening they'll be like yeah it does look like him he ain't a fancy fella um, but yeah you, you have this whole thing that keeps giving you this background we find out that Hutch he didn't accidentally shoot. It wasn't Which friendly fire. I really fire. thought it was friendly fire. I didn't from think we got it last was. Issue. Yeah, I didn't think it was. I, I thought exactly what it was. He was out. They got in over his head and he couldn't protect the father. And that's what it ended up being. They ended up in a drug deal gone wrong and he just wasn't there. But the thing is, they really spell out in this that I don't think that anybody would have been able to save uh, Walter Stapleton. And in fact, you know, Hutch did the best job he could do with his EMT training as well to oh, kind yeah, of revenge. Now, alive, it yeah. did keep him a vegetable, eh, but and that's where you get this idea of in the end, if it is Walter Stapleton's psychic energy going, I don't know why he would be attacking Hutch because Hutch did. Well, that's nothing the thing, it's not even here. attacking Hutch, he's attacking the police stations, and yeah. like there's a rapid, oh, like string of arsons involved with the backburn seems to be yeah, the but I'm saying, us. even then, at one point, he's attacking them, he's chasing them, and they're there. You, you know, there's no sort of thing of stopping and like Hutch or something like that, it's just full out, you know, going. And even then, there's people there kind of innocent, they're not involved, so it's it's a little odd to think of this Walter Stapleton who's pretty much pushed by Sapienza being one of the best cops they had in, you know, uh, Bloodhaven. 
to be this bad thing unless it's one of those psychic energies that doesn't have any sort of you know what i mean it it doesn't have thought it's just going with the anger but i don't even think that if walter stapleton could be talked to from beyond the grave and i wish i had of the mind right there eric i could have said it like that but i don't even think that this would be a guy that if you talk to from beyond the grave he would like yeah i'm mad they shouldn't have put me with that i think that he was fine with this it seems as if this whole idea that's what i'm saying it doesn't seem like this was any Anything different that was a he wasn't deal. against it or whatever it just they ended up at the wrong place at the wrong time and i bet you that the way that this walder is spelled out i bet you that he would have been more worried after he got shot that possibly hutch would have been shot as well that probably would have been his biggest problem as he ended up you know almost dying uh so i i just i would hate to think that that's what it is because i don't think that that it, it makes this walter stapleton less of a i don't i can't say he's a hero. we don't walter know much stapleton. about him well, i'm telling you like seems to think that well, you know walter stapleton was one of the best cops that they had going on and he's a friend saying. of walter yeah i do like the actually connection here where you know when sapienza shows up on scene hearing what happened you know officer down he does find out that his friend is you know was saved by hutch because of the emt training that he had yeah. but his friend is done and this is actually the connection where he first meets hutch and almost looks seems yep. like he takes him under his wing because of what happened like yeah, you know keeps you got you a know, an eye on him and, yeah. and with that too i think that what we're seeing the whole deal of that idea before yeah you know except what happened when i was in the academy this was just days before he was gonna i think he quit uh, yeah, they so kept I. saying about this idea. We had this idea that something bad had happened. That's oh, why even we if thought everybody treated fire, him like you, you know said. Walter's uh, daughter uh, Melissa. Even if everybody treated him like Melissa did, like I wouldn't want to be a part of that either. Yeah, like, and you I, got I the sergeant that- killed. Yep, and I think that that was one of those things where he's like, if this is how this goes, uh, it's not cut cut out for me. And because he did have that training and ended up saving uh, Walder, uh, again, only to become a vegetable anyway, but he did save him. That That's what I think. He's like, I still want to help people. I'm going to use my training that I have. I'm going to go into the fire department yeah. and go with that, which does end up in a, that's the weird thing is. It, it is too on the money then for this villain for to be a fire Backburn and Even deal. the idea he's setting fires everywhere. Even when Hutch comes in, when they're overwhelmed by the fire that Backburn has set, Hutch disappears. We'll have to come back with a fire hose to put everything yeah. out and yeah, like, you yeah. know, push it, the Backburn it seems out. So, everything <laughs> seems so you know triggered into that. But I don't mind it. I really like it. And, and people who have – Put this book in, aside and said, yeah, tell me when he's Dick Grayson again, you know, whatever. Th- there are moments, and this Dan Jurgens uh, two issues here are really pointing to the thing that we wanted. We were afraid that we were going to have this Nightwing squad that, you know, we were liking enough. Um, but we were going to get out of that without really knowing the characters. And yeah. we thought, boy, that would be a shame. Well, we're getting to know the characters, and I realize I really like them. So I really I. like Hutch and Sapienza, especially. That's why I like this issue so much. Like oh, you and said, you have Sapienza, you- too, on top of it, because we're not just dealing with Hutch. The idea that Sapienza, being the detective that he is, he sees Cabby Nightwing, who was a big help before when they are fighting the Scarecrow and stuff like that. He's sticking around, but the thing is, he's too good at what we're doing yeah. right now. Like he, I'm telling you, we, knows. we tried to try. <laughs> train up a little bit about yeah. what was happening you know to try to become this nightwing team a cohesive glue and stuff like that but this kid has come in and he's making us look like chumps so there's yeah. there's something more to this cabbie than what he's letting on i like that aspect of almost kind of running down the leads of like seeing what he has these clues to actually come to the realization oh my god you are nightwing <laughs> you're the one who set yeah. all this ablaze that set all yeah. this in motion 
Yeah, and and so what? What you have is Sapienza is like, okay, I'm going to use my detective skills, a, a Nightwing detective skills combined. I'm going to go and look through some things, uh, you know, with with Walder's daughter. I'm going to go and see things, and then pretty much just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go ask her, and, and they end up going to do that, and which is cool too because we get Zach and, and Colleen to go and too. do it. And that's the thing. He gets Zach and Colleen to do that, hoping maybe when this happens, they can kind of guess because what ends up happening is uh, Backburn comes in and you end up realizing, okay, it's not her. It it isn't her. I like the way that plays out. And uh, she's just as afraid. See, it's just because of how much they tell you that it's not, you know, Melissa Stapleton is that makes me think it is like almost a subconscious aspect. But if it is, she doesn't know it because she does look really afraid. And as things are blowing up and you even see that, you know, they had their car there and the flames are going to the gas tank. You have that crazy deal and things are blowing up people are getting knocked aside or whatever and that's where you have uh you know the girl like oh my god please don't hurt me hurt you no help you so Ooh. you're like okay now I'm you're like saying, okay though, it's don't take dad. back don't take back burn's hand though because i swear there's no, no. Like, it's gonna you're burn, gonna burn. <laughs> that's why i had that song at the beginning you're gonna burn victim you don't want that but really pushing the idea that her father is a vegetable he's yeah. been kept on you know the deal and then have this thing help you you can only go in my mind that supernatural aspect of it being her father's psychic energy becoming that but again though it it doesn't make full sense of why he'd become a burning flaming monster and then attack police stations (laughs) if he was a guy who say was with hutch in the fire department and they ended up getting caught in a crossfire of a sting out of nowhere then i could say okay there's a firefighter who is pissed off at the police for dying that's what he'd be i'd be fine with it it doesn't match up, but no. like you said, there's no other clues to get you any we other place. We have Sergeant Walter Stapleton, and we have Melissa Stapleton. These are two yeah. only characters and that we know. And next thing they know, it is Tar Pit. He and just came sudden, to Bloodhaven. All of a sudden, you find out about Melissa's brother, which we never know about. I'm like, oh, yeah. should have. <laughs> oh, it's him. And he, he he liked playing with matches. The arsonist that was the brother problem. that we didn't mention who yeah, had that we, strange we never, prison experiment. And ended up, they were doing experiments, and then the experiment got struck by lightning and then caught on fire. (laughs) And there you go. And they're like, oh, my God, put the flames out. It's like a back burn. Oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. But, yeah, uh, I liked it, though. I liked the art in this, except maybe that one panel of Nightwing. Even with that whole thing, the the art itself is very strange to me because, you know, Chris Mooneyham has more of a grittier style, which I actually, you know, I'm usually not a fan of, but I think works for this art story. But also on top of that, it really does remind me a lot of these panels of like the 90s Nightwing series. For some reason, it yeah. seems like he's almost hearkening back to this original Nightwing series. I'm like, I do like a lot of aspects of this, even though it's against yeah, what I usually I think am that, into. I think that this art really fits this story well. Uh, and even where it's it's a very dark deal because most of this is happening at night. They, right. they have to be out at night. But when you end up having the explosions and the fire, it really pops off the screen. I really, really like it. I think it does a really, really good job. Uh, what did you give it? I ended up giving this a seven out of ten, and that's mostly because like I'm down for a little bit, even though I'm really into it. Because we only, like I said, have Walter Stapleton and Melissa yeah. Stapleton here. There's not a lot of a big mystery going on. I like more of the background stuff of this issue, dealing with Hutch's, you know, background. The idea that Alphonse Sapienza is going to try to get to the bottom of who Nightwing, like or Cabby, is Rick Grayson. I like all these aspects, but the backburn thing, even though I am a fan of getting a new Nightwing villain out and about. 
there's just not a lot to it at this point in time. Hopefully no. it does pick up like with that element in the next issue. But right now, it's just a little bit a little down. I'm telling you, pretty much and it's that's, just a yeah. Nightwing's tar pit too. And that's why uh that's why I can't go full eight. I, I would like to. I'm gonna go seven nine, just under an eight, because of the idea that you're kind of, you know, pigeonholing us into this idea of this villain, but there's not really any clues. And really you were pushing so much that it was gonna be the daughter that when you pull that away you're not left with much and you're like really but i i love the stuff with sapienza and hutch i love seeing more of that background of hutch and i like the way that dan jurgens played with that last issue of us getting part of the story yeah. to lead to us you know man i went down a why. dark corner of that little part of yeah. that story well, again <laughs> but that really pushed the idea of who the villain might be but then when you back it off and show what it is she's still mad at hutch but even so i don't know why you know, if it is Walter, he'd be so mad at the police like that, unless it's just the idea that you've had his body there as a vegetable just sitting and a daughter who has just been angry at the police constantly and upset and upset at the police so much that it's trying to get closure for his daughter. I so kind of like the that. idea from the latest season of The Flash where we had Cicada doing all these things and like, you know, about. he was actually fighting Flash. the metas because of his Sean niece who was Bean in a coma. In that? No. Sean no, no, Bean, Sean Bean's not in that. But Sean the idea Bean is that she, because she was hearing the whole thing, she did take up after That's him because saying. of all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that would be the only way that I can see it happening is the idea that the anger and upsetness of the, the his daughter, who seems to be there every day. I mean, it seems like her day involves getting up, going to the hospital and sitting with her father and bitching and moaning about what happened. And by now it's twisted and turned in this psychic energy type deal. Again, though, that's a lot to explain in a comic, uh, you know, just to just throw out there. It's a pretty kind of deep deal, but we'll see. Well, we had worse. I mean, I'm telling you that judge after having the judge in this book, anything can happen. So I'll go with it. But I'm I'm really enjoying it. He was just transformed by the sea. You never got more. I'm saying there wasn't (laughs) that you were waiting for this explanation. I'm like, boy, this is crazy. You're really going to have to explain a lot. And they're like, no, no, transformed by the sea. Oh, so was I. I got, you know, sand in my crack and never went back. That's how I got transformed there. But yeah, I'm going to go seven, nine. I wish I could go as high as an eight, but I'll, I'll dial it back a little. I don't want to be too positive. I don't want people to have a heart attack out there, right? Now, here we go. We're going to end the podcast here. And I don't know if it's going to remain positive. I don't Aww. know what you think, Eric, but uh, like sometimes, 10 out of 10, I'm out. Again, I, I think that the, as I said at the beginning, uh, you know, we're not positive. We're not negative. We try to be honest. And sometimes that leads to having a lot of fun with books and then it leads to having uh not fun with a book that keeps going and going and we were going to give it up batman number 71 written by tom king art by michael yan and jorge fornes jordy belair and clayton cows tom king continues to trek towards issue number 75 when he says everything will kick in and be revealed that's what he keeps saying me and eric debated whether or not to shelve this book until then but decided to give it another shot and try to see the positives that king's fans keep telling us are in this book everybody has their favorites and so everyone has their batman this is not my batman tom king just keeps making this batman so unlikable and i understand that it's a darkest before the dawn thing but if you're not a fan you end up feeling like the dawn just is never going to come and it just keeps getting darker and darker and that's how i feel and this is the thing i know by the end i'm not a dummy i'm not a complete dummy i'm kind of a dummy (laughs) 
actually, now that I think about it. But by the end, I'm assuming assuming that you're going to have a Batman, at least for a couple issues, that gets what he always wanted, maybe a wedding, maybe kind of a wink-wink wedding, but at least can have a little fun and have that. I'm not going to praise Tom King then for doing that because he's the one who set this up. And it it reminds me of those ideas of where they have like, you know, the government are, you know, almost like big, big pharma, as they say, Eric, they created the disease just to create the cure. And that's what this seems like. He has created a disease so that later he can create the cure. He bases almost all of what I see on wow moments, wow statements, and then goes against them, which happens right at the beginning of this issue. Because when we start off, you start, and this is an out of time storytelling, but in a way that isn't even the regular out of time. It's not like, oh, we see this scene going. No, it's jumping back and forth between scenes that are out of time with each other. And does it ever spell it out? No, when we have have Batman go to the, you know, put the red bulb in the bat signal, it does tell us earlier but after that i don't know where anything lines up if it is going back and forth or if everybody's you know coming to the like the rescue as the stuff with bane is going on at the manor and then he eventually just meets him after that no it seems like it seems to me as the manor stuff is at at the end where he's kind of gone back to the bat cave and he's you know because there he's dejected He's just sitting there. You know, he looks sad. I think that what happened is he ended just up not, getting out see, of Arkham. I, I hope that's not the case. I'm telling you, this whole thing where he ends up like our big ending is him, you know, punching Tim Drake in the face for, you know, worrying about Batman saying how, hey, look, we've talked to Alfred. He doesn't know what you're talking about with this whole, you know, Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman attacked him and the Penguin and stuff like that. And where he socks Tim Drake in the face. I was really hoping that this is all out of time to the point where with the next issue, then we could have this great thing where like, look, Batman. We know you just did something messed up here. We like Tim Drake. We don't want to see you punching him in the face. Where the Bat family could then say, "Look, we we want to help you. We want to be yeah, here for I, you and kind of know. you know come together as the Bat family to deal with the situation." In my mind, what Tom King and it's funny because one of the biggest things that people have complained about who haven't liked this run is the idea that you haven't had the Bat family in the book. And it seems as if to me, Tom King has gathered this Bat family, and then you see part of the reason why he can't get all of them is his own damn fault, especially with dick grayson he's the one who shot him so he's yeah. not here um Catwoman's and not then here. He, he yeah Catwoman isn't here and also he he goes full out generic jason todd which annoys me but uh he only uses everybody this issue that. he yeah. always uses this issue to oh man you know everybody's complaining why I, that i don't have the bat family well i'm not uh, i'll give it to them right now he has to explain why you won't have them going forward either because he ends up punching uh tim in the face um but you know you have this whole idea and one of the biggest things is this beginning where batman goes to the GCPD, and this is kind of a way that I guess you're supposed to believe that everybody knew that this might happen some point, but if the bat signal (laughs) is turned red, the problem I have with this, number one, is the fact that for the most part, you can sit here and I could tell you the amount of times that the bat family is not in Gotham is more than when they are in it. So this is a very Gotham-centric thing that I don't know who he knows is going to see this. in this continuity right now, especially, not a lot of these characters 
except Jason Todd, I can say are really always in Gotham. And but but Barbara Gordon's out and about as well at points that I don't know how much that signal can be seen all over the place. I'm not saying just right now, but Barbara Gordon has been in Bloodhaven more times than not in the past, you know, bunch of issues of Nightwing. And, you know, Batgirl, she's all over the place, going all over the world at points. So that's the thing. She doesn't see it. Nobody sees this. It ends up that Gordon mentions it to his daughter. And by luck, she ends up hearing him. If he didn't right. say anything, nobody would have seen it. Nobody and the at thing all. is, it's the weirdest part of this whole idea is this whole red bulb put into the, you know, the bat signal and shining this red light in the sky at the bat, being the 911, calling everybody home yeah. to go do this whole thing. I like that idea a lot. I don't. I, need, I, I don't. The thing is, I think that I it's need, silly. I need this idea, though, to work properly. Like, all communications between the Bat family have been shut down first, and this is a, a last-ditch effort to get Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People. All this what needs is he just needs to get on the comm and call oh, Barbara. He's that's right it. there in front of the computer when he's back, when the intruder alarm yeah. goes off. Like, just do what you always do and have like call everybody yeah. up. Why this do you need this ambiguous wow little thing that yeah. only lasts for, like, 30 seconds it's in the night wow sky? Moment. And and also does point out that if you think that this is him being covert, a big red bat signal in the sky is not covert. What's covert is Culling. on your yeah. sealed line saying, "Hey, Barbara, gather the troops." You know, or maybe even, they have, have maybe a little signal. Call. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying maybe he calls Barbara and says, "Barbara, code red." And then, you know, oh, my God, he called me with the code red. The problem with this all, though, besides any bit of that, is in issue 60, pretty much one of the last times we saw Gordon in this book, he destroyed the bat signal. Is that where he punched he out ended Gordon? Up with a bat. Yeah. And and Gordon went on the top of the GCPD with a bat. Remember, he got that guy's bat that was oh, yeah. signed. We're like, what a jerk. <laughs> he, was, he went up. Everybody's he, a jerk. Yeah, he destroyed the bat signal. And he destroyed bat. it. Yeah, and the bat. <laughs> it's ruined. And so uh, who fixed it? Who who put it back together? Because exactly. And you're why now would you? Doing the this. commissioner and is no, the one who put this The commissioner down. did it. So what you're t- doing is what I said at the beginning of this, and we've said all along, that these wow moments never click together. And no. they go against each other. You have, hey, nobody's allowed in Kadeem. If you go into Kadeem, you can never leave until you do. And, sure. and, oh, you're going to get arrested by the U.N. Oh, Superman, he shows up. I'm going to take in your father, Damien, because he has done something we shouldn't. He flies off the next thing. They're on a double date. You never – these wow moments get pushed aside. You had the biggest moment, and it was the visual moment of a Jim Gordon who was done with Batman, a Jim Gordon who has now given up the friendship of him and Batman, and it's never going to be repaired. He smashes the bat signal in a very, you know, a very symbolic gesture yeah. of taking that all down. It was huge. People couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. Now it's here again for another wow moment, the red signal. And, and that doesn't make sense. It and doesn't make you, sense. It could and have I wish that if you these shut down communications. Could. Yeah, but even so, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be fixed. It was destroyed. Oh, I agree. There's yeah. no reason for it. There's no explanation. We haven't seen it since. Why would they fix it? There's no reason because even at the beginning here, you have Jim Gordon talking about. Can you believe it? He did this and that, and I don't want to talk to him. He's not supposed to be here. Why would you fix it? 
you wouldn't fix it. And so you're you're trying to get these wow moments. You're you're kind of cheating and you're cheating yourself in this because you can't keep track of what happened in your own book. And it, it is really annoying to me. And this it's is such not a the weird first idea time. by the end because you know we have this thing that doesn't jive up. Call all bad family as much as we can. So that's a big whole thing. We got to get everybody together for Batman's army. Now that he's going to take it back to Bane. And by the end of this issue, though, I, I'm telling you, I wanted to like this because I'm like, okay, some forward progression for this whole thing. We're going to yeah. go back to Arkham, but. And now I'm left wondering, did we ever leave the nightmares? Well, and, and here's the thing matter? is what I'll tell you right now. I was going to save it to the end. Somebody tweeted Tom King. And this is the thing. You can either count this as a plot positive or a negative. A lot of people that we talk to that if you don't like Tom King, you kind of do get mad at the idea of, hey, Tom King, we don't want you to keep going on Twitter to explain the book, explain it in the book. Um, but somebody said, oh, man, we're still in the nightmares. Da, da, da. And Tom King wrote back to him and pretty much not verbatim. But what he said was, rest assured, the nightmares are over. This is real. So, so there now you I'm go. just left wondering for the whole idea where Alfred is serving Bane and Thomas Wayne, you know, whatever soup and stuff like that doesn't like talks about to the other Bat family saying how. I, I don't know what Batman's talking about. There was never Penguin or Alfred or Thomas Wayne here. None of that no. stuff ever really happened. I'm like. Is he one of the uh, Batman Who Laughs Secret Six, or are they somehow using the Medusa mask, that, which but it's psycho pirates shouldn't have, in order to somehow? I mean, I'm telling you, that's he, the he, thing, he, though. He uses you want to go with that? Go- I don't know Gordon how that works. For just that. as much as as uh, you know, as bad because he's saying in this again, Bane hasn't left. You have Barbara Gordon, who's like, I asked exactly. people, and she's Arkham, not yeah. acting the same. All these people are acting crazy. If that's the case, but it seems like Batman's lost his mind. That you want. To go with this idea, but you would hope that in the book Batman, he isn't losing his well, mind. That's the that he's thing. the only the one who has a sanity of losing his mind. You would think that would happen in the nightmares, which happened after this whole Penguin and Thomas Wayne thing that's got him no. there. I'm like, so like, why would he have lost his mind before that into this such a degree like this? I'm like, I guess yeah. has he lost his mind and ever since you know the cold this days? This starts to Freeze? play off, yeah, and this starts to play off as if after you know you wouldn't be that shocked that after the wedding, after issue fifty, everything we've seen, KG Beast. Uh, cold days with freeze all these that's a nightmare wrapped in a nightmare in a nightmare oh, and Inception. boy i don't i don't want that i i don't want that so i want to know answers and we're never getting them and now again it's almost like i said tom king thinks a mystery is withholding info and it's starting again and the wow moments starting again and the characters that don't seem like really in character where we we made the joke that we think the secret six thing of the year of the villain and all that <laughs> stuff with the batman tom and superman is just so that when people are like, man, that Booster Gold didn't sound, seem like himself in that Tom King. Secret oh, no, Six. No. Secret <laughs> Six. Secret Six. Oh, oh man. You know, Secret, Secret Six. six. <laughs> it's all a joke that this is all, hey, that Wally West, he wouldn't really do that. Secret, Secret Six. six. Well, Narc didn't seem like Secret Six. It doesn't even matter with Narc anymore. It's like, I, I'm, right now, there, there's editors calling each other, please, I think we better call it the Secret Maxie 15. <laughs> Secret 15. It's now all these. It's it's so. <laughs> what's going on? I, I just and and with that, you're going through all this to lead to. All oh, right, let's get the Bat we family the together. Army, yeah. We're going to go back to Arkham. We're going to kick butt. We're going to take names. We're going to do this. I already went out and beat up everybody with one punch. We can just go back. And oh, when they go great. back in there, Arkham's fine. Now, this is the thing that makes me laugh. Is 
you've seen, and this is a comic book world. If I go and I knock on the door of Arkham and I open up and there's, you know, it looks nice. There's a couple of people. I'm like, no, no, no. Go to the next room because I I do find a bookshelf with a book that you can pull and open up the rest because I think I want a full tour of what's going on so that I know exactly what is going on and isn't going on and whatnot. Not just open it up and have some nurse go, hey, welcome to Arkham. How are you? Well, when that happened, I I half expected, you know, to get the world's greatest detective where he would find like a blood splatter of all the freaking people's yeah, that's faces that's what he i actually in. was gonna say if maybe we would have had a roundabout they might have cleaned it down but they where, missed this or or tom king shows us that we we didn't really notice something he did in that going out like he moved something he did something thinking that that might happen there's a but this batman that he writes does not not a great detective but also never is prepared for anything this is the batman who isn't prepared and especially prepared for you know all this nonsense he is being made to look like a dolt and yeah. now at the end of this again if you reveal at the end where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's just like, oh, I knew it all along, boom, boom, boom. You've now done what I said at the beginning. You've created the disease, and now you're just going to create the cure to your disease. I need to see a groundwork of things. And when you get an issue like this, where you're like, man, that's crazy. Like, this seems like more nightmares or whatever. I see fans of Tom King sitting there. And I'm talking, there are fans of Tom King. There are fans of just this book, but they just like the character or whatever. But I'm talking about the people who defend. Tom King will say, just trust him. He'll... I, I, he's never come through for me, really. He might have come through for some other people, but every time it comes through, it's well, you make up the ending, you do this. It's ambiguous. Well, even oh, it going could through, be that. I don't even need going that. through with the art that we have here, where you know Batman's flipping out that Bane and Thomas Wayne Batman are at his house, and he's trying to get to you know take on Bane. And things are tables are broken, chairs are overturned, and yeah. then you know Batman yeah, gets punched a, in the Bane face. Bane is there. There's an intruder. Bane yeah. is there. Uh, you know, hey, I'm having dinner. Here you go. Batman himself looks dumpy, real yeah. dumpy. He, well, he even, looks I'm like saying, Adam West, right? Even, he does actually dumpy. look a lot like yeah. Adam West in this. But yeah, even by dumpy. the end where you have Alfred, you know, picking Batman up after he's punched in the face by Bane and get him knocked out and talking yeah. about the idea, you know, I, I, I know you want to fight. I know you want to do all these things. I've known you since you were a child, but I got to let you know, you've lost. You know, Bane is broken. But when I look <laughs> at the art that's depicting this whole thing, I don't see the table. I don't see the chairs. I don't see anything no. that lets me know. I, I'm looking at the windows. It seems to be the same room that we're in, the dining room, but there's nothing to let me know that any of this fight took place except for Batman having a bloody nose at this point running down. Mm. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to do with this whole thing. Like, are you, yeah, this whole I ambiguity is like, art. I don't, I'm saying, because, I don't know I mean, if it's at the one point, the, the tables are turned. I, I mean, they're but there. But by the end, it's not there anymore. Yeah, but it's not there only because they're focusing just on him and Alfred. I mean, the you know the way it is. I think that you have the what they would say is the damaged stuff is beyond the panel. We're not seeing the whole room there. He's just right next to those windows at the end. I think that that's a art artistic choice to make that whole thing shine through. But even even with that though, you, you have the idea where when when you had that arc, the I am suicide, when Batman was going into Santa Prisca, when he first was going to attack Bane, he, he I'm gonna break your damn back. I'm gonna yeah. break your damn back. He said it awful. so much that they took some of that out for the printed trade. They actually Thankfully. they took the, but why is he back to doing that now? He just keeps saying it again. I'm going to break your damn back. I'm going to break your damn back. He just keeps saying it. I think it's it. just funny to Tom King. 
Yeah, I guess. But with that, I also love that Tom King sits there and has Alfred like, listen, you know what? I protect you. You're my child, you know, and I, you, you've been trying all these times and I'd never say that, but this time for the first time you've lost what Damien dying. Wasn't him losing him having his back broken. The first time isn't losing him having Jason Todd get killed and then have to fight for him to get back later and fight him. That's not losing. Batman has lost. This isn't the old first time. Don't pretend that this is the first time he's lost lost it's not he's lost before that's what makes him great because if he does lose he's just a man he's not a god like everybody on the justice league with him he's a man who can fight back and he's a man who won't give up and he's a man who fight. don't sit there and tell me that this is the first time you lost just to make alfred say that to make your story bigger because this story is not big right now it is confusing beyond any sort of way that it should be please just tell us a story don't be ambiguous us because you don't have anything until issue 75 because that's what it feels like that you're treading water uh, we want to know everybody wants to know how the hell did thomas wayne get there also when he's there talking he's talking to the bat family especially a tim drake and a damien there and he says my father is with him that would be a trigger for them to go whoa whoa what are you talking about your father like he they would just think the dead thomas wayne they have no idea that a flash point batman is there there's no explanation to them he just goes and he's with my father and they're like oh that that's pretty cool i, I can see coo-coo, that nobody coo-coo. nobody bats an eye that should be the deal where this point. well that's the thing there is where you should start thinking he's crazy they don't say anything he says i saw his roots i saw his army even now my father my own father helping him he is now exposed and tim is in the panel tim should wait whoa your father And then him say and explain what he thinks this is. This is a point where we could get some explanation. We don't. And yeah, you have twice in this that, hey, I'm going to have fun with the art where we're going to have almost like the, you know, the Robin getting slapped by Batman. First, it's Alfred getting soup knocked out of his hand. And then at the end, it's, it's Tim getting punched in the face. That's not what I want from my Batman. I don't want a Batman who's punching Tim Drake, a Tim Drake who just came back from supposed death and then left Batman because things weren't the greatest with him, but is there for him no matter what. He's involved in gem world nonsense. He's there for Batman and Batman. Pals about when he's, called, he's doing some samurai nonsense. I know, but I'm saying he's doing young justice stuff that he's he says I'm busy now. But this means more. He goes back and you have Batman punch him for a wow moment. He had yeah. Batman punch. And it's, and it's almost the same panel every time. He had Batman punch Jim Gordon. Wow moment. I, I know the idea of. Even when he punched you know, Alfred when he was taken over by Poison yeah, Ivy at that one and, point. And loving this. Uh, man, this is showing him at his lowest, his lowest. I, I don't want to. How low can you go? I mean, we are really a playing a limbo with my heart. I don't need it. Uh, is there a song, Quit Playing Limbo With My Heart? Because there I really should don't be. know what that means. <laughs> well, I'm just, I can't go any lower. I am upset because I don't have this book being a Batman that I can even look at and like, let alone love. I mean, and I'm not talking anything about the book itself. I'm talking about what he's doing with the character by itself. Let, you know, throw away the, I'm going to break your damn back that annoys me or whatever. What annoys me the most is I get the Batman book and I basically sigh to myself and think, how more? How much more is he going to destroy this character in, in for me to just not keep going? I got to give up. And yeah, at the end when you're like, oh, look, Batman's better. 
And it doesn't make everything better. I mean, I could sit here and yell and scream at my kids and then take them out for ice cream. And I'll tell you, they'll still hate my guts because yeah. they do. I know this. This is what happens. <laughs> I know there. it. I sit there. I'm just sitting there doing the podcast and I'll yell down, hey, guys, be quiet. And then afterwards, I say to them, hey, I'm sorry about that. They don't care. I hear the yelling the next day about how I'm an asshole. And that's what it is. Batman's an asshole. He's a jerk. Why do this to the character? Why get this character? You're giving the best book in the whole comic book realm and you have to make him an ass. And I don't understand. I don't understand that. And uh, people, oh, it's a humanized Batman. Well, I know that everybody's a bunch of jerk assholes. I don't need my Batman to be that. I need my Batman to be above that. I need my Batman to show me that I could keep trying and succeed. I'm going insane on my own. I don't need to do it through Batman. I just, I, I have so much problems. I said to you, I want to try to be positive, but I can't. I, I when I start talking about this, there's only a couple things. That I'm like, okay, that's okay. But for the most part, there's just this, it's almost like if, if you're a hokey hippie, I'm a hippie, I'm going to get rid yeah. of all the negative energy in my life. This might be the most negative energy I have in my life. And how you can love this because it's the humanized Batman and all, it's such a it's such a bad energy, bad book like that. Just bad. But there you go. Look, you, you all you got to do is burn some sage now. I'm not Cleanse burning sage. What do you think I am? Down the, the uh, hole from you smoking you pot? Are. I know. I'm like that. My one buddy's uh, wife got rid of the negative energy in her life. That meant me I and meant my the family. Yeah, I said, I wish I could do that. I, I can't. I guess I could. <laughs> you could. <laughs> oh, I could. That's not, uh, that's yeah, not a hard thing to do, really. That's not good. I don't need to do that. But yeah, it's just negative energy constant. And it's one of those that, okay, you have that for 30 issues, it's enough. You have it for 70, it's way too much. Way it's too much. too much of this negativity of your character, of a writer who legitimately seems like he hates his character. He hates the idea of Batman and wants to turn it into something that he would rather have, which is a normal guy who's insane. I, I don't need that. I don't need that for 70 issues. So right here, I will give you my score and I'm voting. We never talk about this book again, but we'll, we'll talk about it. But I'm telling you, I'm giving this a 4.5. Uh, I like parts of the art. I actually like the way the art goes back and forth. I like forth, the majority but, of it besides for that dumpy Adam West Batman. Yeah, I know. I think that's supposed to be the sad sack Batman when <laughs> I he's don't not. Like that. He, I'm telling you, this is the Batman who, when he takes off the you know the cape and cow, he's looking in the mirror. He's like, "Poy, I'm buff," and everybody leaves the room, and then oh, he lets out and he's got a big <sighs> oh, the belly. Gut comes out. He's got a big belly. The gut's out. I've done it. <laughs> the, We've you know, all you done have it. usually you have usually it's the dating app Batman. Oh, now yeah. we're seeing the real Batman and I do think it's like <laughs> this is five years of marriage Batman it's the broken down Batman make him look dumpy but yeah you get the Bat family in just to punch Tim you, you even said it too Tim is such a easy target and has not had any love given to him at Poor all Tim. in years. Yeah, he's he's been in the Teen Titans where he's looked at as the jerk. He, yeah. he was the guy who was finagling the deal. Then he's in the Detective Comics. He gets killed, supposedly. And then he's gone for a while. And then, then he nobody comes even back asked and where he's been. No, they didn't even ask him. Then he's beautiful minding on, on the <laughs> freaking floor. Then he goes off to go to college. He takes a turn left at Albuquerque. He, he ends up in Gemworld. I mean, the guy has no luck Worst whatsoever. Luck ever. Now he gets punched. 
punched and it's almost like you, you could think that he, you have Tom King okay uh, I can't have him punch Damien because he, he's his real son and he's a little guy I, I, I already ruined son. Dick Grayson Tim uh, Jason Todd he, he might actually fight back and beat the shit out of Batman I don't want that yeah Tim Drake let's just do that it's like he's an aside he's just like eh let him do that who cares uh, and poor Tim all he did yeah. was figure out all he did the worst thing he ever did was figured out that Batman was Bruce Wayne that's the worst thing that happened to him <laughs> and then happening to oh. mention like you know he might not have been right ever since Selena left you I know you loved her you don't know nothing yeah, and <laughs> again though the, here's the deal is if you wrap this around there's a Batman who should it should click to him and like oh my god you know what he said that to me before when I lost Jason, where I wasn't the same because I didn't have a Robin. This does seem the same. You know what? I oh, should that would listen be a good wraparound. I, I should listen to him. And I, I actually think that that's what he's playing with. It's but just he's not a playing weird well idea, enough. though, because tell you, there's aspects of this comic I like, like the idea of that red bat scene, like calling all cars kind of situation. Yeah. But only calling if, all cars. Calling all cars. Only if the communication has been shut down. This is the last ditch effort to yeah. get everybody yeah. together. Do this. Well, and, so it doesn't would, make sense yeah. on top of I the idea that the signal has been destroyed. Yeah, I would wish tim drake would have said listen you've done this before this isn't as bad you still have us you you don't you not only not have you know no you have a bunch of robins i mean we're here for you this is your family look we're here for you he punches him in the face and even that I'm right calling it all cars like this whole thing getting the bat family together to be that safety net for batman to bring him back from the brink that's what, exactly what i wanted but i'm with you telling me how you think how it's you know the story takes place after the fact, like everybody left Batman after this yeah. one back, and there was that whole bane and you know, stuff going on. I hope that's not the case because I want them to be the Bat family for him to bring him back from the yeah, darkness. It's I, just, I just it's think gonna that, be that was him this. all busted down because why would he then go off after Bane beats him up? Why would he go? Ba- it seems like to me that he went back and when he saw all these things were kind of wrapped around, that was when he was like, "Yup, whatever, intruder. Let's go see who this is." There is a good point here in this, though. I, I do like that uh, Tom King spells out for everybody, just if they didn't know that Bane knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. I do like that. And uh, that was that's one thing I did People do like. forget about that situation. Or yeah, never, so never I'm, known, I'm so actually that's nice. glad because I think that that's going to come into play some more as well. Also because he's at Wayne Manor. Uh, you know, he, you know, you have to point that out. And even does, if he no. did before, the idea that he has Thomas Wayne with him, the father of Batman, yeah, even from a yeah. parallel, like you, you're going to learn some stuff with that going on, yeah, even if that yeah, wasn't the might. case originally. But, I'd like to learn how he's there, but hey, yeah, I'd I, like I to actually learn that think too. because at one point you were going to have that uh, Thomas Wayne little arc, and that was pushed aside, and then, uh, but also then all of a sudden the year of the villain comes out, we see that that's kind of involved, and I do think they're going to end up bailing him out with the Thomas Wayne stuff being part. Part of that year of the villain, part of a Batman who last part of a, you know, doomsday clock type thing, whatever it might be. I do think that it's going to end up bailing him out because I don't think he had a real great way to explain why Thomas Wayne right. was there. Uh, so we'll have to see. But yeah, I gave my score. What is your score? I would end up giving this because of the aspects I like, but even though they don't come together and what I hope does come from this and the idea that I like the majority of the art besides for Dumpy Batman, a five out of ten, straight five. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I don't know. I know that we said I just I hope actually that, like Dumpy Batman. I, I just <laughs> really hope that this isn't just more of the nightmares and stuff like that, and that's how they're going to explain it away. He says it. He says it isn't. So he says I a lot usually, of things. I know he does, but to actually go on and say it on Twitter, usually you know, kind of he like went lays on TV back. and said definitely there's yeah, going to be a wedding TV. in issue fifty. I'm talking Twitter. Uh, TV. He'll do whatever. It seems like on Twitter, he, he seems to like to spell out some things that are actually legit 
it maybe um but he went out of his way to actually respond to this one guy which again he does sometimes does other times whatever um but we'll see but yeah i'm just not enjoying it i I will talk to you within these next two weeks and we'll decide if we'll talk about the next one and then this is not one of those we're gonna pull it off the patreon i'm telling you i wanted a hashtag bat free life because i told you at one point I need my sanity back. And it was one of those things where this book is getting so much of an issue for me to read it. You know, just this is me personally, is the idea that it's making me depressed about all the books. And that's what I worry about. And I said to you a little on the on the down low or on the side uh, deal at work. And I said to you, a lot of people were talking to me, man, I, I finally dropped Batman. I finally dropped Batman. And I said to you, once you drop Batman, which is biggest book you know yeah. that justice league but batman is the biggest book. ongoing and, if you, and people will be saying like man i was a batman fan for 10 years once you drop batman it certainly makes it a little easier than to drop say a dial oh, a a slope hero after that, yeah. or a bat girl or something because you have dropped the book that you thought in your mind you would never drop well, what's going to make you stay with a book that maybe you don't like for a couple issues much, yeah. of a book that isn't, you know, one of your favorites? You just had it. And that's where the danger is. And that's what worries me about this whole deal. When we're hearing from people, even a Dancing Mike, he was, you know, reading this Batman. This was going to be his savior from the devil that was Scott Snyder in his mind. <laughs> and then he had to drop it. Drop too, it at 48. And so, yeah, yeah. And, and isn't it one of those where we're hearing more where I'll have somebody say to me, yeah, I'm, I dropped Batman at this point. And then I don't hear from him for like a month and a half, two months. And then when I do hear next is I dropped all DC books. They're not even reading any. And while you may think that we love coming and yelling and screaming about things, eh, this whole podcast, everything that we do is pretty much based on people reading these books. And we want to like them and we want people to like them so that we can have fun with these. And that's what I want. But what is your book of the week here? My book of the week this week is a tie between Justice League and Teen Titans. Great books. Yep. Mine is Justice League, but, you know, Teen Titans was right up there as well. If I didn't change my Justice League, you know, score yeah, up me a too. little, yeah, it would have been uh, more of a tie. But I'm going with that. Justice League was my book of the week. But all in all, besides that last one, pretty positive throughout the whole deal. So, so that I, I actually had a pretty good week where we didn't have a lot of books. Uh, here we have more books next week. Reggie has a bunch, I said earlier. Yeah. Uh, but this is what we're going to be talking about next week. Obviously, two of Soccer these. To me. are going to be on the patreon only spotlight and right now the voting is already being taken place it's not fully taken place but it is going it's on happening. now and flash and silence are the ones that are in the lead just to let you know and if you want to get do involved come in, in the voting, to try to sway things yeah, up <laughs> but if you want to go in on the voting or listen to that podcast whatever the two might be go over to patreon.com slash weird science sign up for whatever level and uh, the five dollar level which is the second lowest we have a dollar level if you just want to throw some support, $5 gets you a lot of stuff and that gets you all the spotlights. But here are the books. Action Comics, number 1011, 1011, right. beep, bop, boop. I, I just started the robotic <laughs> apocalypse there. Batgirl, number 35. Batman Beyond, number 32, which uh, Eric reviews on the site, but Batman Beyond Mark will be doing the review on the podcast. Chris and Reggie will be talking Books of Magic, number 8. Detective Comics, number 1004. Dial H for Hero, number 3, a book that I've been enjoying more than I ever thought I would. It's a little different from what I, uh, you know, like of the Dial H. Right, me too. um, But I like it as well. And it it fits the Wonder Comics motif. Uh, One book, though, that we love, and this should 
should be a pretty big issue is Freedom Fighters number six, right. one of me and Eric's favorites. We have Justice League Dark number 11. I have a feeling that magic may be in trouble. Oh, Did no. you see where I put the solicit for August? Spells out that magic is indeed I in trouble in August. I <laughs> I'm like, really? Magic's I didn't in trouble. That was you put I, that up. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's something new. Uh, we have Martian Manhunter number Poor five. Magic. That is a Jeremy Orlando book. So Jeremy Zone. will be back for the Orlando Zone. I haven't talked to Jeremy in a little Never bit. Mind. He's been pretty quiet. So we have, but it's end of year stuff for him with the school and stuff. The Flash number 71 will continue that year one. Also, so I laugh because in the August solicits, they're out of the year one at yep. that point. It's like Barry's still – They're dealing, with, they're dealing uh, with the repercussions you, of learning yeah, about year yeah, one. And it seems like it's like Barry's still reeling from year one. I'm really? It's supposed to be year one. <laughs> what, what is he reeling for all those years? Like, <laughs> he forgot really? something. Obviously, he remembers oh something goodness. from year one. I'm like, no, no. We see what's going on. We saw at the end of that first issue of that. I'm like, oh, Turtle my. Turtle Town. So, yeah, I'm like, I guess that it wasn't a true year one. Silencer number 17, like I said, that is a darling of the uh, badasses putting it on the Patreon spotlight. So do I. And I feel bad because V. Ken doing the art, we love the art and we yeah. love V. Ken. And we usually give him a lot of props, but then it's on the Patreon. He ain't a Patreon. No. So I end up, I end up uh, kind of skewing the deal. I usually send him that review so he can hear it because I want to hear it. Basically, what I'm doing is buttering him up so that we can be in the issues again I, I end up every time that these come out and i didn't look at this one but i end up looking through it to see if we're in it still I'm like we're gonna butter him up enough he's gonna put us back we have the terrifics number 16 we'll be talking to reggie about that continues gene luan yang's run on that and again that was one of the surprises for august it continues i thought yeah. it was going to be canceled and then wonder woman number 71 that we desperately hope gets better we really really want to like that book hope it but takes a cue from problems. kelly sue to Connick right here yeah, so i do Really do. I do too. I, I, I it needs a, a hard reset. I was going to say it needed an enema, but that, that would be <laughs> too. This town needs right? an enema. <laughs> this book needs an enema. But yeah, that is it. That is it. I hope that everybody enjoyed the podcast night. Thanks for everybody who contributed, uh, including Eric Shea. Thank you. No shade this week, Eric. No tribute shade Thank to you. you. Yeah, then, My self-esteem destroyed last week already. As we heard in the mails, uh, people liked it, but they didn't like it. It's one of those, they like the the songs, it seems, which always, you know, gives my, it gets me going, right? But they didn't like getting shade thrown at one Eric Shea. But hey, they, that's what happens. That's, that's I, what happens. I don't play, I don't play by the rules, Eric, right? Yeah, I'm a rebel. Are you? I'm a loner, Dottie. But what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.